Let's uh, go. Uh, uh, are, are we live? Oh well, you guys can't see me because I'm uh, I'm like radio yeah. broadcast television bars. Uh, I do need to fix that. I got to put a hat on. I got the baldy out right now. Um, <laughs> I got got a bro brewer. I got a coffee brewing behind the scenes. Uh, you know what? I did want to go live and let you guys know there are some new emojis. Uh oh. And you uh, are all of our channel members. You also got you guys got some new um channel member emblems. Uh, hopefully Pong will like that. I try to fit it in with like the looter genre. So anybody who's been here for, I believe it's less than a month, um, you'll get a gray loot box, man. I mean, look, I, I can't help you on that. You get the common loot. <laughs> you get the com you get the common loot, man. If you just joined, you get the uh... common loot. But but if you've been with us for about a month, you'll start seeing the the blue. Um, it's either green or blue. I, I believe it's green first because I wanted to be like the next step up. So you got I see a whole lot of blue common. because you got blues. Yeah. That's a month plus. Um, yeah. Then you'll step it up to, um, if you're three months plus, it goes up to from a blue to a purple. Okay. Um, and then okay. if you go longer than that, I believe you get up to about six months or longer. Yeah. Um, you get to a yellow. Oh, so you get oh, some legendary loot, screen? you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and then, yeah. and then, yeah, yeah. If you get to level? a year or longer, you get that good old red loot box. You get that exotic cachet. You oh, know what I'm saying? Oh, I like it. Rock and roll. You ready to rock and roll? So, members, hopefully you like your new emblems in there. Hopefully that distincts uh, helps you to distinct. Each other. Distinguish. Uh, distinguish. Thank you. I can't talk this morning, mm -hmm. so I appreciate mm -hmm. that, Paul. You're mm -hmm. coming through in the clutch like you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but yeah. yeah, hopefully that helps you distinguish each other uh, from one another. Let people know who's been here for a bit. And uh, we got some things to do, man. So uh, Doom Reaper says, still got the after hours off air set up. A little, little bit, a little bit, man. I still got some things to do, <laughs> but it is what it is. I'm glad we got um, a chat old enough to remember off the air shit from regular <laughs> broadcasting television. <laughs> you don't see that no more. Even cable back in the day when it first started had the off air broadcast because there'd be local cable channels that would go off the air too. But uh, glad we got. I appreciate the fact that we've got the, an older audience who knows what that hell that that's, is. Right there. That, that, that's yeah, there's definitely nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. We'll get some more people in here too. Another thing too that may be new for some of you all. Um, we are now streaming, multi-streaming to four different platforms. So you can watch us on Kick, Twitter, Twitch. I mean, Twitter X. I mean, I guess you can kind of call that what oh. it is. I do find myself sometimes watching content through Twitter, though. Like if a video pops up, I'll yes. just stop and I'll yeah. watch it for a second or two. You know yeah. what I mean? So um, there is that. Pro um, producers. Well, we're, we're muted. So, ladies and gentlemen, first, I want to apologize for that blip. This is why I've been testing things throughout the week, right? Um, you guys might have seen me pop up and do some random streams, um, some Elden Ring, some other gameplay that I've been coming out with. I was really trying to go hard with the Division 2 this week. Um, was going hardcore. I did the hardcore mode. Died an hour or two of hardcore mode. It is what it is. Um, bold Alpha Wolfpack. Welcome to the Splitters, baby. How you feeling? Who um, bought that single ticket to the hype did. train for 2024? We got a lot coming up in 2024. Thank you, Bold Alpha Wolf Pack, for buying that single. Nice. 
Easy. Hit that, hit that choo-choo. Easy way hit that to start. Choo-choo, mother effer emo in the chat if you can, please. Let everybody know that you are ready. Choo-choo, mother... Um, I do need to work on making the emotes better, uh, but I did want to put something in there, uh, just so you said, just for the meantime, between time, something that's going to hang on, uh, because I do want it to be easier to be seen, but, um, we'll, we'll work, we'll work on one thing at a time. We got something in Tim, there, so. Tim, Tim, Tim the Sorcerer. Wait, 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 Tim. What you're, you're behind the times, sir. You're behind the times. Steel just doesn't have gators to contend with. He's now got aliens to contend with. I don't know That's if you true. guys heard about what Florida happened Mall. in Miami. The Florida Mall had eight to ten foot shadow like gray aliens. People. Yeah, so you're behind the time. You're behind the times, Tim. If you if you haven't heard, man, hundred plus police cars, black helicopters flying overhead, and the official story is. It was just a group of 50 teens causing trouble with fireworks. Mm. Yeah, because got aliens that's, now. That's what they all the that's what you get the whole entire police department for, huh? Yeah. Kids yeah. shooting off fireworks? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Mass mass really? shooting. Obviously, they wanted to respond, Steel. Okay. <laughs> uh, also shout out to Tim the Sorcerer in case I forget and it goes away with the two euro. He says best wishes for the new year, fellow splitters. CC choo choo. Oh, um, and oh, and, we already know. Go ahead. And we know what's happening here, chat. We know what's happening here, chat. Here, here's a little, here's a little something for y'all because um, the man, the myth, the legend, Dakato, the one and only Dakato comes on in here with a nice. Five bomb to start the Saturday morning off. He jumps on the court and he says, guess what? I'm going to do a nice layup and show you all how it's done in 2024. Add a little extra spin to that ball. Got it around the rim right through the net. That's what Dakato does with his five bobs. He comes in here and shows you how it's done. And of course, his partner in crime, Bold Alpha Wolfpack, who had just bought a single ticket to the hype train to start off 2024. He said, oh, Dakato, you know, brother, I see you on that court. I'm not going to let this drop on in here by itself. I got to come in with my own easy five bomb as well and do a nice little layup. And Tim the Sorcerer, that's right, Tim said aliens. Aliens, all I'm seeing is layups around here, and I'm seeing trains Cars being added to the hype train already in 2024. I got to add another one so we can get some more people on board on the splitter hype train for 2024. He comes on to the court and says, I see both your layups and I'm going to do one myself and does a nice little finger roll right into the net. No backboard on that one for Tim the Sorcerer with an easy net right there. Five bomb from Tim the Sorcerer. Chat, this is how it's done. If you want to follow that up, if you want to bring your own layup in here, if you want to buy your own single ticket, if you want to nuke the place, you're more than welcome to in the living split screen. That's right. We got 2024 started right. 15 memberships. And remember, the goal here on Living Split Screen, yes, it's a new year, but the goal remains the same. You all decided it. Your goal remains 69 all the time. That's right, oh, because that's our favorite number. That's a favorite number around here. Let's go. You you already know about that magic number 69. Um, and by a matter of fact, speaking of 69, I need to get my 69 ass back uh, on camera. Whoa, here. Excuse whoa, me. whoa pause, baby. We don't need to see Steel in a 69. 
Whoa. Hey, maybe that's, <laughs> that's what will take us to the next level. Choo-choo, motherfuckers. Let's go. Wild gaming. Y'all were y'all aren't down for that? Y'all ready for some 69 <laughs> wild gaming? Hey, I'm just I'm just trying to figure out what you guys are down for, man. That's all. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let me know how you guys have been this week. Hopefully, everything has been uh, all right for you thus far. If it hasn't, I definitely want to send you my energy, my love, my blessings, and all those great things. I know the week has been a little, oh, uh, oh it's going to be kind of all over the place for me. I've been here, there, everywhere. I've been getting pulled multiple different directions along with uh, possibly... Well, not possibly. I'm going to be prepping to go to my uh, first football game ever uh, tomorrow. So it's going to be a day trip thing. Um, so there's nice. that. Seeing the uh, seeing the Saints play. Not a Saints fan, but my my uh, my pops is. So nice, uh, brother. Step pops is. So we're going we're going we're going to see what's going on, man. We're going to see how we feeling. See how things are going. I never been to a game. Who so that? Might as well might as well take advantage. Might as well take advantage. Who so. that? Sounds like it's gonna be a sounds like it's gonna be a good time. So I'm looking forward to it. But other than that, I mean, before we go live, Pong, I mean, what what else would you like to get into it with the chat about, man? <laughs> Nothing, man. I was gonna ask you about the aliens at the mall. I was gonna ask if you had any up your way yet. If you saw uh, any wander in the backyard yet? No, I hadn't. I hadn't seen no aliens come my way yet. Fortunately or unfortunately, no. <laughs> um, even if they did, I. I'm pretty sure I'd be able to handle myself. I'm pretty sure. Listen, listen, Steel, if you see black helicopters flying overhead, it's time to get out. Okay? That's all I'm saying. Oh, Unmarked or I could just, black helicopters. Or leave. I could just stay inside. I could just stay inside. <laughs> yeah, I but you played like, enough you video know? games. You know what happens inside. That that That's true. <laughs> but, you know, listen. that's true. That is true. You got to make, no. make a striking point. No, man, it's... uh. It's great to be in 2024. Obviously, I hope you all had an absolutely ridiculously cool, uh, you know, New Year. However you celebrate it, friends, family, whatever you do, just sitting around playing vids like Steele and I did. Uh, you know, that's uh, that's how we entered the new year, uh, doing what we love best, which is playing video oh, yeah. games. We we're playing some finals and uh, we'll talk about that, I guess, in our intro a little bit. But uh, um, yeah, no, man, it's great to be here and uh, love seeing everybody uh, coming back through in 2024. We're going to make this a nice big year around here on Living Absolutely. Split Screen and all of our other channels. Energy is still high in this community, even though uh, there wasn't a whole lot of news this week. Um, but there was some some interesting conversations to be had around this week, I think, Steele. So okay. uh, we'll definitely talk about that as far as uh, you know, Xbox moving maybe a little bit further into third party publishing, uh, you know, stuff like that. Uh, PS5 Slim not selling necessarily well, according no to some. Way. Well, There's selling no way. well, but not good enough. Uh, but uh, yeah, PS5 but, Pro update on the but spec. Pong, what, none, of that, none of that matters when we can just talk about how yeah. bad Starfield is. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that continues, obviously. Of course. No, I thought it was a dead game. No, bro. It was going to be a dead game. We couldn't talk. It's going to be done and over with about a week later. It's a single player game. Pong, aren't you worried about the people that are falling off that aren't playing it anymore? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the the player numbers are dropping. It's dwindling. You know what I mean? I saw saw somebody. I saw somebody, show, you know, compare Destiny 2 numbers on Steam to Starfield. And it obviously. Oh, man. Out, but I mean, that shows that it's oh, a dead game. Man. Most dead games that I'm aware Destiny, of, though, Steel, huh? most dead games that I'm aware of, Steel, don't get talked about. 
I I don't see a whole For lot weeks, of people talking huh? about Redfall. I, For I weeks, don't. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I don't. Months. I, I mean, oh. we're January, so that game came out in September. We still writing articles. We're still having major conversations and discourse about it. I thought yeah. I thought the yeah. game was uh, monotonous. I thought the game was unintuitive. Matter of fact, look, there's conversation that's happened this week um, about possibly the uh, Steam Awards, right? Uh, the Steam yeah. Awards they ended up oh, giving yeah. Starfield an award for innovation, and there yeah. I can and there was some conversation that I definitely heard about it and uh, didn't make sense, and I do agree. Um, I don't think Starfield is the most innovative game, but I want to talk about this point, and we'll talk about it more when we're live. But think think about this, ladies and gentlemen. And shout out to Pirate Software. He's been another channel that I've watched, re started watching recently, uh, and I've been so got sub to, and I, I really love that dude's content. But anyway, um, think about it like this, though, ladies and gentlemen. If Starfield got hate voted to be the most the, to be the most ingenuitive game, or whatever the, the case may be. And if that's the story that people want to run with, isn't it possible that people could have hate reviewed the game also on Steam? Uh, oh, because you can't that was have the it question. both ways. That you was the question that was happening this week after this. Of course. People are like, oh, well, Starfield only got it because people hate voted it to win. I was like, well, doesn't that expose some other things then? Oh, but we're not ready to have that conversation yet. So it's all good. We will have it at some point today. So don't worry. Buckle in. A lot of conversation to be had here. Starfield, by the way, is the only game that I've seen people put hundreds of hours in and say that it's a bad oh, game afterwards. I've Steel never, I've never, I've never seen that before. Did like. you see those stats this week too, Steel, by the way? What, that the average is quite high. It's for the, Starfield it's the number one RPG played this year. Oh, no even, way. Even no way. over no Baldur's no Gate 3 in terms of total hours. There's no yeah. way. There's no way. Oh, it's hey, a, it's a, it's a monotonous say, game. That's fake, too, Steel. That's oh, fake, too, oh, Steel. They just made that up? Yep. Yep. Oh, okay. People nice. just left it on. People just, just, oh, just left it on. Okay. That's all they did. Because because people just all, they all wanted to see how long yeah. it was going to take to travel to uh, the planet, <laughs> planet, right? Everybody. It's that's loading everybody screens. Did. Loading screens. Ah, beefed up okay, the number, okay, Steel. Gotcha, the gotcha, loading. Gotcha. That's why they did that. That's why mm. Bethesda was playing some 4D chess, everybody. That's what they were doing. They were playing some 4D chess, and they decided to put loading screens in to up the average playing time. That's what they were doing. They wanted that most hours played. Hey, man, well, you know, when, when you're so innovative that... um, <laughs> That's that's You got to get hate right voted, there, man. You got to get hate voted, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> but that is something that... The, I think that's something interesting to have in conversation yeah. because, again, I do yeah. believe that exposes uh, some of the thought processes that some of these people do have and how we look at things and why I think that we should continuing continue, excuse me, questioning um, reviews and... Try and definitely, again, like I always say, hone in on who you are, not only as a person, but as a gamer. And uh, just stick to the things that you have learned up to this point, right? You don't have to th start throwing all your ideologies out of the window and be like, oh, man, I've I've looked at <laughs> games this way all of my life. And then now all of a sudden, uh, I need to start changing things. It's just bad, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's nothing wrong with adjusting, getting some new lenses, Um maybe tailoring your picture a bit, but I think there's a worthy conversation to be had for sure. Because again, 
Like I like I continue to say, I'm not the Bethesda dude. I've seen that conversation happening again. Oh, it's only Bethesda fans that are like overly excited and oh, they're amping this game. I'm not the Bethesda dude, man. And I think Sar- I think Starfield's at least an eight out of ten for me personally. There's some yep. seven out of ten moments in there when it comes to AI and whatnot, and I don't give any passes for that. And I'm extremely critical about that because again. I'm not the single player dude, so I do tend to be a little less tolerable for certain things in my experience. But I've made I made all those things known. And we've talked about it, but I don't mind talking about it again. But we'll talk about it when we go live. So um is that all you got for us right now, Pump? No, but I want to give a shout out to M Gene for doing his part. M. Let's make Gene. let's make Starfield 2024's biggest RPG played as well, even over the likes of Dragon's Dogma 2. M. Gene said he just turned it on. Yeah, just turn it on and leave it. Everybody should do that. That should be the mantra now. Just turn on Starfield and leave it. Leave it sit while you're at work. Get those numbers. Yeah, uh, uh, Hoodie Connect says Asmund Go is the worst who stirs up the parties. The thing thing about Asmund is he just, he is a huge proponent of knowing Mm. what he likes. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. Maybe, maybe so much to a, to sometimes where it's a fault where because like for an example you guys may have seen some content from him doing monster hunter world he was downplaying monster hunter right um and then he started playing it and he seems like he's quite addicted addicted to it now that's how it goes sometimes man some people get lost uh lost in their own sauce uh well yeah and he also and with the flip side too steel is that when you do you can go overboard with that to the point oh, where yeah, you do yeah. start talking about how much you hate something more than you talk about the stuff that you are that true. enjoying, right? But, that that also happens. So, but you know, when people like when you have people like himself who are very uh, what I would say, what's a good word, opinionated, right? Mm-hmm. Where where yeah. he feels very strongly about anything that he speaks to, um, yeah. and I, I think anybody should feel that way, right? You should get people to feel something, no matter sure. what. Whether it's sure. up or down, you want people to feel something. Um, but yeah, it's just a lot of weird energy that's happened this week. I don't know. Do we? We're starting twenty twenty four with the weird energy in the bag. I don't. I don't know what's going on. Oh yeah, yeah. I got I, ener- I, weird energy in real life too, man. Steel. So, yeah, you know. that that is that is true. That is true. Yeah, so. Twenty twenty four has been, man. The minute we saw when we were uh, playing games and it came up on uh, Twitter that Japan had gotten hit by an earthquake. <laughs> yeah, that was a in twenty twenty four already. Yeah, we all said, ooh, not a good start to 2024. Let's go, though. Let's go. Definitely, Let's go. Definitely. We're going to make it good here. We're going to make it good here. Well, um, because we had that little bit of a blip there, um, well, I'm going to go ahead and pull it. <laughs> Too, stupid. <laughs> I don't know if you meant to do that, but that's fucking hilarious. All in gold. Uh-huh. Let's go. Hoodie uh, Connect said, I met a pony in real life yesterday trying to convince me to buy a PS5. Oh, Nice, hey, nice. Goes. Preaching the word, man. Preaching the word. Getting out get, there. Got to get out it. there. We got to get start knocking on doors. At GameStop, so yeah, got to start knocking on doors. Let's go. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Go door to door. Ask the people if you want. If they want a PS Five. See what happens. I'd like to talk uh, to you about video our Lord and Savior PS Five, please. Yeah, because it can't be Jim Ryan anymore. Dakota. Uh, <laughs> Five dollar bomb coming through with the super chat again. We don't discriminate here at all. This all adds to the hype train. We're already at a mock 2.5 to start off the Saturday morning. Dakota with the five bomb comes in here with the super chat and says, What's important is 76 days to Dragon's Dogma 2. Yes, sir. Cool. Yes, sir. Three bags full. Let's go for Dragon's Dogma 2. And we got some games in between. 
It's going to be a fun ride. We do, ride this man. Year. We got some things coming up. Um, yep. we'll, we'll get into it. Let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. Let me get a uh, proper intro in here. Uh, just especially with that blip. I would have ran through it if uh, we didn't end up having that blip. But just in case anybody else comes in, um, they want to check out what's going on. You know, again, especially with this whole multi-streaming thing, we want to make sure people know where they're, where they're tuned into. So, Absolutely. yes, please enjoy those emotes for the new people in the chat. Again, I'm working on them. They're temporary. They kind of use them as placeholders right now. Got your choo-choo. Got the coffee with the energy drink. The Mach 10. Uh, all brand new icons in there, along with the new channel member icons. So much love to y'all. And the uh, Looter fans, y'all, y'all would love that. So let's get into it. Let's get this intro rocking. gentlemen boys and girls and beautiful people how are y'all doing this fantastic morning afternoon evening depending on when you're tuning into this but for us right now it is definitely in the morning y'all are right here rock will live in split screen a non-console eccentric platform that covers everything going on within the gaming industry we like to take that rts approach that's real-time strategy for those who aren't aware where you pull yourself out of the map you Look for those resources. You check those out of darker crevices, right? You come together, you bring all the reinforcements back in, and you help build that foundation to potentially reach those three billion gamers that Phil Spencer always talks about. Not only that, we are also the home of that ECP, that educated consumer perspective, because me and Pong aren't in the gaming industry. We are gamers who have years of professional sales, customer service, people, I would say, experience um, that we're bringing to the table along with just gaming knowledge, passion, and love um, that we have for our hobby. I'm one of your hosts, Steel Rain, at T is a 7 everywhere. Google's probably the easiest place to find all of my information if you want to get in contact. Xbox Ecosystems, where I frequent the most, just because it works so well in tandem with the PC and the console itself. But that's enough of me. I got to introduce you to the uncanny gentleman himself, the X-Men that is not Cyclops. And no, ladies and gentlemen, he is not Iceman either. We're going to have to get this man an official name. Guys, if you got a name for him in the chat, <laughs> let me know what Pong's mutant name is. He's not Nightcrawler. He's, none of, he's nobody uh, that you know of right I'm now. Scared. He's a brand new dude. He's I'm a brand scared. new dude. He might be the choo-choo meta. <laughs> he might be the choo-choo motherfucking meta. That might be what it is. I don't know yet. I, I'm still trying to figure uh, it out. Golden Age. He's that the golden age. Day. He's the golden age guy. He has golden age powers. I got Midas. I got the Midas touches, my mutant powers, Steel. <laughs> Let's go. Turn With everybody to motherfucking said, gold. Oh, my brother good. from another, the yeah. one and only. Some people like the uh the fun spec family, like to refer him as the encyclopedia of gaming. But Ooh. uh I just call him my brother. My guy, Pong. So what's going on, man? 
Hey, everybody. Welcome to 2024. Before I get to my intro, we aren't going to let the legend drop on in oh, here please. and not give him his proper shout out because he said, I heard the mock. The, the hype train is at a mock 2.5. That's not good enough. The legendary Yobi drops on in here. Welcome back. Good, sir. It is 2024. He popped back onto X, formerly known as Twitter. Great to have you back. But he drops in here and he says, you know what? I got some coal for the furnace on the hype train. That's right, everybody. I got a big old sack. Pause. I got a $30 sack for y'all of coal. We're going to get the hype train up to a Mach 3. Let's go. The hype train is at a Mach 3 because the legendary Yobi comes on through with a $30 bomb in here on a super chat and says, hashtag peace, love, life. Let's start off 2024 on a great note. Living split screen is the number one Saturday morning show. Let's go. Stay legendary. Hashtag stay legendary. Yobi, thank you so much. And it is great to see you back, my friend. Um, but yeah, Steel, um, man, again, 2024 kicking off in weird ways. Um, I had my sump pump go out this week, Steel. Real life shit. Uh, as you well know, my sump pump decided to stop working. So I was bailing water. Yeah, the sump pump in the basement. That's right. We got basements up here in Minnesota. Oh, I, yeah, I'm not. I didn't know it was called that. Damn. Okay. Yeah, it's called a sump pump. Yeah, that's when I hit you up in the DM. So you didn't even know what was happening, did you? You just guessed I, well, what was going on. I you said you had you had water, you had a water thing yeah. going on. But I didn't oh, know. Oh, I it was said, called I like said a sump pump. Sump pump. Yeah, that's what they're called. Sump pumps. Um, and yes, even during the winter time, because obviously the basement's below freeze levels, right? When we we've been more mild this winter than normal, too. So the freeze level in the ground hasn't gotten down there. And as it freezes, it pushes moisture down. So you still get water. So up here, depending on where you live, you do have to have sump pump. So my sump pump went out. Uh, I don't know why Thursday? I didn't connect sump Wednesday. pump with it. I, yeah. I lost all, yeah. I, all I recall yeah. when I saw a laundry room beginning to flood. I was like, oh, my fucking God. Here oh, yeah. we go. Because I know no. exactly what that's like. So no, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I wasn't. I, yeah, I don't. I guess I just read past sump pump because mm. I, I don't know. I, that, that was not familiar to me as a term. That's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So I was bailing water. Uh, mopping floors uh, in the laundry room. Thank God it didn't get to the carpeting because our laundry room in the basement is right off of the the gaming room, the man room here. Okay. So um, it did not hit the carpeting, which was good. Thank God it went out early in, or late enough in the day uh, that it just, uh, you know, it, it water was definitely low. did it. Okay. Yeah, but it definitely did its work. I mean, again, okay. I had to, you know, behind the washing machine, behind the dryer, be, you know, yeah, all that shit. Out, got every, towels, yeah, got every, yeah, got all that. So, yeah, so I had to deal with that. Nobody cares about my real life shit. But, yeah, no, that was uh, that was my real life. That's why I said it's starting off with some weird, weird energy uh, already. Uh, but we got that fixed uh, again. We do okay. rent. So we we put an emergency ticket in and thank God they got somebody out here the next day. But it was that's a good. hassle. That's good. That's good. Of that's course. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got that fixed. But, uh, yeah, gaming wise, we started out. Uh, yeah, I know a wet back for him. Back, I don't yeah. I, I don't have a wet back. I was going to run to the store to get one. And but I was like, I'm not to spending be fair, money. It though, wasn't, yeah. 
it's yeah. one of those things to where like if you're not constantly going through the problem or having this issue to have a wet vac just like i mean of course it's it would be nice it, to have it's nice I'm to not have saying it wouldn't. Right. but like sure. in the situation if you hadn't been yeah. dealing with an issue like this previously Correct. you're not thinking about that shit you're not no, even caring no, about it lot, that's a human a, thing I ain't gonna lie. a lot of people have it <laughs> when they when they have houses like there's right. normal like there's normal things that a lot of people have and a wetback mm-hmm. is a, you know, okay. a wetback is one of those that a lot of people I'm, do I'm just own uh i'm not your typical homeowner never have been i'm not the fix it guy uh at all i'm say, not the handyman yeah. i'm just straight up with y'all uh that's my man card does not have that option punched uh when it comes to that shit yeah no 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 uh, we don't okay, have okay. that on my man card i'm not certified handyman at all so i'm not your typical homeowner so i don't own a lot of the stuff normal people do but i was gonna drive and get one and i was like you know what it's not it was a it sucked. It was filling up fast enough where I was up until, you know, two, three o'clock in the morning uh, before I could go to sleep and actually take a break. But it wasn't coming in fast enough where I was like, oh, shit, I need to go buy something that I'm not. I'm only use this one time like you were talking about steel right, and not right, right. use it for a long time again. So I was like, screw it. I'll just hand bail it. So that's what I did. Fun Uh-oh. speculation. The one and only the brother from another Mav comes on in here and he says oh we didn't have a show on thursday pong so we didn't get the hype train going or over on pm to pm no or last night but we didn't get the hype train going over in the fun speculation network so what i'm gonna do i'm gonna be generous to start 2024 that's right he comes in here with a nice easy layup with a five bomb and says i got my own sack of coal for the hype train we're gonna get this to mock 3.25 to start the day because he comes in here with the five gifted memberships adding another car to this train we are getting up there already folks thank you mav for dropping on in here and helping out and showing everybody how it's easy and again remember folks if you want to follow it up follow it up if you feel like you got gifted and you got a ticket to the train and you want to add another car feel free to do so we welcome that here as always and if you can't appreciate you nonetheless hit that like button for us share it out if you got a chance that all helps with the logarithm and helps living split screen spread the word about the hype train rolling through everybody's town choo choo motherfuckers choo 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 motherfuckers gaming wise steel we started off 2024 as we said in backstage we did we did we 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 got we got together on uh what was that uh sunday night and mm-hmm. uh, we started playing about, uh, I don't know, about 10 o'clock or so uh, yeah. central time. And uh, we started playing the final steal. And uh, yes. Mav hopped in afterwards, after New Year's, because he was celebrating New Year's with family. Uh, shout out to him. Uh, him and Kate uh, were entertaining. So, but they, uh, they uh, you know, Mav rolled on in afterwards. But we were playing the finals and uh, we were having a hell of a freaking good time. The finals is absolutely balanced. It's well done. Yeah, I think it is. It, it really is. It really is. You got to have a good squad. Uh, otherwise, you're going to get rolled. Steel and I almost won a tournament. We were rolling and we had somebody from, I think it was Japan, uh, you know, looking at the language that they uh, had for the username. It looked like it was Japan. And uh, we got to the final round. We were already up and he jacked out. So it was two V three. 
And that yeah. in that game yep. is not going to go well in the finals. Uh, we had some moments. Tough. We definitely we had, had some moments, moments uh, where we man, thought we could have did some, but yeah. it did. We did, but the the clutch moments in that game are awesome. And the destructibility, we've talked about this before. Those are previous dice, uh, dice devs. A lot of them over at Embark are previous dice devs. Not recent dice devs. We're talking about the golden era of Battlefield. Bad, you yeah, know, bad yeah. companies, uh, Battlefield 3, etc. They know how to do this, and it shows the gunplay is fantastic it's good um, yeah. it, it's just a great game so uh we did the finals to enter the new year um which was awesome i mean again starting the new year off with what we love playing video games that's what it's about for me at least at this point in my life like i i, I let I, I let everybody else go out and get wild and crazy i did that for decades don't need to do it anymore i'd rather sit down with my brother steel and play some finals. Uh, we had a good time, and then Mav jumped in later, and we were even having a better time because when you got a full squad of three, it can yeah, be really, time. really, really good time if you know who you're playing with. So I uh, had a good time with that. Um, and then I hit you up too, Steel. I told you, uh, and I made a post about it on X as well. But I redownloaded Vampire Survivors. Yeah. And I bought the DLC. I, again, we're talking a dollar seventy if you're a Game Pass Ultimate member, like a dollar seventy nine yeah. for each for the the DLCs. I bought the two DLCs that are out for Vampire Survivors. I ain't gonna lie to you guys, that game is still as addicting as it ever has been. It is such a well designed game, Ponicle just did a fabulous job and yeah i know it's 2024 who the hell is playing vampire survivors anymore well i had uninstalled it long ago and hadn't touched it again man i love it i just it 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 started what i actually um it like starts by it, it's like a warm-up steal it's like a warm-up okay. when i'm gonna sit down to play some vids i warm right. up with a round or two of vampire survivors and it's just it gets you in the flow of, of video games um okay. but i love that game i love that game if anybody if anybody wants to go back to vampire survivors if you haven't played the dlc the dlc is well worth it the new characters are freaking awesome the new levels are awesome um just a lot to discover there's so much added to it uh you're always popping achievements uh if you're paying attention if, if you're trying out different characters um and you get the patterns down right like now that i've played it as much as i have and i got i don't know i think i've got to be 60 plus hours in vampire survivor i haven't looked uh but i got to be somewhere in that neighborhood i got to be 60 plus hours um you get to know all the weapons you get to know what your favorite style is right it's just such a again i'm a looter fanatic so therefore that game because it's got the looter kind of situation to it where you're opening chests and i know it's yep. pretty simplified it don't matter to me i still get that feeling like it's it's just freaking awesome so vampire survivors been playing also steel saints row uh i told okay. you guys i picked that yeah, up because you picked it up mm -hmm. I, I i wish i could give it another title because it is not a saints row game and again i'm not playing oh, wow. it like okay. a saints girl game like mm -hmm. i said just like mass effect andromeda i take the mass effect out and just say i'm playing andromeda uh a generic sci-fi rpg and i like it when I'm playing it that way and I'm not worried about how they decimated the mass effect name with Andromeda, I'm doing the same thing with saints row. So uh, I'm just playing it as a generic open world game, not trying to think about that. They actually tried to pass this off as a saints row game, right? But it's fun. And it's got all the stuff that I like in open world games when I play open world games. And so 
been having a great time with Saints Row. I'm not going to lie. Again, is it the best game ever? No, There's there are still major problems. They did a ton of updates to this game. It's still got some really big issues. Not time loss issues, not save corrupt files, none, none of that stuff. Just saying little stupid shit. The driving is still not up to par in my, in my estimation. But Saints Row for what it was, and again, I picked up the full... The big boat, the ultimate edition for 20 bucks, brand new from somebody, uh, $22, $23, whatever it was for that kind of money. It's worth it to me because I'm having a good time with it um, and just causing chaos and destruction and just yeah. running through. And they added like a rogue light mode in there, too. Uh, oh, wow. this, okay. uh, yeah, they they added this mode um, through one of the expansions uh, where you kind of do the psycho circus that they've got. I forget what the actual name of the circus is. That's how much little I'm paying attention to the the game itself. Uh, but they got like this psycho circus island now, and you can actually pick from four different uh, people there. Um, they're generic characters. They're people that aren't associated with the story at all. And you okay. kind of run through, and you're trying to complete the circus, and you get loot boxes in there, and you're getting experience within that specific part not the main game but that specific part which levels up your characters and then you can buy and open up different skills and, okay. and new possibilities of weapons and stuff so that's very cool i'm ha i'm having a fun time with that it's very simple it, it's not it's not anything we haven't seen before but it just adds to the content that's in that game so i'm having right. a good time with that um and then i gotta say steel um i also this week actually tried out against the storm. Uh, if you guys haven't heard, it's in PC game pass. Okay. Um, if you're looking for a city builder, um, ah, okay. it, it, that's a big game. That's been hitting PC that a lot of people are playing. Um, I had it downloaded for about the past couple of weeks now, uh, ever since I joined game pass, but I hadn't checked it out yet. Cause again, I don't, I still don't play a lot on my PC. We're going to fix that. We're going to fix that this year. That's one of my goals in 2024. Whether I get this thing hooked up to the big screen or just put more effort into the PC because there's so much on PC. Homeworld, uh, uh, Homeworld 3 is coming out uh, in February. I'm picking that up day one. So I am going to be playing on my PC more. So we've got to figure out the setup. But against the storm is what everybody is saying online. It is. It is a fantastic game uh, this okay. is a really really well done fantasy game. world type city builder it starts out slow it introduces you to the different mechanics which a lot of it is common sense but right. they do things a little bit differently as most big time city builders do they put their own little twists on things so there are some things you want to get used to um it starts off slow but the environment steel, the, the environment, the atmosphere that they've created in Against the Storm mm -hmm. is really, really unique, really unique and well done. And how they're presenting this game, um, be, you know, at its core, because it's a city builder, how they present it to you with the storyline that's going on in it. That's good, too. Is super dope as well, Steel. And then oh, wow, you get okay. the audio in that's there. Fire. The music so far is Awesome. I'm 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 I got my headphones on, of course, because I'm playing on PC. Right. Just phenomenal music. They've got this whole, of course, it's it's, it's called Against the Storm, right? So this entire time you've got the storm kind of raging and it goes from you know calm storm you know right. rain a little bit of a little bit of thunder to a raging storm which can affect certain mechanics in the game as well. But when that thing starts to ramp up, the thunderstorm sounds are 
absolutely incredible. Like I was like, yo, what's going on? Like it, it really felt like it. Um, the different characters you can get uh, open up. And again, I'm really early on. This is one of those games you're going to be playing for a long time. So I'm really early on opening up different items, but you got to really make some big decisions in the beginning um, because you're offered um, some bonuses as you go through and you uh, accomplish certain goals. You're offered bonuses and you only can pick one from one, two or three, depending on the situation. Um, and the other ones, you know, that's you're permanent. You can't change it later on. So you got to decide what you want. And a lot of that will entail like bonus resources and that kind of stuff. So you got to make some really tough choices early on in this game. So anybody out there on PC land uh, looking for a really, really unique city builder who obviously have gotten a lot of hype. If you, if you check out the PC forums and that kind of stuff, um, a lot of people talking about this game, go check out against the storm. It's in PC game pass. Like I said, no risk, download it, check it out for yourself. Really, really well done steel. And there's still, working on the game. This is a game that's kind of ongoing um, that they continue to ask for community feedback um, and that they are, uh, you know, obviously um, up updating uh, a lot. So uh, against the storm is the other one I popped into this week too. steel. Really, really, really cool game though. So that's what I've been doing. Steel steel. I see you streaming. I saw last night freaking back on Elden ring again. You're back on yeah. Elden ring. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, well, a couple things about that. Well, one, let me start off with this. Shout out to the legendary Yoli. He says, living split screen, doing some more game giveaways for the home team soon. It's going to be a huge drop. These codes worldwide region free. Can't wait. We are going to shut Saturdays down. Woo! Hey, you'll be greatly appreciate Yobi. that. Love you, Yobi. Definitely considering uh, keeping those worldwide is definitely going to be a huge boon for the chat. So I think that's going to be super awesome to see. And uh, shout out to everybody in chat, man. I just want to make sure that everybody feels welcome here, whether you're on, again, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, or Kick. Right now, we only got the um, the chat up for YouTube since we have a lot of members. We got a lot of members here, uh, a lot of people who dropping super chats and whatnot. So we just want to make sure we're engaged. But Twitch, don't feel like you're left out. Come check us out on YouTube if you can. If not, hang out on Twitch. Leave us some messages there. Just uh, give us some runtime there. And I think that'll help us out a lot as we start to build up um, there as well. Oh, but expanding the kingdom. And quick shout out too, to Dan the Man Cunningham. Dan, I just Ooh, saw yeah, you and Caitlin talking in the chat. Dan the Man Cunningham, one of the OGs. For who those who don't know, Dan the Man is one of the people who got me podcasting in the first hey. place. So, Dan the Man, uh, shout out to you, brother. But he said his family has been sick through uh, Christmas, through the holidays, oh, and just starting to feel better. Brother, all healing energy to you guys and your family, everybody over there. I hope you guys got through it okay, and I hope you guys are on the mend like you're saying, and I hope this is this is the end of your sickness for 2024. You guys have already spent all those sick points, okay? So you guys are done now, Dan. I hope everybody's feeling better. Shout out to you, though, brother. Just want I just saw that, and uh, I feel for you, man. I yeah, do, my, I do much do. love, and hopefully um, much energy is sent your way so you yeah. guys don't end up getting sick again, and uh, you guys can end up powering through and get that immune system up, man. I appreciate, appreciate you being here. Um, Boogie says, thank you both right now, though. I'm about to enjoy the first snowfall in three years with my five-year-old. Special wow, moment. Please go bro. enjoy it. Go make some snow angels. Wow. Hey. Yeah. If you, yeah. if you definitely pass up on us to go spend some time with the kiddos and really enjoy that snow, man. Yeah, Nothing wrong go with that. Go have fun, Boogie. Um, Absolutely. if anything, go ahead and pop an earbud in if you can. Nah, nah. <laughs> go, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Go, fun, nah, that's one of those moments for people who don't live in snowy places. Like, again, 
you guys got your own moments, right? Uh, when you don't live in a snowy place, but man, when you do live in a snowy environment, when the kids get to that age where they can start experiencing it and you know, it's something they're going to remember. It's one of those times, man, that you just, it never leaves. It never leaves the brain. Uh, it, it is one of those moments. I remember my kiddo seeing snow and realizing what snow was and getting outside with him and making snow angels and snowballs and all that for the first time. Pretty 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 special times, man, for sure. So get out there, enjoy it, Boogie. So yeah, I uh, I have jumped back in the Elden Ring. It is on PC though this time, um, with a mod known as the Reforged mod. Um, basically, it's a complete overhaul to Elden Ring. Um, essentially giving you additional difficulty options, um, additional scalability options. It also gives the option of seamless co-op. So Elden Ring by default doesn't have this to where once you join somebody, you're in their world perpetually. It's until you force yourself to leave, you're in their world. So um, basically that's the setup we got going on now. Me and my brother have been rocking. Um, I actually had my saves deleted last night. So there's that. Um, after putting about uh, putting some time in there, I was far enough Oof. to where Oof. I was Ouch. kind of frustrated. Ouch. But um, we were trying to work through some mod things. Uh, my brother was having some a hard time seeing some of the new moves and things that the mod adds because they add some over the top moves in there and whatnot. You may see some of that during this stream. Um, I may have fixed it on the back half of the video. Um, I may have not. I got to record brand new gameplay. We we ended up getting it fixed. We had to completely reinstall our um, our Elden Rings. Uh, completely reinstall the Reforged mod and everything. My brother was able to keep his safe. Uh, we went through all the same steps for whatever reason. Mine didn't, but it's all good. It is what it is. We, we since we are pretty much kind of starting over anyway. It's not the same experience. Um, and there's something. Elden Ring is an extremely special game, man. Um, I know we already had the conversation about uh, all the different people that I was able to reach and get access to. Uh. <laughs> Nixie says Reforged Modern Elden Ring comes with healing coffee bean spells. No, you're so stupid, Nix. Uh, <laughs> but, but but only if you're a member. You got to join membership in Elden Ring first. Got to be a member. Remember, if you're not a member, we, we don't care. No, oh. but we 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 care here. We care here. We we care here. That's care a, I, here. I can't even I can't even really touch that one because it is so it's so yeah. That, that, that's sorry. crazy that that, that you well, know. So, hey, look. People can do what they want on their channel. Oh, uh, I will, I do not want people to feel devalued on my channel. I don't care oh, what no. level you're at. You don't no, have no, to no, be no. a member. You don't have to be. Bro, you can just have your name engraved, no boxes next to your name, and I'd be perfectly fine with that. You say some dope stuff in chat, I'm going to bring it up. Um, you're not irrelevant to me, no matter how big we get. I, I want to see the people talking. Even if you disagree with the stuff that we're talking about, I want to see that stuff. So, um, Eastside Vandal says, fun fact, Elden Ring is the only single-player game that has a higher attach rate than Starfield. I can I can believe I can believe some of that. I haven't done that research myself, but I could definitely believe that. I mean, again, Elden Ring did something that was extremely special. And I think mm -hmm. for people that have kind of looked at the Souls genre and been like, ah, I don't know, man. I'm not really trying to do that. Uh had Bav come through one of the streams. It was like, man, Elden Ring is a it's, it's such a good game, but I can't, I can't get into it, man. It's not for me. I was like, but you should be able to do that. The thing about Elden Ring, it, it was able to get people to experience what I think Souls fans enjoy about the genre overall, right? Um, 
the difficulty, sure, it can be part of the fun. Uh, the technique is definitely part of the fun. The skill is definitely part of it. But it, the adventure is is also a big part of that. And with the Reforged mod, it, it essentially takes that and quadruples it uh, at least by four. And, you know, you get... Uh, there's some cosmetic mods that I dropped in there now, so I got some really dope armor that I'm 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 be able to get at some point. Um, some of the moves have changed. I got some some over the top moves with some of the weapons that seem really cool, but it still feels balanced. So it seems like a dope experience. Me and my brother jumping in there, co-op Elden Ring uh, on PC. This will be my, this is gonna be my technically my second playthrough, my first playthrough. I put in about a 300 hours on Xbox. Um, me and my brother both played it through uh on there and now going through the second time it's uh it's it's like the first as somebody who typically does not replay games when you when you see me replaying a game that means that game had something special to it right and um elder ring being one of those again with a lot of the things that fix that we kind of complained about when we first played and there's and there's enough differences there to make it a unique experience so gonna do that i'm probably going to be streaming more of that on the channel so stay on the lookout for that because again obviously we need to continue to doing some technical things uh because obs just randomly crashed the first time and this has never happened throughout the week of me streaming and whatnot so uh that's that's interesting to see uh, you guys might have also seen that I went and jumped back into the Division 2. Um, that was really cool. I, I jumped into it. I wanted to do a hardcore playthrough, see how far I got. I was trying to test my metal, and it only lasted two episodes. Uh, that ended up being a little over two hours. It is what it is. Uh, got hit with a uh, grenade launcher from hell, as I like to call. One of the big dudes. You know those bots, man, Pong, they, they, sometimes they're consistent and then other times they just got to be God's gift to man and they got the greatest aim that you've ever seen. Um, he said the grenade launcher in a place that I didn't think he'd get to and yeah, <laughs> he ended my life, man. So that was the end of my hardcore run. Not going to lie, that kind of turned me off of the Division 2 for a bit. Uh, so I went back to the Division 1 and um, wanted to get some of those vibes, some of that ambiance back and I was enjoying it. And I was really having a good time with it. I wanted to get a playthrough in of, in of it, but I was playing it. And with all the news of the new content coming to the Division 2 this year, um, the brand new expansion it got pushed out to 2025. Um, but they're going to be having PvE updates, PvP updates, changing all kinds of things, dropping in some things, making balance changes and whatnot this year for the Division 2. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm just going to re-download it on the Xbox. I already got a character there. I already got my builds there. We already spent time jumping back in and grinding again. So uh, I'm just going to play with my character there. If uh, So anybody, I do want to play some Division. I'm just not going to go through a playthrough. Um, so PCK, Fuzzy, I know y'all are Division heads. Anybody else that's a Division head, y'all want to get in some, to some Division play, we definitely can. I'm going to get that back downloaded on Xbox. So if you got an Xbox um definitely hit me up there we can probably get some runs in but right now oh the ring is definitely the main stay um uh, along with skyrim novice that's another one uh that i'm going to continue to play through uh as we prep for some of these upcoming games that are coming up because once yeah. tekken 8 drops ladies and gentlemen and yeah we don't really have any upcoming games outside of crystal story dawn of dust that's coming to pc on january 12th everything else is coming uh, kind of outside of that yeah. um but yeah, once Tekken 8 drops, ladies and gentlemen, I, I'm not going to lie to you. There's probably going to be a lot of content for that. Um, consistently, I, I kind of want to start a 
I'm not going to make its own channel, but it's definitely probably going to be in, under its own playlist because yeah. it's going to be a lot of tech and tech and tech and tech and come through. Let's go fight. Let's have a good time. I'm not over the top. I'm not going to be sitting here counting wins uh, as as some people do. Now, you can start coming in my, in my rooms, start coming to my parties. You start talking some smack. We might start. We might start counting some count nails and whatnot. But I got the hiccups right now. Excuse me. Oh, oh, gracious. Uh oh, oh. I can't get it to go away. I'm trying to talk <laughs> through it, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry for the for the random pauses in there. Uh, Fahim, yes, Tekken Eight looks outstanding on e yes on every level. Yes, this is almost making Star uh, Street Fighter Six look mm. childish in comparison for the mm. amount of accessibility and the amount mm. of depth that they're adding to the game, especially yes. if you're not a sweaty player, right? Yep. If you're a casual, Pong mentions this all the time, he's more of the butt yeah. masher kind of guy when it comes 100%. to the fighters. And it looks like Tekken 8 is going to allow the button mashers to maybe, maybe hone in on a character or two, maybe help them get a brief understanding of how to use a character a bit better. But there's so much uh, diversity as far as, excuse me, gameplay <laughs> goes. Yeah. Um, as far as practice, training, um, and act and actually fighting people online that I think people are going to be extremely surprised. So <laughs> shot to take a feels like one of those cartoon on. characters right now. He, he 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 hit the alcohol a little early this morning. He's got the hiccups. That's, oh, that's what's going on. <laughs> you want me to take over for a minute, Steel, so you can get a drink and try to force it? Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to try to force it here in a second. I mean, okay. <laughs> I, I, that's pretty much the end of what kind of what I've been kind of playing this week, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So, Paul, if you want to shout the chat, get some love. Yeah, get some love yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. Work this I'll read some Xbox Wire the, too. What the? What is going? Because we do on, have a couple me. games that are not on the list, so I'll read the Xbox Wire this week as well. Uh to uh, not a big week again. Things don't start ramping up until, uh, like Steel said, towards the middle end of the month, um, and then uh, obviously on top of what Steel was just talking about, Tekken Eight. Uh, Steel and I are planning also on uh, hopping into some Grand Blue Fantasy Relink on uh, PC as well. So you might be seeing some co-op gameplay there as well. I've got um, planning on buying that day one. Um, so that is coming February 1st. So, uh, yeah, we got the mid-month, end of the month. We got some things coming up. I'll be in Tekken 8 day one as well. Um, got some gift cards for the Xbox just for that. So we're set to go there. Uh, but yeah, let's shout out the chat here because you guys are absolutely incredible. Let's get to that and then we'll get to some Xbox Wirewall Steel tries to not be drunk anymore on stream and hiccuping all the time. Uh, let's go. We got amazing people in here. Uh, so we got it. We're going to start out with Captain Crunch in here, says Steel Rain is a trooper. Yes, let it never be said that he won't push through some hiccups. That's right. He is a man amongst boys here on Living Split Screen. Shout out to Captain Crunch. Thank you for joining us. We got the Blind Giant 808. What is going on, Blind Giant? Great to have you a part of the show. We got the one and only Fahim Scott adding a little spice to the chat this morning. Thank you, Fahim, for being here as always. Of course, we got the one and only Dakado in the house giving us that coal, adding to the hype train. Let's go, Dakado. Thank you for being here. We got Why So Serious in the house as always. What's going on, Why? Thank you for dropping in here. We got the one and only Nixie is in the house, adding his own flavor to the chat as always, too. Nixie, one of the OGs. Thank you for being here brother appreciate you we've got of course the munch the much not the munch the much 
mentioned Bold Alpha Wolfpack in the house. What's going on, Bold Alpha? We got the brother from another fun speculation, a.k.a. Mav in the house. What's going on, Mav? Uh, great to see you. As always, brother, we've got the other brother from another in here, Psychonauts, who's on the front lines at GameStop. What's going on, Psychonauts? Great to see you, sir. Uh, we got East Side Vandal dropping in here and saying hi, as always. Great to see you, East Side. Uh, who else we got in here? We got the one, the only legendary Yobi, who dropped the 30 bomb earlier. What's going on, Yobi? Great to have you again, sir. Back in the community, back active again. Hope your break did you well, sir. As always, as we've talked about previously, got to take them when you need them. So a legendary love you, brother. Thank you for being here, man. Uh, who else we got in here today? We've got, man, you guys are talking already. Got Oats in the house. What's going on? Oats. Great to see you. We got the side. We got the, how am I going to do this? Cyman. I'm just going to go with Cyman. You got an extra M in there. So I don't know if that's supposed to be Pism man. But I'm just going to go Cyman. We're, we're going to go Cyman this morning. Cyman, great to see you. We got the one and only Doom Reaper dropping on into the living split screen to say hi to everybody. What's going on, Doom? Always great to have you a part of the show. We got the OG Dan the Man Cunningham dropping on in here, blessing us with his presence this morning as well. Dan, good to see you. Who else? Who else? Who else? Uh, who else? Oh, God, you guys are talking so much. We got the boogie man who's gonna go enjoy some snow with the kiddo. What's going on, boogie? We got Ray Oid in the house. What's going on, Ray? Great to see you dropping in here saying hi. We got Refudge Gaming. Refudge Gaming. Thank you for dropping on in here, sir. Love the picture, by the way. Love the picture. It's a spitting image of yourself in real life. Way to go, Refudge. Thanks. Thanks for being here. Uh, who else? Again, we. We don't care who drops in here. We're going to love y'all. Refudge Gaming, great to see you. Uh, we got the beautiful, the one and only Miss Caitlin dropping on in here. Of course, the better half of the Fun Speculation Network, the woman who runs things behind the scenes. So, Caitlin, great to see you, my dear. Great to see you. I hope you're doing well. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else is in here today? We got Edward Lafferty is in the house. Is going, Edward? Great to see you dropping in here and saying hi to everybody. Appreciate you joining the show. We got Sanchez MTZ Gaming in the house. Is going on, Sanchez? Always great to have you a part of the show. Thank you so much, sir, for being here. Uh, who else? Uh, we got Tim the Sorcerer is in the house. Is going on, Tim? Thank you. Thank you for dropping in today. We got Fahim. Scott, I already said, did I say, Fah yeah, I did say Fahim. We got, I love saying your name, Fahim. Fahim Scott's still in the house. We got Jason Max here as well. What's going on, Jason Max? Great to have you a part of the show. Thank you for dropping in here. We got the one and only Def Leopard saying hello, peeps. Hello to you, Def. Another OG. We got another OG. Back to back. OG. Nam Omar is in the house. What's going on, Nam? Great to see you joining the chat as well. Who else we got in here? Man, all these green names too. It's crazy. Oh my God. Guess who decided to wake up and join the show on a Saturday morning? That's right. 
Vic, the motherfucking click is in the house. What's going on, Vic? Great to have you here in 2024, sir. Uh, appreciate you. We got the hooded conduct in the house, of course. Drop it in here. We got the world famous web. Dave is here. Dave, good morning to you, brother. Again, if you guys don't know who Dave is, still doing amazing interviews. It has his Sunday show with Retree. You got to check out the channels. Go check out Web Dave. Awesome, awesome to see you, Web Dave. Ah, uh, who else is in here? Um, I think that's as far back as I can go. Let's see who. Let's see who jumped into the bottom of the chat. As always, we got Smitty Smith in the house. What's going on, Smitty? Salute to you, brother. We got the Ghost Fixer in here. What's going on, Ghost Fixer? To all you motherfucker. Let's go. Let's go. Who else? Did I miss anybody else in the bottom here? I don't think so. I think we're caught up there. And let's get into the upcoming weeks of game week of games. Uh, again, very light this week. Crystal Story, which uh, Steele mentioned, Crystal Story, Dawn of Dusk coming to yeah. PC. Uh, this is a week of January the 8th, by the way. Uh, that's all Game Informers got. Again, um, you know, there's there's more coming out. So I'm going to hit Xbox Wire real quick. But again, it's all smaller stuff. There is one game that I'm very interested in in here. Um, but uh, let's go through this week of Xbox because this will give you guys an update uh, idea, too, that there's other stuff out there. Cynthia, Hidden in the Moon Shadow, comes out January 10th. This is described as it's on. You can pre-order right now. It's from Kathia Games for $12.59 on Xbox. It's a third-person okay. stealth adventure game focused on the story of Moonshadow Huntress, Cynthia Strandborg. Take control of the young adept and learn new stealth skills during your journey. Find out what happened in your home village and follow your desired path to rescue the ones you love the most. Interesting. I hadn't heard of this one before, but again, stealth adventure games? All right. Um. We got Icarus and the Prince of Sin coming out from East Asia Soft Limited. East Asia Soft publishes a lot of smaller games from the East. So this is Icarus and the Prince of Sin, January 10th. Prove your worth as a village hero by rebuilding a tavern, taking on quests and discovering romance along the way. Nice fantasy adventure visual novel. Okay. All right. So if you're looking for a visual novel, it's that fantasy land. That's your game right there. What else we got? We got pop, Popcorn Rocket coming January 10th. Play it old school like being back in the arcade in a fluid top-down space shooter, which feels smooth as buttery popcorn. All right. Sounds good. We got Electrician Simulator. Hey, hey, everybody. We've got another simulator game. If you ever dreamed of becoming an electrician, now's your chance. Electrician Simulator coming out January 11th, optimized for Xbox Series consoles as well. We got Top Racer Collection. Oh, boy, this looks like a... Okay, so we got Top Racer Collection. Bring back three 90s classic arcade racers. Top Racer, Top Racer 2, and Top Racer 3000. This is one of the plethora of outrun ripoffs back in the day okay. right this is this was a this was during that time again back in those days we saw a lot of games just flat out rip off other games and just rename themselves not to say they weren't good because there was plenty that were really really good back then but top racer if you're looking to get back to that action that's coming out this week optimized for xbox series consoles as well january 11th True Virus is coming out January 11th, a point-and-click adventure game that takes players to an abandoned psychiatric hospital. I'm good. Some of the scariest 
places ever. I've watched ghost hunters. I've watched those people that go to random abandoned places. I've watched a ton of that stuff. And whenever they hit up a hospital, bro, I'll pass. We done. I, I, again, again, I'll watch the videos because I, that doesn't scare me, but I, I'm not playing in that world. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going there personally to experience it. And I'm not going to play a video game based upon a psychiatric hospital. That's been abandoned. I'm just not going to do it. No, but yeah. I know a lot of you like this stuff. So go get true virus January 11th, $9. That's all it is. $9 ultimate games developed it. Now this is the one that I am interested in. This is the one that we did see at a couple game shows last year. Um, and at some point I'll probably be picking up whether it's on PC or Xbox. I'm kind of going through this transition steel where I'm really thinking about my, a lot of my strategy tactics, turn-based stuff. I think I'm going to start picking up on PC and playing on PC. Um, just because of how much more natural they are there. Not to say again, you you hear guys hear me all the time talk about how well developers have learned to put the control. I was gonna say, I thought you liked the controller feel, man. I do, I do, but again, playing against the storm on PC again the other night reinforced the fact that it is still natural, even though I'm it is leagues better, it's just more natural. So I'm thinking about, but this one war hospital, you guys would have heard us talk about it during a couple of the shows last year when they showed it. I know for a fact I did. I might've been the only one that brought it up when we were talking about some games that caught my eye. War hospital is a um, resource management survival type game. So again, um, if you're into that style game, this one's for you. The year is 1918. You are major, major Henry Wells, a retired British combat medic drafted back to the take charge of a field hospital in the nightmare of world war one understaffed and undersupplied the hospital is the last bastion of hope for countless soldiers on the western front your main aims are to keep up your team's morale and support the war effort with the soldiers you have treated go watch the videos on this if you want more in depth they did a great job showing off the gameplay you have to manage the hospital you actually have to decide who lives and who dies in the hospital you have to you also have to make decisions like am i sending this soldier back to the front line which could in turn affect the outcome of battles which has effect on your morale etc or is somebody too injured to go back to the front line but in world war one they were sending people back missing yeah, limbs. They, didn't have a choice. they were yeah, sending yeah. yeah yeah they didn't have a choice but you got to make these decisions as the kind of manager of this hospital so it's only um it's on sale. You can pre-order it right now. This is from Nacon. This is another Nacon game. Nacon's crushing it, by the way. And con- they they are they are becoming a big time player in this in, in this realm. Um, but it's only thirty five ninety nine right now uh, for Xbox. So thirty five, not a full price game by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but looking for something like that. This is going to be the game for you. Super, super dope. And we don't get enough World War One games anyways. Um, Beyond Doors is coming out. Immerse yourself in this mind-bending platformer as Caleb, who has awakened in a mystical dimension after experiencing a burnout in his job. I think we can all relate. I don't know about the platformer aspect, but I think we can all relate to about the burnout in the current job. So Beyond Doors, January 12th. That's from Old School Vibes. Then we got a game from Free Mind S.A., uh, Cretura, Cretura, and Cretura design and take care of your enclosed ecosystem full of animals and plants grown from scratch using scientifically accurate natural artificial selection and genetic engineering. God Sim, 
We don't get enough God Sims anymore. We used to get God Sims back in the day. Love God Sim games. Sounds kind of dope. Got to mess around, play with some DNA, create some creatures, help them survive. Let's go. Creterra is coming out. I'm going to look at the video on that one afterwards. Uh, Grotto is coming out for January 12th, for, uh, optimized for Series X and S. Grotto is a mystical, narrative-focused experience. You are the soothsayer, the one capable of talking with the stars and unveiling their messages. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Uh, I like the uh, cover art. I like the cover art. Um, then we got Kit Nero. Yes, another cat game. Meow. Meow. Uh, we got another cat game for all you cat lovers out there. We got Kitten Hero optimized for series consoles, a fast-paced action platformer where you play as an extremely cute little cat trying to save his human and other kittens trapped inside a spaceship controlled by a powerful supercomputer. <laughs> okay. Oh. Okay. All right. There, there you go. Kitten Hero coming your way. Uh, then we got Shino Shino Ruby or Shino Ruby. Uh, Shino Ruby, a uh, shoot 'em up, uprooted in the bullet hell, Denmaku and manic shooter genres. Shmups, you looking for shmup? Here we go. Um, in this universe, there is a compound that can only be found on one singular planet, Shino Ruby. Shino Ruby packs okay. a great arcade punch with a great replayability thanks to its numerous difficulty le- levels, arranged modes, and player ships. Red Art Games mm. did that one. So that's our list for Xbox Wire this week, Steel. And I gives people a good idea. If you're looking for, again, there's so much to play right now. I know. But if any of these caught your attention, go check them out. Uh, again, War Hospital is the one that is on my list at some point. So um, that's it, Steel. How's your hiccups? Are you done being drunk? Um, they're they're good. They're they're gone. Are I don't know what the freak that Gordon was. That was about living split screen. Um, I would never do that, sir. I would never do that. I I, I, I might. I wouldn't say I would never do that. that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a drink. I'm not a drinker. So I guess that. that I know you. I know you. Neither one kind of puts that out out of the window. Um, Mm -hmm. I drink coffee. Hey, I drink energy drinks. Let's go, Duncan. Um, but yeah, man. So. This year is definitely starting off interesting. We talked a little bit about uh, last week about Tekken. Um, and we're going to talk about Tekken some more coming up. Um, there's also another game, Blah's Blue Entropy Effect, that comes out the end of the month um, that I do suggest anybody to definitely go get. Uh, I think it's a $20 game right around there. It may end up coming out at uh, $29.99. Uh, I'm not completely sure about that, but as a roguelite, uh, game based off of Blas Blue, I definitely recommend. Just keep that in your library, at least, or keep it in your wish list. Um, or maybe even just, just check out some of the gameplay on Living Split Screen. Uh, there should be some commentary with it also, uh, some non-commentary, but there should be a couple streams at least there so you can get a feel for what that game is about. But, yeah, man, I, this year is going to be an extremely interesting year. I mean, the, just starting off the... Just starting off the year is going to be fun, uh, again, with Tekken. I'm going to have to figure out a way to break myself away from Tekken um, to jump into Helldivers. Um, I did already pre-order that, uh, so good to go. Where I am good to go. Uh, we'll see how quick we end up getting our codes. Hopefully, we get it in... Uh, in record pace so we don't have to wait too long but i i seen a lot of people who were kind of down on hell divers uh which has been extremely interesting for me 
um, because people have been like, oh, well, Helldivers was this top-down thing before, and, you know, I saw the gameplay, and, and it looked like it was trying to be Destiny. I just, I don't know if I really want that. Oh, it's multiplayer. Why is it coming to PC day one? I thought it was a PlayStation game. How am I supposed to be excited? It's not coming to my console first. I thought PC was later. I thought we were supposed to get excited for PlayStation games. I thought, especially your support, your console. Go ahead. Real quick, Steel, especially since this week, people decided to go back to the 10 year old Phil Spencer tweet that they had made fun of for a decade that they consider games that they help pay for and publish as first party. Oh, oh, we brought that this week to justify. Sony's 2024 roadmap. No. The the tweet that they've used forever as a joke in the circus now became a f- statement of fact for that clown show over there that, oh, no, we've got first party. Phil said it. These are first party titles. Mm. They might be made by other people, but Sony helped publish them. So oh. they're first party. So now mm. it works. Hypocrisy um, Next, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for it. Um, yeah. I mean, again, I just told you, I like, I, I pre-ordered it. I don't, I don't know why. Any, again, man, I'm seeing more and more that some people aren't the gamers that they paint themselves to be. No, right. The no. reason. Let me tell you guys why I invested in Hell Divers. I've never played Hell Divers. I don't even. If I did, I don't remember. Um, that's how irrelevant Hell Divers is to me. But let me tell you something. You know what a gamer does? You know what the kid in me does when I see certain games? And I'm just like, and I just, I try to be as open as possible. Um, and just look at things from that RTS view that I always talk about, right? That we always speak on here. Is I look at these games in a vacuum, right? Most times, right? Now, if I get some interest, then I'll start comparing it to other games and not, like I kind of did with the first Descendant, which I'm, I'm, I am a huge proponent for. I am, I am a, the first Descendant fan. Cannot wait for that game to come out. But, Back to a little bit about Helldivers real quick. Just to start with the conversation, Paul. Just to get the juices flowing. Because oh, our juices are already flowing. Let's go. I mean, I, mean, I, I think the juices are always flowing when it comes to us, Paul. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, should just, we, just be, we should just become a factory with all the, all the juices Whoa. we got flowing. Whoa. 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 Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, anyway. But back to Helldivers. So yeah. the reason that I was interested in Helldivers is because of what I saw from the gameplay, right? Um, this gameplay actually seemed more enticing than, for an example, I did the same thing with Redfall. When Redfall showed itself, I was like, ah, I was telling the guys in the background, and you guys were able to get my reaction live. Ah, I don't know about that gunplay. Ah, I don't know, man. Something seems off. Game releases, the game was off. The gunplay was off. It wasn't where it needed to be. It needed some time to bake. Helldivers. Now, again, I'm not saying that I'm the end all to be all and I'm right about every game. Again, I was there are some games that I tend to be wrong about. Baldur's Gate 3 was one of those. I didn't think it was going to be as big as it became, um, but it definitely became everything it needed to be. And I've I'll never take away what those guys were there, were able to accomplish uh, the sacrifices and the the quality of the game overall and what it brings to the table, especially from a um, turn based type style game. So but anyway, 
I want us as gamers to be able to look at games, get back to a point where you can look at something because now it's you have more than just a case, right? That you go into a store, you look at the front back, say, you know what? I think that's going to be a good game. You see how many people can play. You look at all the information on the back. You say, you know what? I think that's the good one. You take it home. You find out that it may not be as great as that box kind of sold you on. Now I have visual representation. They showed me gameplay of what to expect and it seemed to be a ton of fun. To drop down on some aliens, give me some storm, some Stormship Trooper vibes. Maybe I can hear the Destiny portion of it as far as an aesthetic goes, maybe, right? Um, because of the character designs. Again, that speaks to me. I like I like my people in suits, and, you know, especially if they're good looking. They, they, they those characters are looking good. Look like they look like there was going to be a good bit of customization, also. And then and also, this is Sony. This is another attempt for Sony for on the multiplayer front side of things. And what has been made very apparent to me is that I do not think that people care about that. Right, they don't care about the additional experience that they can they can gain. Doom Reaper says, "Oh, we still pregame ninety minutes in? No, we're not pregame. We went through another <laughs> intro and everything." Nicado <laughs> um, says, "Destiny influences everything, and that's half the problem." No, half the problem is that game. And again, I'm not a game dev, so excuse me if I'm ignorant. But the problem to me is that game devs do not look across the pond. It's like. Like, I get that you're making this game. You want to be all, you want to be fully enveloped in it. And this is your world. But that doesn't mean that you can't look outside and say, oh, what did these other other good games do? And how can we be better at that? Right. I don't think there's enough devs or IP or people that are managing these things that actually do that. Hey, shout out to Diablo 4. Um Guys, like we have, you have to be able to look at what's going on around. And from what I've seen from Hell Divers, obviously they made some changes to make it more appealing to a wider audience, right? Um, Hell Divers before, from what I was told, the first one was more top down, um, more of that Diablo essentially ARPG kind of thing going, it was, going on, sir. Yes. And now you have the third person behind the character, and you got just over the top combat happening you got like a hammer of dawn kind of thing that you might be able to put down you got teamwork that seems to be incorporated into this let's hope that the game comes out with crossplay because that's going to be a saving grace for it if they if it releases and it's separated out that's going to be a real hurt but i do think that it's going to be an interesting game to start the year for sony I just find it weird that maybe that I'm a bit more excited about it as somebody that consistently comes out and says, hey, I need a reason to invest in this ecosystem. Uh, I need a reason to want to play some of these games. And, you know, they give me access on PC. It's like, you know, without me buying the box, boom, I can jump in this. Is this a game that I would buy a console for? I'm not saying that it's that great, but it does seem to be pretty dope, pretty cool. And I'm interested. And I got it on PC for what half the price of what the uh, ultimate version is um, right around 35 bucks. So it's like, ah, there's so many benefits to it. But Pong, I wanted to bring this question up to you. Mm. Does it seem, because I know we talk about the disconnect between the PlayStation community um, yeah. and what the actual brand seems like they're trying to do, what they're trying to accomplish. 
Correct. Yeah. Do you think that Hell Divers? I don't know if you've seen any of the negative talk or if you've seen mm -hmm. any uh, anybody talking about Hell Divers overall. I again, I get the energy that people are kind of down on it, like ah, I don't know, which is weird to me because it's like, but I thought we were supposed to be excited about PlayStation games coming out, and I know Hell. I'm not saying that Hell Divers is the biggest no. IP no, since not. fucking Gears or something like that. Yeah, no, no. Um, no, no. And real quick for him, I, I I've said it again. I'll say uh, I've said it previously, and I'll say it, I'll repeat it, repeat it again here. I don't mind. Uh, Fahim Scott says, "Steel Rain, why do you not want a PlayStation Five? I do not have a reason to invest in the ecosystem." Right, Fahim, if you can tell me in DMs, we could do it in chat right here while I pass the mic off to Pong. If you can yeah. give me a reason for me, again, yeah. that's the one thing that you got to consider. You have to give me a reason. To invest in the ecosystem, let me know what you think that that those what your reasons would be, and we can have a conversation. Um, and Sony didn't hurt me. I love Sony. Uh, again, but they're only going to get me to invest in certain certain games. This isn't the PlayStation Two era where Dragon Ball, Tekken, literally every game that I wanted to play was on PlayStation Two at the time. Right, there was no really other option until Xbox came out, and then it became a whole multiplayer thing for me. So I don't, I don't. I don't have that remittance for Sony outside of customer service, which has always been passed to me, which is another reason why I have a very uh, difficult time with Sony products and Sony branding is because sure. of my personal experiences, but I don't take away anything from Sony because of those things or from PlayStation, I should say, because of those things, because the PlayStation 2 era and, and uh, OG PlayStation was king to me um, at the time. Now, again, we move forward, eh, I, and I've explained my reasons for getting certain consoles here before. Again, for him, you'll never guess why I gotta play, what I got a PlayStation 4 for, unless you've been here, maybe you missed it, but I don't mind repeating myself. But Pong, back to Helldivers, what have you seen about this game? Do you feel where I'm coming from, where it feels like maybe we're the ones that are like overly excited about it? Um, and do you think that this game is maybe a trial run or a first sign of what is possible between their uh on the live service side of things um as far as bringing ip to the table yeah i mean when you look when you look at the dev it's arrowhead right and arrowhead's not a household name um at all Helldivers isn't a household name uh, again the first one oh, far from i love i i played Helldivers, right so i played the first one on ps4 right um thought it was a really cool game um again as a top-down shooter but we're not like you just said, Steve, we're not talking about a big triple A game here. We're right. talking about a double A level game. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about this community, the, the small, loud part of the community, when it comes to the Sony fan side, they tend to hype up the announcements. But as we get closer to launch, more and more go back to their normal right just looking for the big stuff they don't i'm not saying that this community when it comes to the sony side doesn't play all the games that they hype up but that's with any community there is going to be a certain group that hypes up announcements hell 
I've hyped up announcements that I still haven't bought yet. Right. I still have plenty of games that I need to play that I have, you know, that I've talked about how excited I was for. I don't, I'm not in that crew that says you can't be excited for something and then not play it day one or not go play it right away or buy it right away. I'm not in that crew. I can still be excited for stuff. I can still see stuff on Nintendo and be excited for it. even though I'm not going to own a Nintendo switch. I can be excited for stuff that I see on PlayStation that I'm not going to play. Right. Right. That's just me as a gamer. I'm going to be excited when I see something that I like, but I think that there is um, some of that hell divers to being console exclusive, right. But also coming to PC that does erode some of the talking points around the stuff that they like to talk about. And again, I'm talking about the small community, the bubble here that we yeah, have in this community. And that, that, I mean, that's what I've seen for sure. I mean, I've, I've seen, I haven't seen a lot of people excited for this, right? I haven't seen a lot of people talking about how they're going to jump in day one, that they can't wait to jump in with their friends. Again, Sony has cultivated a certain play style on their ecosystem that gets all the headlines but that Pong, gets all the talk. But they so, talk about people supporting the devs and buying sure, games, sure, sure. But, 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 but then but, when but, it comes but, to this, this isn't even a full price game. No, no. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. But people again, are like, I'm Oh, I'm going to wait for a sale. You and I, you and I will be <laughs> playing this more than a lot what? of people. And that's fine. Wait for, again, I'm not going to be that guy that shames anybody who waits on sales. I tell people all the time, wait for a damn sale. I, I don't give a shit when you play it, you play it. I don't care if it's a year, two years down the road. I saw some people giving people grief this week for being excited that Resident Evil 2 was coming to Game Pass, the remake. And people were like, oh, it's been on sale plenty of times for $10. If you really were excited, you would have bought this. That's not how reality works. Bro, I play, I'm playing Skyrim so, 10 years later. Like, right, what, what are we talking about? Right, what are we talking <laughs> for the first time. That's not how reality works with human beings. Uh, if you are that person that buys every single product as a consumer that you are excited for day one, congratulations. You are the 1% of the 1%. Most human beings don't do that. So yeah. whatever. But again, Helldivers 2, I think is a good good starting point steel to again introduce into that ecosystem the idea of playing multiplayer again not that this has never been done like again when we talk about this but i think it is a good it's another addition to the ecosystem to give people the opportunity over on the sony side there is a big large community over there obviously you don't sell as many consoles as you sell on, uh, as playstation does without having a community and there is a community outside of this bubble that actually do try and play multiplayer games obviously cod is one of the top selling uh you know game it over there yeah, on be. playstation yeah, it right be. it will be and again i know cod's different and i'm not comparing cod to hell divers too but what i'm saying is there are people who enjoy multiplayer games on playstation as much as we like to say Nobody plays multiplayer over that. There, there are people that play with their friends. There are people, obviously. There's millions uh, of them. I mean, but, yeah, but again, uh, but again, uh, still, it's it, <laughs> no, and, and right. And I, I, I understand that. And is this double A game? Is Hell Divers two from Arrowhead? And no slander to Arrowhead because again, I really enjoyed the first one. I'm super excited for I've where they're taking Hell Divers two. 
I'm super excited for this. I'm jumping in this with you day one. It's not a full price game. I'm all on board with Helldivers 2. I think it looks great. Again, Starship Troopers is the best that's what, that's kind what of way I'm to saying, describe bro. it. It looks really so, dope. And, and I love the perspective yeah, change. I love the yeah. perspective change. I like top-down shooters, so I enjoyed the first one, but I love the perspective change. Going to that over-the-shoulder third-person view, I think it's going to bring a lot. If they bring in the mechanics from the first one and, and have all and, and add to it, I'm in for a good time. I know we're going to have a good time in this game unless it's broken. I know we're going to have okay. a great time in this game. Okay. Um, so I'm excited for Helldivers 2, and I'm, I'm not slandering Arrowhead. I'm just saying the wider audience, right, the casuals that do play on PlayStation, which is a vast majority of people, are they going to see this? Excuse me. Are they going to see this show up in the shop? Because a lot of them won't know it's coming. It's going to leave it over here. Ladies and gentlemen, hopefully... You guys are back, are tuned in again. I, I apologize for whatever is happening as far as these disconnects go. Um, go. OBS keeps randomly crashing. Um, it, we have, I have literally, this is the, probably the best performance I've gotten out of OBS, and it's acting up today. <laughs> I have no drop frames. Our bit rate is magnificent. There's no issues. My computer isn't running slow. But OBS isn't fun. I think it's the multi-streaming side of it, which is, again, why I've been testing it. But again, we get live with me and Pong, and now the multi-streaming acts like it wants to just crash OBS all the time. So yeah. don't know yeah. what's going on with that. Um, yeah. What I'm going to do differently this time around is I'm just going to pull the YouTube chat completely out of OBS. That's the only other thing that I could think of that could be crashing yeah. it. Um, but yeah. my fault, Pong. Go ahead and no, uh, continue no, no, what no. you were saying about Helldivers. No, so I, I think I think Helldivers 2 has a good shot here. I do think that a lot of the conversation steel will be driven on the PC side of things. If the PC community, right, picks this game up mm -hmm. and they start streaming it and they're having a good time, and then that conversation, again, we've, we've seen this with other titles, right, where PC conversation dominates and right. pumps hype into maybe people that didn't know that the game was there or that the game was out. And I, and I do side with Nixie a little bit that there will be um, a lot of the casual community. That's not a part of this 1% that do try out this game simply because it's not a full price game. I, just, as well. I don't think so. But, bro. Like, but, but I, I'm not I talking about so. massive numbers here. Still. I'm not so, talking but. massive, but I'm, I think it's going to be a success. I think hell divers two is going to be, I have faith in arrowhead. I think arrowhead is a, is a developer on the upswing. And I think that they, again, it's been so long since we've had a game right from arrowhead, but I think they're on the upswing. I think with Sony's backing, um, and push marketing push because they have been showing off hell divers two for a while. I think it's possible steel that we, we have a smaller hit on our hands with hell divers two. If it comes out polished, I think price point is right. Um, I think having it on the PC is going to be a boost for sure. And I think that hell divers two is a great start to the year for Sony, as far as one of their, you know, second party, first party, whatever you want. I don't give a shit what you label it as. I, I think that as one of their console exclusives, I think Helldivers 2 does have a shot steal. Now, we'll have to wait and see. There's a lot to play these days. Again, we always talk about this. The competition is fierce, right? Um, even though it's not a full price, it's still not a PS Plus game, right? If it was in PS Plus, I'd give it an even bigger boost. Um, but I do think this one has a shot because I think they are going to bring uh, 
a flavor that a lot of people do enjoy in the Starship Troopers realm to to this genre. And I and I, I think that that's going to give them a leg up as well. The atmosphere of this game, everything I've seen looks dope. Again, yeah. how you drop in, like you said, steel, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they're hitting dope, all. Yeah. They're all hitting that. They they Arrowhead again. If you didn't play the first one, you don't know. But even the first one, the top down view, they still nailed that B sci fi movie feel. Right? That's they dope, they yeah. nailed that sci fi shooter flick feel. And I think that what I've seen so far from this. They've taken it up another notch. Yeah. In in a different perspective. So um, I definitely think Hello Divers 2 has a chance. Uh, I really do. I do think the PC side of things will drive a lot of it. If, if people start streaming it, people start jumping in with their friends and saying, Hell, we're having a really good time with this hell divers too. That will just help. And I think it will kind of, you know, spread uh, the word out a little bit more. And I, that's why I've always been a proponent of putting your games on PC. I, I, I don't, see the downside as everybody else does no uh, to to doing that day one it doesn't devalue anybody's purchase if they're on playstation it doesn't it doesn't do anything it only adds it only adds to the availability of the game let me ask you let me ask you this pong and i I know we've touched a little bit on this before but like what do you think of the perspective of that again now i only want to have this because i feel like 2024 is going to be um, where these conversations start coming up a bit, coming up a bit more. Um, and the angle that I kind of want to take it is, what do you think about the fact that the live service element? And I forgot it. I, I, I wanted to take. I wanted to take it somewhere completely different. I, I forgot. I had a very no specific problem. thing that I, that I where I wanted yeah, to no take problem. it. Um, because it, I, it is going to be. It's something that's going to be a conversation piece moving forward. But it has to. It definitely has to do with the live service element side of things. I, I'll, I'll bring it back at some point. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Nonetheless, I'm Hell Divers is definitely going to be an interesting test subject. Um, and again, I'm not. Ex- I, I'm. I'm not saying that everybody needs to go play just because they support that console. Though that is how it is portrayed in a lot of ways. That hey, oh, we buy games on this side of things. What, whatever, whatever, whatever. whatever. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And again, I see people mentioning in the chat and whatnot. Um, they were talking about Final Fantasy 16. Oh, I think this was the point that I wanted to make. Um, yeah. About games coming to PC. Mm-hmm. And and the 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 devalue of it. I think there's more of an argument to be made about waiting to release the game and the you not taking advantage of the FOMO Mm -hmm. that a lot of people uncontrollably have. Yeah. If you wait, not only that, but two years later, uh, six months later, if Mm -hmm. it's not day and date, you have people talking about these games and now anybody else who's jumping in is going to be on the outside of that conversation right now yeah. regardless people can be on the out are going to be on the outside of it anyway um but i think it was hooded canuck that that said it i could be wrong excuse me hooded canuck if i'm wrong but he was like uh he said that he thinks that final fantasy 16 is going to sell better on pc than it did on playstation 5 i don't agree with that because the only reason i say that is because spider-man hasn't sold that great on PC versus what it did on no. on on PlayStation. God of War didn't. God of War didn't. Horizon hasn't. Um, Horizon did better than most. God, God of War did better than most. Um, 
but it's it's not the same and i think that disconnect is because the game it's not day and day you got people missing out of that missing out and then it also makes it seem like the pc player base maybe they don't care or you get into a conversation about piracy again um so it's like which which world or which reality do we kind of live in so the question i want to kind of pose to you pong is like do like yeah games releasing later do you agree with me that with it they should be more day and date because mm-hmm. of the talking points because of that fomo yeah i think playstation would understand that but maybe i'm missing something no i i have said that from the beginning i mean again xbox has shown how it works to release things day to date now on the pc side Steve, as you well know that community is very um what do I want to say? They 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 are very they are very specific in their wants and needs, right? Mm-hmm. They are very deliberate with their purchases, right? Versus going the pirate route. You've got to have a good port ready, right? You can't that do what fact. you did with that the Last fact. of Us that remastered and have major issues because you lose a type of interest that you did have if it comes out and it's broken on PC in any way, shape, or form. They're going to call you out. They're going to abandon the hype, and they're going to say, fuck that. I ain't doing shit. I will pirate this if I want to play it at some point. So, but to your original point, Steele, as, as far as the FOMO goes, yes, because they're gaming this hobby, you know, in a lot of ways for a lot of people is about the conversation. It is about feeling like you are playing the latest and greatest. It is a lot of that. Now, again, I don't have that personally. I just sat and rambled on for three minutes about vampire survivors to start the show. Uh, When we were talking about what we've been playing, I could care less. I'll I'll play games when I want to play them. You know, I went back, started replaying dragon age origins. I don't care about that nonsense about being part of the conversation, even now that I podcast right. again, if you guys are looking for somebody who's playing the latest and greatest every single time that you turn on a podcast, well, that ain't going to be me. Now there are going to be times when I sure am, but there's going to be plenty yeah, of times. Most where I'm times not. So yeah, I don't I, care. I want people to understand that. Yeah. Right, right, right. But I think that overall to your, to your wider point, to the, the, to the wider audience. Absolutely. I think it does matter still. If you can get your port right and you have a studio right, which they do, Blue Point, et cetera, that can get a port out mm-hmm. day and date, it is more valuable. Now, again, Sony doesn't believe this, right? Obviously, they, they internally, PlayStation still has not adopted this completely. They disagree. They think it's more valuable for their PS5 side of things, that part of the ecosystem, to hold withhold those games day and date from PC, but I think that from my point of view, it is more valuable to have a day and date because there is a bit of shine that is lost if you release a game six months, a year, two years after it initially yeah, dropped. We've lost, seen yeah. this with plot, plenty of games, Steel. We've seen this with plenty of games. Now, I know what a lot of Sony's argument is going to be. Well, we do that because then we want those people that absolutely need to play a God of War or that need to play a Spider-Man day one Mm -hmm. to go get a PS5 and play it on a PS5, right? And they probably believe, they probably have internal numbers that show that there is a lot of that. There are people that will say, give up and say, 
I'm not waiting for PC. Fine. I'll go get a PS5. I'll play it on my PS5 that I already own, whatever the case may be. That's probably where they come from. They don't have their own PC storefront, I think is the biggest hurdle steal. And we know that they're developing a PC storefront. Sony at this point does not want to give up any profitability. And when they put it on PC, because they don't have their own storefront, they are giving up a portion, in some cases, a quite large portion of profits to an outside party. And they do not want to do that. I think that the minute that they get their PC storefront up and running, Steel, we will see the transition to day and day. They will withhold. Yeah, because what I think will happen is I think that they will launch on their storefront first and then release on Steam and Epic and wherever else, GOG or whatever. Which is fine. That means that's their option. That's that's their option. But it does because we know about. Right, Xbox PC people hate Xbox PC, and that has a lot more going on with cross saves, cloud saves, and all that good stuff too. So yeah, correct. But I think if Sony does get it right, and I think if they once they get their own storefront, I think we will see that transition. I think they will launch that stuff day and date in their storefront day one. And then down the road, we'll release it a year later on Steam or whatever the case may be. But I think that they will transition where we will get the option to buy it on PC day one going forward once they have that in place. So they definitely got to get they, def, they definitely got to get better about that for sure. I I, I think in my eyes. Yeah, Nixus Takato. Um, thank you. That was the other one. Nixus. Yeah, Nixus is the big one. I totally blanked on that. Thanks, Takato. Uh, uh, Nixie, Nixie brought up some points in there too. Uh, one of the other po- uh, earlier points was uh, he he wanted to ask my opinion about the MSI gaming handheld, which I'll definitely talk about here shortly. Um, uh, but he mentioned to Jason Max, hey, PC gamers aren't sitting on the sidelines crying that Spider-Man 2 is not day and date. That's YouTube yeah. gaming podcast propaganda. Sure. Um, and Nick, as a um, as a PC gamer, there's one thing that has always been true. Um, yeah. PC gamers want console games, and yeah. console gamers want PC games. Sure. That has always been the gamers reality of the situation. Gamers want games, Steel? Game, yeah, Wait. <laughs> yeah, gamers what? want games. Breaking <laughs> news, everybody here live on Living Split Screen on an early Saturday morning to start out 2024. Gamers want games. Steel just made the defining statement of the year. 2024 is over I'm already. I'm just, I'm Steel, just trying to help Steel's people. Covered. I'm trying to help people out. I'm trying to help people out, man. Some, sometimes people don't know. Um, the only thing, though, that I do think that needs to change, and I think this is part of the reason why Again, me listening to developers because, again, I don't just come to podcasts on a week-to-week basis and just spit out propaganda from nothing, right? I'm actually invested in the industry. I care about different people's opinions. I want to hear what people bring to the table, right? It's part of the reason why I started listening to uh, Pirate Software or whatever because he's a dev. He used to work uh, with Blizzard um, and some other companies back in the day, and he talks about all that stuff too, um, all the things that he went through and how tough it was. And, it's, and again, you, you got, I've heard devs time and time again say it's not easy. It's not that simple. When it comes to PC, you got all these skews. That's why they typically wait, blase, blase, blase. The same way that they do on console, you can say, hey, this is the baseline for PC. If you don't have a 2070 Super or a 3000 series card, it's not going to run the best for you. Hey, take that for what you will up front. We're going to update this game as it goes, and you may get a better version of the game six months later, right? If you if you have these other cards. Now, is that going to be another example of um, something that people may not be able to accept or people complain about, cry about? Sure. But 
you at least set the expectation because it's not like it's not going to be available on the console anymore. It's just going to be limited to a to us to some of the PC audience. And again, we know that most of those people aren't the people with the biggest cards or whatever the case, but at least you expand that base out. Um, and that's what I, and that's what I look, what, what I kind of consider. Um, regardless, Sony has to do whatever they feel like is going to be the best strategy for them. I'm still interested. The reason I ask these questions, Pong, is more so I am interested on what their overall take on any of this is because we keep hearing conflicting things. You had Jim Ryan who introduced this whole strategy of live service and all these other elements and thinking of things differently. And then you had the brass of PlayStation coming down, kicking uh, Jim Ryan out um, on the way of kicking Jim Ryan out and because he's not leaving until, what, April? Um, April or May, I believe. Totally um, yeah. But moving and moving him out of the way and seemingly maybe going back on some things. But the same, but like again, like they say that we're going back to some things, but now we're getting information that they may not, that there's that they they see where they need to go as far as PC and mobile. And you see all these other conversations happening from I'm talking about CFOs and whatnot that are having these conversations. Um, so it's like I'm more so interested in what playstation is going to end up presenting to us what sony is going to end up giving to us that most recent trailer that they kind of put out i don't know if you guys checked into that maybe i play it live you guys uh what do you guys think you want me to play that trailer live you you want to want to take my can spot we, can we can we with the uh licensed music um well with the licensed music yeah nah that probably wouldn't man, be the greatest idea man, um man. i might i might play it in the background well no i don't need to play it in the background look their most recent trailer was the most Xbox trailer that I've ever seen in my life. For a <laughs> brand that is trying to separate itself out from its competition, it was the most Xbox-type trailer that I have ever seen in my life. And it was ironic that they had a song talking about, you want to take my spot, and all they showed was second- and third-party games. Games that are going to be available on other platforms, like PC, like Xbox, like most of the game, 90% of the games were that. Outside of Stellar Blade, and there was something else in there that I can't recall. Um, and there was, there was a couple other things. God of War was in there, a couple other things too. But for the most part, it was just like, ah, I thought this wasn't supposed to be about second and third party deals. This is how you, this is the trailer that you're starting off with? There's no hopes and dreams, son? You're not going to do a well, state yeah, of play? To, or yeah, Wrong, I mean, we're still, we're still overdue for a state of play. Well, we're what overdue happened? for a showcase, right? We've had state of plays. We're overdue for a showcase. No, we need, actual we need a state showcase. We need a state. We need a state of play. <laughs> we we um, need a showcase deal. No, we we do need a showcase. And 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 now rumors are, we might be getting a dev direct in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So it's like, what what is happening behind the scenes, man? It uh, it's a, a lot of interesting things are going on. Twenty twenty four, I think, is going to be the perfect baseline to find out kind of where we're at right now. Um, as far as the gaming sphere goes, is what Xbox have going on? What does Xbox have to flush out their second and third party? Uh, because again, year over year, they're two grand up on games on Game Pass. Twenty twenty two, because uh, we talked about this on the Xbox Factor podcast. Shout out to Boom. Um. But on the Xbox Factor podcast, we talked about, I brought up this point that 2022 Game Pass dropped seven grand into Game Pass, right? Of mm -hmm. value of games. 
And mm-hmm. again, then that was the year I was playing. Yeah, I was I was very I was more protective of because I was like, oh, first party. I don't think it's as as big of a deal. Of course, you know, it's not acceptable. But man, look at all this value they gave us. Boom. That very next year, mm-hmm. not only do they deliver some first party, but they also yeah. go 2K ante up, and now they yeah. do 9K ending 2023 with nine grand of value coming in the game pass so it only seems to be an uptrend or at least a consistency with providing value to the gamer in game pass so what i'm like what it's going to be fantastical to see the kind of um boxing matches that we get from from these two along with nintendo um possibly punching up or punching out We'll find. I guess we'll. I guess we'll end up finding out because we, it may end up being more of an iteration um, than Switch an actual two. new device. So Talk yeah, about Switch Two. Yeah, there's some rumors. There's some rumors about that. But so, Paul. I mean, I mean, I mean, what do you, what do you, how do you, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about the year thus far? Do you think that 2024 is going to be a standout year as far as, um, mm-hmm. you know, for us people that pull ourselves out of the world, look at it from mm-hmm. that RTS perspective. Um, are you kind of looking at those darker crevices and seeing what may jump out uh, and what could? Hmm. Like, you might clear out this area. You might end up stumbling upon an enemy base fully fortified. They got <laughs> catapults behind the fence. Like, are you expecting something like that for PlayStation to show up with? Or, I mean, what what is kind of... What are you most interested in for the year um, as far as competition goes? What do you think? Well, no, I think uh, we've talked about this a little bit, Steele. Um you know, kind of deep dive in what we thought 2024 was going to bring. And yeah, I I'm expecting PlayStation to show up this year. I'm expecting a showcase from them uh, with the rumors of the PS five pro in full swing. Now we got an update on that this week as well uh, with some, if they do this incredible specs, but man, is that thing, I, I believe going to be pricey, but if they're going to do something like that steel, I think this is the year where we get the showcase. we, we get the hopes and dreams, right? Finally, with with a roadmap, with showing off some of the projects we know for a fact that their first party devs have been working on, not just remakes, not just remasters, but the actual new IPs, um, maybe the um, you know follow-ups to some of the beloved franchises. There's other things that have been in the works that have been smoked uh you know there's been a lot of smoke around a twisted metal game etc there's a lot of stuff out there again just like when we talked about xbox in 2022 and everybody was like oh what are we, they're not showing anything they got nothing they got nothing xbox got no games when that whole narrative was still going on i was you know, we were out here going okay clowns like we know these studios are working on something. We know PlayStation First Party has been working on something. We we have confirmation, plenty of places that they have studios that are working on multiple projects at this point. Again, they're not sitting idle. They're not all just working on games as a service games that are being canceled. Now, of course, there has been a big chunk uh, of games as a service games canceled, which is obviously years of development already being thrown out the window, right? We just had it with Factions 2, the latest one, uh, or you know, last of us online since they supposedly called that that's what the official name was. Um, so yeah, some of that work has been wasted, but there's plenty of games to show off. So yes, I think PlayStation this year is going to stop being quiet. And I think that they are going to show up and gives us a hopes and dreams. Now, does that mean they're going to all of a sudden have a full slate of games for 2024 from their first party? No, I don't believe it. I think it's going to be, a pretty dry year for PlayStation again. Concord 
they did advertise Concord again uh, in that advertisement, but they only showed exactly what we had already seen uh, from that little teaser trailer, which gave us nothing. Hamburger in space. If you all remember, still know, know what the game is going to be, uh, but they they have that and it looks like that's going to be ready. And second second party deals, Stellar Blade, etc. Helldivers are going to be your big games of the year. I still think that they could have a surprise this year. I still think that Ghost of Tsushima 2 could surprise show up this year um, because I think that it's going to be, as a sequel, it's going to be more of the same as Ghost of Tsushima, which was a, a game that, again, I say is the one game that I missed out when I sold my PS4 and that I do want to play. I think Ghost yeah, of Tsushima probably, I think Ghost of Tsushima 2 is going to be showing off this year, whether or not it hits this year. I said there's an outside chance it could. I think more likely we get the Ghost of Tsushima PC port this year. Uh, maybe a remaster. A and maybe maybe a remaster again. Yeah. 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 The multiplayer, which again was another example of multiplayer being added to a popular IP on PlayStation that got talked about for a week and then completely dried up and nobody talks about it, even though a lot of people were saying it was fun. A lot of people were saying it's good. People didn't bite into it. Ghost of Tsushima for a lot of the PlayStation community is a single player game. They didn't care that the multiplayer was added to it. But again, if it's a PC, if they do a PS5 remaster Ghost of Tsushima this year, do a PC launch, I'll be there. I'll be there on PC for sure, 100%. Steel and I will yeah. probably run some multiplayer in that game for sure. Um, but uh, I think they are going to show up this year from, from at least a talking standpoint, Steel. I still think they're going to have a good year. It's PlayStation. They're still selling consoles left and right. They're going to have a good year overall. I don't think they're going to slow down. I don't think their momentum is going to slow down. I think the PS5 Pro announcement will be a big deal yep. um, when, when they show that price point. And I think it could be around $700. Well, they will see what the reaction is. But I still think it's going to be a hype moment because they're going to show games that are going to obviously push the pro. They are going to talk about what games are going to be coming out and what that's going to look like on the pro. Um, so, I, yeah, no, I think they're coming to play this year. Uh, again, in the grand scheme of things with Nintendo potentially announcing a Switch 2, whether that's another iteration on the current hardware or whether it is a full-fledged new system, we'll find out. But Nintendo always, always draws the hype, right? Always draws the attention whenever they announce anything. And since it's been so long since the switch came out, it is going to suck up a lot of the attention, right? It's it like is going to, it is going to be a lot of draw, but I think PlayStation can capture their own. And like we talked about steel, I think Xbox is going to be here for the entire year. I think that Xbox is going to drive a lot of news cycles throughout the entire year. They're always going to have something they're going to be talking about. They're always going to have something they're going to be announcing, whether it's a dev direct, whether it's at another show, whether it's at their own showcase uh, come around E3 time, June. I think that they're going to drive a lot of conversation, but I think it's going to be a competition this year in that space when we're talking about who is at the P at, at who is on the lips of the community, right? I Whoa. think it's going to be a competition this year. Pause. Yeah, I know, but it's going to be who, who is going to, who is going to be the talking point. I think there's going to be a lot of back and forth this year with that. And it's going to be interesting okay. to watch. That's interesting. Um, I don't think it's yeah. going to be a lot of back and forth, but. Well, I think it's going to be a lot of back and forth. I, I do. I, I just, I, I really do still. I think everybody's got big announcements this year. 
Um, I, I, mm. I think that that's going to be that's going to be the driving force. And I think everybody's everybody's going to have something to show off this year. I see what you're, I see what you're, I, I see what, you're, you see what I'm saying? as far as that yeah. goes, like across the board, yeah. because um, one month yeah. it could be PlayStation be doing moments. their hopes and dreams. Another month, it could be Nintendo doing the switch to another month. It could be exciting news from Xbox. I, I, I think it's going to be back and forth. Who Who's kind of driving it? Uh, yeah, I, think I mean, overall, I Xbox is going to be there year round. So. Uh, I definitely, I definitely agree. Oh, excuse me. Um, I do want to, because I see the chat was having some uh, some Xbox Game Pass conversation and talking about first game, first party games leaving versus third party games leaving, yeah. things of that nature, and people uh, the confusing messaging behind Game Pass, um, and getting more people involved and whatnot. That is something that Xbox has to continuously work on, um, though. Uh, there is still a little bit of the consumer responsibility that needs to be had there, also. Um, uh, Nick makes a good point. Makes a point here that says MS should stop focusing on the hardcore and connect with these types of gamers. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, he's uh, talking about more so the casuals or the people that aren't necessarily super invested. And I, and I think that's what they are doing. There is some confusing messaging there. Um, but again, that's only going to get better over time, right? Um, there's still an interesting conversation to be had versus because um, somebody brought up the point that oh. Well, there's not a gaming subscription service that has really blown up like that. And it's because there's still a stigma on gaming overall. Um, no matter who I talk to, still, um, people think that watching TV is not as bad as playing video games. So, you know, take that for what you will. I, I, I don't I don't have the um, I don't think I necessarily have the grounds to say that they're incorrect or that they're stupid or whatever the case. Everybody has their own perspective on what they believe. Uh, I do think that there is a huge argument to be made um, as far as a, a form of media that you have control over, that you um, can tailor the experience for. Sure, you could do that with TV and whatnot, too, as far as what you're watching. But it's definitely more involved than TV watching will ever be, which is why I literally will, why I literally gave up TV watching yeah. to replace that time with gaming, right? Um, right? Now, do I watch TV sometimes? Sure, I do. But if I have that time, then I'm probably going to play the game instead of watching TV. It's a time thing. Everybody has to have a reality of, and my time is only going to get more crunched. There's also also some some other things happening behind the scenes that I think you guys are going to get excited about. Um, that is also going to add on to that, along with the plate that I already have. Um, and 2024 needs to be a big year for me. I got <laughs> my oldest is getting ready to get into college, uh, not college, but high school. Uh, mm. Let's let's go. Let's stay. We'll take one step first. Um, yeah, my oldest yeah, is getting into no, high no need school. To skip that. <laughs> um, I need I need to change I need to change my living situation so we can be more comfortable. You know, real life things have to change, right? Um, so when it comes to my time, uh, I'm definitely more picky, and I want something that's going to be more um, engaging for me than me just sitting there watching TV because I think that 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 to me feels like more of a waste. Um, but just to answer Nix's question about the whole uh, the handheld gaming market and whether I was ever going to get into it. For me personally, I've been looking at it off and on. I've been interested in getting a ROG ally, possibly, um, maybe making some payments on one or whatever the case, just to play with one for a bit. If I was more mobile, 
Um, if I was traveling much more, it would definitely be more of a consideration for sure, especially with the way that Xbox has become so intrinsically a part of the PC ecosystem now. It would kind of be like a, a no-brainer at that point. Have a device I could kind of take with me everywhere instead of hauling my PC everywhere. So I'm interested in it. Um, do I necessarily think at $700 am I that interested yet uh not quite it's not one of those things to where like if a like if a console came out I'd be more it would be more appealing for me to buy a new console than it would be for me to get a handheld device mainly because I do have a PC already um I want to upgrade my PC Life things are happening behind the scenes and me spending, you know, almost $700 on a handheld device that I might use sometimes outside of like, if I was making content with it then that would be one thing. Um, but I don't have any of that under business or anything right now for me to be able to write it off or send Pong one and send myself one. We all play with it and find out what are we going to do and find out that Pong has been, you know, putting his head down, getting a little wrong ally gameplay in all that good stuff. It's just, Unfortunately, life hasn't quite played out that way. Um, and right now, I don't see the the value to spend those kind of ducats unless I was extremely mobile, which I can see there are people that are in a community, shout to Kea Asante, uh, one of the handheld brothers out there. Um, they're actually discussing it uh, right now, which I was checking in on them. Um, just to pop <laughs> in and uh, say, see what's going on. But, and say hi, whatnot, but, Hand, the handheld gaming market is interesting for me because MSI, uh, this was Nix's main point, MSI is coming out with the gaming handheld also um, where the memory capacity is essentially double of what's available, what's on the market right now. So right now, you can get the 16 gigabyte. Um, you can get that doubled up for, for 32 on the new MSI device. That's extremely interesting because RAM could, all, uh, could always be an issue, especially for smaller devices. And what... I'm more so interested in is the competition of it because the PC handheld market has been around for a while. And what the steam deck has done, what steam has done um, is somehow made an avenue, uh, made an, made an avenue that's a bit more aggressive as far as the PC handheld market. Shout out to uncle Gabe. And is slowly, <laughs> bringing down the price of mm, what yeah. those devices cost and increasing options and, and definitely increasing options because before the try to try to get one and I see calorie. He brings up, he said, I got a raw ally Z one, non extreme new from best buy for three ninety nine, And I love yep. it. It plays all the games. Great. Still on battery. Only real power difference is when it's plugged in. Hey, I feel that, but me being me, if I'm going to get a device like that, I might as well just get the big boy. Right. I, I want everything. If I'm going to play a device like that, I'm probably going to have it plugged into something. Um, you know what I mean? I'll take, I'll bring a power bank bank with me, something. So it's like, I might as well just get the big boy uh, at that point. That, that's just me. I can't help it. I have a series X and a series S for a reason. You know what I mean? I can't help myself when it comes to those things like that. But, um, seeing how we're getting more devices that are more, um, available at least from a price point is that is what makes this whole avenue extremely exciting to me we're going from these devices costing anywhere from 
almost $1,500 to being yeah. half of that, right? Correct. To get a, or to more. get a decent one or more, yeah. right. Um, yeah. to get a good one to decent one. Um, so it's like, that's really dope for me to see. Now I'm not expecting for it to ever get down to like, Oh, it's going to be $400 at some point. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. But the fact that that competition is there, this is what we have needed, right? Competition is good in all spaces. I'm excited for what's happening in the handheld market. Um, I'm not an investor right now, but it doesn't mean that I might not be later, depending on what my situation is, depending on what becomes available. Who knows? Living split screen might might uh, blow up a little bit, and we get some sponsors behind the scene, and they they might throw us a couple of devices and say, "Yo, Pong, steal." You know, we need we need your review on this one right here. We need that energy. We need that live, raw, and uncut talent that you guys got over there. Uh, nobody talks like uh, about the gaming industry like you guys talk with that with that flair and that those aesthetics that you got on living split screen. So go ahead. Nah, I, we'll see. It's a possibility. I'm not gonna hold my breath on it, but I am interested nonetheless. How about you, Paul? I mean, how do you feel about the handheld gaming market? Do you feel it like me? The price point is kind of like, eh. If I was more mobile, maybe I'd consider it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what what are you thinking? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have any need. Um, for me personally, I don't have any need for one. I again, I drive to work. So I don't commute via bus or subway or anything like that. So I don't have any time at work. Uh, I don't have a job where I can sit back um, and just play games. So um, and at home, I've got my own game room. I've got my own TV. I've got my own PC. So I don't have any need for it at all. Uh, Like I said, if I owned a Switch, Generally speaking, I would play it in dock mode because that's that's how I'd want to play it. So and we already know the dock mode doesn't look good. That's one of the hopefully upgrades that Switch 2 is going to make. So the only reason why I would ever get one is, again, if I was doing this full time steal and we wanted to do content based upon handheld systems like you already mentioned. Sure. Um, Or if there was a handheld that came out that has a great docking feature that it looks great on a big screen, then yes, if the switch two does that, then I've already said that Nintendo's piqued my interest. We'll see what it turns out to be, but I still wouldn't be playing it in handheld mode unless a random, really random reason or random time that I wanted to switch over to, to, to the handheld mode. It would be very few and far between right now with how my life is. So I just think for me personally, the handheld market is cool. I love it. I love that it's expanding out again, much like VR. I'm glad people are pushing into that that space. Um, I'm glad that there's more options for people now, for people who do have a use for it. Absolutely. It's freaking awesome that the prices are dropping down and that the tech is starting to explode a little bit. Um, You know, there's smoke now potentially that that's the future of the xbox series s down the road steel the next iteration of the xbox series s will be a switch like device um that can dock and then you can pull off and play right which makes a lot of sense if you think about it if that's the next evolution of the series s of the low the lower end model going forward for xbox is a switch like device that you can dock or you can take with you hell yeah cool awesome would I still buy one? No, because chances are I'm going to probably have the Series X2 or whatever the hell it is. Um, so I won't have a need for it still to that day. But if I ever get into that position, I will be happy that this market has now grown the way it has, that it's seemingly more and more people are jumping into it, both from a manufacturer standpoint and from yeah. a consumer standpoint. I think it's great. 
I think it's fantastic. The more people that can experience gaming when they are available to play it. And if that means they share screen time with the family because they have mm -hmm. one TV, then they can play their sense. games on it. That's awesome. Yeah, it's freaking amazing. It's so cool. Especially now that we're getting to the point where, you know, your save files are all there. It's just pick, yeah. you know, pick up and play right where you left off on the game when you were playing on the big screen. All of that stuff is coming into play now. So I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. Um, love to see it. Um, but yeah, for me personally, budget wise and everything, it makes zero sense for me to have one right now. Zero. Uh, I think, so the, I just, I I think the other big issue, too, that I tend to find is that I don't like playing on that small ass screen. Yeah, I I've just always don't. Had a problem with that. I would Certain rather games, spend fine. money on a newer TV or a newer hardware, yeah. like on yeah. stuff that yeah. I can actually sit down. Like if I'm going to game. I'm going to sit down. I don't need to be moving around. I don't need to be mobile again, unless I'm on like vacation, but even on vacation, like I'm not trying to game while I'm on vacation. I'm trying to, I'm trying to go hang out and stuff like that and experience the yeah. world. But maybe that's just me. Right. Um, I don't mind having the option, but like at that point, I might as well just put the Series S in the in a backpack and just carry that with me if it's that serious, right? Yeah. Unless I'm on like an extended vacation, that's different. Right. So it's like I, I get it. The options, I, I'm loving that the options are becoming more and more uh, available to people. That's the yeah. amazing thing because it's not just like a. And I see Riggs. Shout out to you, Riggs, for being here. It looks like you're little. It looks like you're doing here, and I appreciate you coming through. Maybe you've been watching in the background. Uh, he says only reason I played the Switch is because you can't play Mario anywhere else. Hello, it's not. Yeah. idea for me that's fair it, it's also fair to say like if nintendo made their games available on pc i'm pretty right. sure that pirating would help would stop would slow down a lot for them for mm -hmm. for nintendo games yeah. because now people don't have i mean whatever you now people won't have an excuse but you can play mario however you choose to play mario you want to play pokemon the best graphical settings that you could possibly get pokemon on boom you got it available on pc there you go you know if you want it's just there's there's so many there's so many additional options that are coming in that's what gets me excited and why i always go back to this is the age of accessibility like pong says this is the golden age of gaming it's the age of accessibility to me because we're getting more and more things that are allowing more and more gamers to either one experience the hobby or two find more value within it or find different ways to uh to find to get that value out of it so that's really 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 dope to see yeah absolutely um i agree and some smoke here i think that we can get into um yeah. playstation vr2 i saw you just sent this to me it says um this was uh, sent out by Jaywood2010. He says, less than a year after release of PSVR 2, the Firewall Ultra Studio, First Contact Entertainment, is shutting down. They cite the lack of VR support as the reason why. And they do have a full article drawn out here on GameSpot. So let's go over that real quick if we can. Shot in the GameSpot for always doing their thing. Let me see if I can get it pulled up Sometimes. Ah, uh, yeah, for, for the most part. All right, so Firewall Ultra developer closes down after eight years due to lack of VR support. You know, eight years is is one is only enough time to make one game. Maybe they made two. I'm not. I'm not. They've, they've made. They've made a. They've made a couple at least. Yeah. Made a couple? So, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So they made Fire the original Firewall. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. 
Ball War, uh, I did hear that this game came out with some issues, though. So maybe that, that was another big crux mm-hmm. of it. I don't want 100% say, like, oh, it's because VR2 is not supported or whatever. Probably has some of it, but not the majority. Firewall Ultra developer, First Contact Entertainment, has shut down after eight years. The studio cites the general lack of virtual reality support in the video games industry as the main reason. I saw some people saying some other reasons, but I guess we'll find out. They go on to say in a Facebook post before Christmas, First Contact Entertainment said that it would be clo- it would close its door by the end of 2023. The lack of support for VR within the industry has eventually taken its toll, the studio said. As a AAA VR game developer, we are just not able to justify the expense needed gouging forward. We are a team of fearless innovators willing to push new technologies to its limit. Now, isn't this a first-party studio for PlayStation? Um, or, or am I, am I, I off in that chat? Let me, let me know if you, you guys I know. I don't think they were ever officially first contact entertainment i can look it up real quick they only made psvr vr games yeah but they have a couple of studios that do that too so but they, they aren't owned um first contact entertainment i don't believe that they were owned i think they were just on their hey. own three bed was popping baby okay either way while we get yeah. some information on that get some get some things folded out either way if this studio is only making games for PSVR 2 or no, they, they made games for Oculus as well. So they make it so, they, for had, they had they had Solar, uh, Solaris off world combat for Oculus as well. So maybe so maybe none of their games did really well if they got if they got to shut their doors. Mm. But the other thing, but the my point that I wanted to bring up with that, since they are tied in with PlayStation though, making these games, right? Yeah. And they because I don't know if um PlayStation helped pay for the development, I'm sure. Is Firewall, Firewall Ultra on Firewall all, is all is, Oculus? No, it is not. Firewall was okay. a exclusive to VR because they did the okay. first one for the first VR and then they did this yes, one for VR too. Yep. Yep. Okay. So that adds to my point. If that is the case, PlayStation, why aren't you investing more into the studio? Maybe bringing them under the wing. You guys are doing PSVR too. Why aren't you bringing them in and saying, hey, look, we know we're having a hard time with VR right now. Um, We're going to give you a little bit of support. We like what you guys do. Boom. Maybe the games aren't that great. Again, I'm not invested in the VR, so I'll be honest and say that maybe I'm quite ignorant when it comes to these things. I'll I'll freely admit that. But it's, it's just strange to see what has transpired over the last six months as far as support goes for PlayStation, right? It's this seems to be a continuing trend of, hey, if these things aren't where they need to be, we're going to stop production and shut it down, right? They did it with Last of Us, um, with the factions, Last of Us Online, whatever the case. You, you put all this time and effort into it and money into it, three, four years of development, probably more, honestly, and it's not even good enough, quote unquote, for you to drop a base version of it into like a Last of Us 2 remastered, for an example, or the Last of Us 2 uh, uh, remake that you're remastered that you're going to put on PlayStation 5. Um, oh, and hopefully it comes to PC. It doesn't look like it is from what the... Uh, yeah, they were the just partnered. They were not. They were never acquired. They were just partnered. okay. They were just partnered. Yeah. So I mean, but that's even but that's even worse. You got a studio that's that's made specific PSVR games for you. You don't give them support. They say they shut down due to 
um, just lack of virtual reality support overall. And it's just like, okay, so what's the truth in this matter? Um, there's just, my point is there's also some underlying things that we have heard about that now on top of that, we've gotten this and it's like, okay, so where, where's the truth lie is, is VR two have some success? Is it what we thought it was going to be? The first, like kind of like the first VR better, but still not quite it for what Sony is looking for. I don't know. Um, First Contact Entertainment developed 2018's Firewall Zero uh, for PlayStation VR and 2023's Firewall Ultra for PlayStation VR 2. There has been no word on whether either game we pulled from the PlayStation Store or if their servers will be closing as well. This wasn't the only studio clo uh, to close due to financial reasons in 2023. Shadow Gambit, the cursed crew developer, uh, Mimi shut down after 15 years due to increased financial pressure uh, and level of risk. Firewall Zero Hour was well-received, earning a 79 on Metacritic, and Firewall Ultra received mixed reviews, earning a 61 on Metacritic. Woo! So, I mean, getting that information, uh, knowing that Zero Hour, their first game, again, your first game almost hitting an 80, I think that's pretty pretty solid, right? That's pretty damn good. But then they have your second game to hit a 61. I did some I did some brief research here, and it does look like the game released kind of with that stench that we've been getting over the last uh, few years at least, as far as games kind of releasing broken, not or not releasing in the best condition possible. And right. I do, I will put a lot of that onus on the actual developers themselves. Um I'm, but I'm pretty sure they try to put their best foot forward. And again, it does come down to your publisher to come in, look at what you got, and make sure that you got a good product on board. And I thought, at least that's what I was told, Pong, I thought PlayStation did quality control. I thought they stopped projects if they weren't going to be successful, if they weren't going to be rated well. I mean, obviously, these weren't rated the greatest. I mean, 79, it got a pass to make a second game under the PlayStation budget. And uh, this mm -hmm. next one got a 61. Obviously, that's not good enough. We know PlayStation cares about Metacritic in some way, shape, or form. But um, what is what what are some of these things showing you? And is there any additional like uh, credence to the conversation of what is so what does Sony have going on? Where's the support at? Truly, I, I, again, Paul, I thought I was told that Sony builds up these different dev studios that Sony believes in ingenuity, right? Um, yeah. That they believe in going in and looking at games and making sure they're exactly what they need to be before they release. Do they not give that same attention to VR too? What's going they, on? They need content for VR though, right? So the, VR content is going to be given a different filter than their actual standard console games right steel i think that's probably what this is a case of right that they needed content and so they allow certain you know blips on the radar to pass through and again since they weren't an actual first party studio since they were just partnered with them i think they gave them a little bit more of a pass as well um simply to get the game out um to say that they had another game ready for vr2 I, I, again we're talking about again this is this is this isn't slandered. This isn't, you know, talking down. It, it, VR is niche. It still is niche. I, I know they're making strides, right? Um, yeah. There's been games 
released recently. Um, oh God, I forget the name of the RPG now. Number two of that RPG that just got a 10 out of 10 from IGN saying one of the first must plays for VR. Um, VR is... Uh, um, Wrath uh, of Asgard? Yes, Wrath, Wrath of Asgard 2, uh, correct. Just came yes, out yes, and yes, is yes, supposedly yes. like the first... Big time. Looks cool. That RPG. one looks cool. It that, does, that's the first one I've cool. seen in a while. That was yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah, you yeah. know, if I had a VR or cool. yeah. something like a quest or something, I was like, oh, Asgard's Wrath. Excuse me. Asgard's Wrath. Asgard's, there you go. What did yeah, I say? Asgard's Wrath. Didn't that, that's not, isn't that what I said? Or I said Wrath of Asgard. Wrath, oh, of Wrath of Asgard. Okay, I said it backwards. Yeah, Asgard's okay. Wrath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. So, um, oh, that's I, not I just, on PSVR, so that's on Quest, I guess. No, that's, that's on Quest. Yeah. So, but I'm just saying overall VR in general, right? We're still talking about a niche form of entertainment there's some people in this community that absolutely freaking love eat sleep drink vr right that that is where it's at though is that it's only the one percent of the one percent who care enough about vr and obviously as i've always said i we were just talking about the handheld market growing I get excited that there are companies like PlayStation pushing the VR forward because I'm mm-hmm. not that old guy who can't look in the future and say that potentially VR is what we are all going to be playing at some point. Now, I don't think it's going to be the current version with this big headset on and all yeah, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. But what I'm saying is I'm not I'm not I've seen too many things come and change the world when people downplayed it and said things were niche to not understand the concept that this is a space that might eventually grow into something that becomes an everyday use for most people, or at least an everyday use for us as gamers. So I love the fact that there are companies like PlayStation still pushing forward. Now from a business side of things, have I said that I think that PlayStation made a mistake with the VR two? Absolutely. Because I think R and D costs resources, time, energy, all of that could have been placed elsewhere within their gaming division that it was needed that this VR2 experiment took away from that. And obviously hindsight being 2020, I think we're seeing that because right. it seems like they're slowing down on the whole VR2 push and that that is no longer a focal point for them as far as, oh, hey, we're going to keep having our first party studios make content for our VR too. I think they've pulled back from that because they initially did talk about that. We saw that with um, call of the mountain, right. Coming um, that they were, they were talking about, Oh, we're going to have our first party studios working on VR content as well. We talked about it when they announced that I was like, yo, that's probably not what you want to be doing. Um, you probably want to be focused on what you got going on in the standard console market and PC market and maybe even your mobile market that you're supposedly going to make a push into eventually here, too. But, I'm, I, you know, it's sad to see any studio close down. Right. Obviously, it was a huge contract for First uh, Contact Entertainment to partner with PlayStation they as a VR developer, and that's obviously what they were, because you probably would have seen them transition to a more standard developer if that was in their DNA. But these guys were VR developers and yeah. they probably thought it was a great deal to be partnered with PlayStation. Obviously, the VR two was getting massive marketing push. They went through it with the VR one. They saw some success with Firewall on VR one. Like you said, Steel came out to a decent rating of 79. A lot of people who owned the VR one did purchase firewall. It was one of those games that I did see a lot of people playing. So I think it was great partnership for him. It just didn't work out. Like you said, 
their game came out not to the the same type of, of level yeah. that the first one did. They had issues. Obviously, we, we already know that game making is extremely risky. Yep. And then you cut it down to a fraction of that when you're in the VR space about whether or not you are a success Ooh, or a failure. I couldn't imagine. And you come out with a game that isn't rated highly and is kind of broken in that niche. Yeah, that could be the end of your studio. That's what we talk about. These smaller studios being one game away from closing their doors. I hate to see it. I hate I hate to see any of these closures happen like this, but this is the risk. So um, I hope these guys move on. I hope they all find new homes and that kind of stuff. But I think that the VR2 is showing itself especially since Sony made the decision and we talked about this as well, steel to not allow it to be hooked up to a PC, right. you really cut down on your potential audience and the VR two right now, VR in general is still too niche to support all of these devs to support all these games. It's going to take, it's going to take a long time for this genre to come out into its own and and in its infancy stage still at this point maybe toddler stage we can say at this point because there's enough big time um companies putting money into this like meta that i think we can probably say maybe it's at the toddler stage right now but it's going to take a while to reach adolescence and full adulthood and so i think right now you're going to see a lot more of this deal and especially if playstation decides that the vr2 is kind of like the Vita now. And I, I made this point when we first heard about this, that maybe VR two would wind up being the last PlayStation VR um, that they might just wrap it up like they did with the Vita. And that was their last true handheld PS portal does not count folks. Um, so I think that that's where we're at with VR right now. My guess would be that this will be the last VR that PlayStation invests in. I, and I think that we're going to see it dwindle from a first party standpoint um, down to nothing. And I think it'll just be third party devs deciding whether or not it's worth their time to put it over on VR two. And then I think going into the next generation, I don't think we see another VR uh, device could be completely wrong. Sony could be in this for the long haul, continue mm -hmm. to have R and D and development, but I just, I just don't see that happening at this point. I just, I think firewall ultra and that studio first contact entertainment is just kind of where it's at right now. And I, I, that's that is what it is still again it's sad for them as a studio and the developers but i just don't think it was the right time and they didn't put out the right product obviously they didn't put out the content that that, that yeah. could sell um and i saw nick's being making a comment about uh what three bit was saying about the talking about the numbers and whatnot because three bit was bringing some good points in there he was like sony net income was six billion 11% decline from previous year with 31 plus billion in debt. Uh, and he was in, uh, Nixon came up, uh, followed up with people play financial numbers more than anything else, else unqualified analysts. Um, the only thing that I, that I would add on to that, honestly, uh, is look, the financial side of the, this financial side of it, her brother never brought up one person. <laughs> gotcha. Um, the financial side of it, I do think is the, is an interesting part of the conversation because we do know that there are two different playing fields when it comes to Microsoft. And then when it comes to Sony, Sony is in debt right now, point blank period. 
It is what it is. There's no better way to paint the picture. Of course, that doesn't spell the demise for them. And of course, you can operate business while you're in debt. Look at the country. It's been doing it for quite some time. Um, <laughs> that's neither here or there. And there's a lot of other things that tie into that. Uh, that has some foreign people involved that probably shouldn't be involved, but we're too late behind that ball, at least by 20 years. Anyway, to... To think that Sony is going somewhere um, or that they can't operate in debt, I do think would be a foolish statement to make. But oh, it yeah. is a re it, it is a reality that you kind of have to sure. consider because as much as we want to see innovation in the gaming industry, as much as PlayStation may want to innovate within the gaming industry or just for their brand in totality, it doesn't make sense to continuously put yourself in the hole or put yourself in the black. Uh, mm. Well, excuse me, in the red. Excuse me, because mm -hmm. that's not mm -hmm. that's not black. That's <laughs> it's not breaking even. Um, nowhere close. Sony is also ha has investments in other places, so I can't just say, oh, well, they're in the hole due to just gaming. No. Sony does have to figure out how they are going to position themselves moving forward, especially now that Microsoft has made it known that. Xbox now has access to Microsoft money. Previously, that wasn't the case. We've talked about that here. The, the Power On documentary talks about that. There's been other documentaries and other people. Seamus Blackley, every time the uh, a year anniversary comes for Xbox, he makes consistent statements about the same thing or when he may, sees people talking about xbox or whatever and they people blowing up xbox and say oh xbox overrated he was like man it's crazy to see people talking about xbox the way that they are when literally nobody believed in this thing when literally we should have not existed <laughs> like and i'm and i'm paraphrasing but there's been so many opportunities for sony to push out the market or at least position themselves better in the market. And there has been a lack of vision somewhere. At what point do we come to the table and say, hey, let's have an honest conversation about what's happening. Hey, we're losing money. Our fan base, again, Psycho made the point about the whole um, Spider-Man 2 selling to 10% of the player base. And Psycho, like per previous events and up to this point, 10% of the fan base buying a copy of a game was successful. Now, we know that PlayStation doesn't consider that successful anymore. So when people bring that to argument and say, oh, well, it's 10%. That's what, that's what most games sell anyway. Ooh, who else is selling games like this? Okay. Who else is coming out and telling you that, hey, us doing this is not working? We need to be doing something different. We, we continuously go back to this point and I will continuously hone it. There is two main differences that we see right now in the industry. Three, if you wanna be frank, um, with the other main player in this space. Xbox carved out its own avenue with Xbox Game Pass because they were forced to by PlayStation. They needed a different strategy to get people to stay invested in the ecosystem. Although, Xbox has always been pretty good about retention and keeping people within the ecosystem. So maybe there's not as many consoles, but there's always been more retention. Two, PlayStation, the number one brand as far as hardware, gaming, and this stuff goes. 
Now, on the hardware side of things, they have fallen off quite a bit. Again, Samsung, LG, Toshiba, even even TCL have give have given Sony such a run for their money. The TVs don't even sell the, at the greatest anymore. They are a hardware company who believes in their hardware, has pitched that we believe in generations. We believe in our games. We believe in the gamer. PlayStation, where play has no limits. And the only thing that I have seen is play have limits. I have only been limited, by the way. And then not only that, they come out and tell you, hey, God of War is great. Last of Us is great. Horizon is great. Matter of fact, Horizon Zero Dawn is the best-selling game that we've had thus far. Wasn't wasn't that stat? Wasn't it even better than Spider Man was at the time? Yeah, but the Spider Man stats were a little old, I and, believe, because that was that was an older one. And the um, Spider Man stats are also very wishy washy because they're including three different games in this, or mm, two different yeah. games at least in the two. 2018 version of Spider Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. they consider Miles Morales as part of that initial that original game. Correct. They're counting the numbers for Miles Morales as part of Spider Man 2018. Yeah. Which that doesn't make any fucking sense when you yourself come out and say, "Hey, it's a it's its own separate thing." Come the, on, guys. The fact, the fact, the, the facts are though, still. However, you want to cut the numbers, right? Nintendo's the only one that gets away. With and then this, Nintendo, right? yes, Be, because Nintendo's Nintendo. attach rate is also. astronomical. It's it it's it's crazy. But that is the attach rate that obviously any. Anybody would Xbox want would want to say, would, would everybody would want that, right? We would be having different conversations about whether or not AAA games are, you know, sustainable at this point if the attach rates were to Nintendo levels, right? Like that, that would be a different conversation. But Nintendo's the only one that has that type of fan base that literally their first party titles sell at such a clip that nothing else matters, like nothing does. Whether a third-party game does well or not does not matter to Nintendo. Nothing matters because they are just making handle, and on top of the fact that they make money off their hardware out the gate, ridiculous amounts of money because they use old tech. But again, it's it that, they're the only ones that kind of escape that whole kind of situation, and I think that, that that is just a simple fact. However you want to dice the numbers, obviously Jim has said publicly that the console market is not enough anymore that AAA games as it is now that we've seen the actual hardcore numbers of the budgets for a game like Spider-Man 2, mm-hmm. you know, his words hit home a little bit more. It's not to say that they are just losing money hand over fist. That's not the case. Obviously, the revenue is through the roof. Sony is making money. PlayStation is making money. But the fact is, on the long haul, as those budgets continue, because those budgets aren't stationary, the budgets continue to grow. That's when it becomes unsustainable, unless we're talking about all of a sudden making the games hundred dollar purchase prices, right? That's that's the give and take that you're going to have to have in that space. So I just think it's important that people realize. And again, nobody here is an expert, right? I, I see people bring this yeah. up all the time. Nobody here is an expert. Nobody. I, again, maybe some of you guys do have degrees in business economics and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Maybe you guys have those degrees, right? Some people might be qualified, quote unquote, to speak 
But For again, sure. these conversations, when we have these conversations, you can have bigger comments. I will never agree with the fact that you have to have a degree or that it has to be your field, your business to, to, to yeah. speak to speak intelligently on something. Yes, we will never know all the true facts, the nitty gritty. But again, we don't have to. Agree. I will, we don't have to agree, but I will equate this to sports. I will equate this to say, are you telling me that I have never played football at any level due to my health issues as a kid? I have never played football at any level, but I have watched more football than probably I'm probably, well, not anymore, but again, up to the point when I stopped, I was probably in the top 5% of people who have watched football, right? Overall, mm-hmm. are you telling me that I can't talk about basic understandings of defenses and offenses? Are you telling me that I can't have intelligent conversations about what's going on in the field because I've never played the game or never coached the game? Bullshit. Bullshit. Now, nitty gritty, little tiny fine details, right? That kind of stuff. Well, sure. No, absolutely not. I couldn't go out there and teach a DB on a play to pay basis on how to cover certain routes could I talk in general? Yeah, I could because I watched so much of it. So again, when we have these higher level conversations about some of this economics and about numbers, I think there are conversations that we can all have because there are some basics that you can understand if you pay attention. And I think that a lot of times, a lot of the general public is right about a lot of stuff that they don't rant. have degrees in. Right? I think I got a rant, so, I, I think I got a rant yeah. coming. I got a rant coming. Oh, you it's, got, it's got a rant coming? It's oh, brewing. Go ahead, it's brewing. But, but, but overall, I think Sony... Sony is looking at a transitional period here, Steele. They are obviously trying to figure out where they go in the future. They're working on that as we speak. It's a bumpy road because, again, they said to themselves in the PlayStation 4 generation, we don't have much to worry about. We are good. We are set. They weren't looking ahead. They were looking at the piles of gold around the throne, right? They weren't necessarily prepping for a Xbox resurgence. They weren't prepping for a Microsoft Godzilla waking up and saying, we're all in on gaming. They weren't prepping for any of that. Now you can say, well, nobody saw that coming. Well, as a billion dollar company like Sony is, as a company who has been at the peak in electronics before and watched it all fall apart, I would say you probably should plan for the unexpected. I think you should probably think. Yeah, I think I think, I think, you, I think you got some rant. I think I think yeah. you might have something. He says Pong's yeah. understanding of sports is is much more on full display for us than understanding the inner workings of business. Oh, okay. Clarify, Nixie. Please, yeah, please clarify. <laughs> I, I love when Nixie it's, does. It's this, all subje- it's all subjective, right? And I don't mind having a conversation. And I think this is interesting conversation. Let's let's spice it up, guys. I mean, it's not like a ton of gaming news came out this week, and we're having gaming conversations. Crispy um, bomb. I see you in the chat. By the way, thanks for dropping. Chat to crispy. What's going on? Um, Fahim, I want to answer your question first. Um, Fahim asked. He says, "What game on Xbox is so magical?" <laughs> you want me to get want me to get into a rant? Want me to be? I'm about to be extremely debatable. What's it, what right? So I, I I want anybody. You can clip this out. You can share it with whoever you want, and we can. You can. They can argue with me to the moon to the cows come home. But like I say all the time, I know who I'm, I, I am as a gamer. You're not gonna talk me off my mountain. Halo, Gears, and Forza. Three games that PlayStation cannot hold a candle to. You can sell all the consoles that you want to. But you want me to be realistic with you? 
Sony has proven that they are incapable of doing both. Halo, Gears, and Forza have been nothing but a display of developers being able to do both, multiplayer and single player. Sony does not believe in that vision. And I'm not trying, and I'm not throwing slander at Sony just to throw slander at them. I have consistently said that I need a reason. I like Sony. I care for Sony, but my reasons are not your reasons. God of War isn't a reason. Uh, Horizon isn't a reason. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima isn't a reason. Uh, what, else, what, else, what other game you want to bring up? The third and second party games that come to the platform? Those are not a reason. And if, again, we want to talk about just sales, that's great. I hear you. We want to talk about numbers all the time. That's what people come back to me with. Oh, numbers. Oh, oh yeah, you got, you got Halo Gears and Forza. But how many consoles did you sell? Hey, how about your retention? How about you getting hacked? How about you not having a player base that believes in your games enough to invest in them to a point that your top brass doesn't have to step down and say, hey, guys, you guys aren't enough. That 10% that everybody is so excited about and that, oh man, look at all these games that sold. That's not enough. So explain to me, show me a game on the PlayStation side of things that can compete with Halo, Gears, or Forza. Please, outside of uh, Gran Turismo, which Digital Foundry had to do a breakdown for people to see the differences, truly. And even then, I still have my own eyeballs to show and demonstrate to me that Gran Turismo is so stuck in the past that they would rather stick with popsicle-style racing where the track moves instead of the car, which I don't care who you are. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't look good. It does, I don't want to watch that shit if it's not in a replay. Replays are magnificent. Shout out to Gran Turismo for being able to do that. But the Rismo ain't been relevant like motorsport has been since motorsport 2. That is a proven fact. I'm not talking about competitions and all this other crazy stuff that people bring in because I get that simulation side of things for Gran Turismo maybe has stuck out for some people more than others. Sure, I can hear, I can have that conversation. But you want to have a real genuine conversation right now about what one side brings to you versus what the other side brings? There is a reason why I saw single player gamers as casuals. There's a reason for that. You want to know why? Because that's what I was shown on PlayStation while I was growing up. That's what I was around. That's what people talked about. That's what they, that's what it was. If it wasn't couch co-op, Tekken, uh, all the fighters that were there, Devil May Cry, all the, all these other games that were there that were single player games. I'm probably, I, that, that wouldn't even exist. And let's be frank, those party games, the fighters and all, carried the PlayStation 2. That is a fact. And it, those things have carried PlayStation's branding for years. Along with doing things that were so in, 
that was so intuitive, like giving a CD drive in something where everybody wants a DVD player. Man, you get a PlayStation 2, you can play CDs, you can play movies, you can, wow, it's such a great device. PlayStation 3, oh man, they put a Blu-ray in there. Wow, that's in, that isn't, that's, that's, that's an ingenuity right there. That's awesome. What did they do to PlayStation 4? What did they do to PlayStation 5? Other than to tell you that they got cracking. What cracking? The cra it's, that shit is cracking lacking. No pun intended. Because that cracking that it was specifically made for the for, for the PlayStation, it runs so much faster. I can say the same thing about velocity. You know what's funny about them both? The difference is only a couple seconds. You know what the real difference between them both is that we didn't have before? Is that load times got cut down from two minutes to 10 seconds. That's ingenuity. That's where we are right now. Show it, somebody please tell me why PlayStation is telling their fan base and telling the audience that they have to start looking at things differently if what they have done up to this point works. If all the IP and games and all that stuff works, tell, show, tell me why they're saying otherwise. So you're telling me that Sony, that Sony just makes stuff up? I'm not trying to roast on Sony. I'm not trying to flame up Sony. But the same way that people flame up Xbox and have this disingenuous conversation about what's going on in the industry and how people look at their library or what's going on between the individual consoles or what's selling or what's keeping people invested or with what uh, what's innovative in games. So games becoming more movie-like is innovative. That's innovation. Huh? I thought innovation was driven by doing something different, something that's never been seen before, pushing the limits, boundaries being, is, is you're right on the cusp of it. It's debatable. It's, it's got the people riled up and energetic and just over the top because nobody can understand what you have done with this. And they're amazed by it. I thought that's what that was supposed to be. Part of the reason why I can hear what people say about Starfield. If you don't want to say it's the most innovative game ever, I can hear you. And I agree. I don't think it's the most innovative game ever. They've done it before. That's not innovation. You're doing more of what you did before. Which isn't bad in my personal perspective. Not the way that people have painted it to be. Oh, they're just an old studio. They can't make any games better than this. They can't, Sony can't make any games better than the fucking God of War. That's boring as hell. Horizon Zero Dawn is boring as hell. On a story standpoint, but you want your you want your games to be a movie. You want your games to be movie like though. And that's coming from me, who is a I am a combat obsessed motherfucker, dog. I love good gameplay. I love good characters. I am the guy that would throw himself at a game for hundreds of because that's what I look for, especially in my single player games. So I want to be invested in that for some time. 
But please show me where making movie-like games is more innovative than being able to do single-player and multiplayer, which then now just came out with Naughty Dog, your best studio, quality-wise, and said to your audience, who have been waiting three to four years for a game mode that nobody asked for it to be bigger than what it needed to be because you didn't have a player base for it, I knew that. I'm not even invested in the Sony ecosystem like that. But I knew that. Because everybody that I talk about Last of Us, you know what they say to me? Who cares about multiplayer? Oh, it's a story. It's so great. But then you have Naughty Dog come out and say, oh, we're the best, but we had to make a choice. PlayStation won't support us to expand our team out, to make this really something that we we felt was going to be good. Oh man, Bungie came in and said it wasn't good enough. So we're just gonna, we're just gonna stop production. Y'all think that's better than what this side is going on? Or has had going on? And if you do, that's fair. Because as I have mentioned, I am not invested in the, in the PlayStation ecosystem. PlayStation has failed to give me a reason to invest in the PlayStation ecosystem. I played God of War 2018 on PlayStation 4 when it released. I played four hours and put it down because I thought it was boring as hell. And I was playing on a harder difficulty. So it's not like I was playing on easy and was bored. I thought it was boring. I thought it was lame. I didn't think it was great. Maybe I'm ruined. By Black Desert Online, I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I have a certain level of expectation from the previous Gods of War. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But people, everybody said that game was so magnificent. You know what I did, Pearl? I, I, you know, I, I listened to people so much. I was involved in the community. I said, you know what? God of War came to PC. Let me get it there too. Let, let me. Maybe I was just a map. Maybe it was just a, a mental state that I was in at the time. Man, it, it definitely does look beautiful on PC. But you know what the problem is, Paul? It's still fucking boring as it was before. <laughs> There's no difference. That's a me thing. And that's a reason. And this, and, and this is just my perspective. And I don't mind standing on the ledge from my perspective um, and putting my ideas out there because regardless, yeah. for the sake of conversation. This is what I have seen. These are my frustrations and why I bring the energy that I do to the conversation. Because I care, I do care about Sony. I do care about PlayStation. I want them to bring out good games. I want them to provide competition. But they haven't done it the way that I've been looking for for years. And have continued to prove to me that I don't think that they're going to be ready to. And the way that people defend Sony just because of their games. Paul's point earlier, I've heard less people talk about Ghost of Tsushima's multiplayer mm. than the actual game itself. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's, part, and it's part of the package. Yeah. Again, people talked about it for a week. Maybe there are some people talking about it now. Maybe, maybe they're within the millions of people making channels on YouTube right now. Of course. You know what would be dope for me, though? What, what if... What if we could get that game in a different ecosystem, get more people to experience it, to see if Ghost of Tsushima's multiplayer is truly something special? 
Is this something that we can expand out? That's the lack of vision that I'm speaking to. Nixie says, don't get frustrated, Brother Steel. It's just gaming. Hobby shouldn't feel frustrating in mine. And I'm not. Nix. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Look. Then, then the Knicks, the Knicks, why do you care so much when we all speculate on stuff that we don't yeah, know anything about 100%. according to you? We're just, we're just having fun speculating. And to your earlier point, Nick's, about this industry being so secretive, you know I agree with you on that. I've talked about that, right, versus sports or whatever else and all that kind of stuff. But I will say, Nick's, through the court documents, through all the testimony at ABK, there was a lot of stuff that we had no idea about, but that we, that we were accurate about here and elsewhere. And that we were accurate. We were a hundred percent dead on. Now, what that does mean is that we're going to be wrong. A lot of times, of course, none of us have ever said ECP, outside of King outside of King who claims he's got a 90, what is it? 95, 96% uh, right rate. Most of us will never claim that we're going to be right about all of our speculation in any way, shape, or form. It's all for talking points. It's all just for fun, right? It's, it's all conversation about how we feel as we look at the game industry from what we do see and what we do know. But the facts are, is that we were right about a lot of stuff that was super secret. We were speculating on a lot of stuff that we just got little hints of or little smoke here or there, or that we just kind of looked at the big picture and said, this is what we think is going on. Right. We were dead on about what was happening internally. And I saw your other comment too, Nick, about, about, you know, we think a lot of this stuff happens like soap operas. Uh, we found a lot of the soap opera was true as well. What happens internally between emails and about what those internal conversations look like. It's not all strictly business when it comes to those internal emails and discussions, it is a whole lot of soap opera and there is a little bit of console warring internally and stuff as well, too. It's just all for fun. Nick's at the end of the day. And I love when Nixie brings this stuff because he does bring yeah, other conversations I, I, into play. Bring, so like bring, I said, Nick's, if I ever bring, find bring. out that you are the alt, the alt for somebody else in this community, I'm going to die. I am absolutely going to 100% die because I don't what's, doubt it. For a what's funny to me is when people bring, in, bring up a conversation that, oh, you're frustrated. Why Why are you so yeah. mad? Now, passion. Passion. Um, we'll go with the passion. Um, <laughs> are we not talking about a hobby? So you just yeah. want me to be bland. So you want me to be like all the other YouTubers that you have a hard time watching because they don't bring any energy to the table, have no uh, interesting personality traits and don't interact with the chat for real so that's what you want guess what not gonna get that here i am always always and forever going to speak my mind on how i feel about things you take that as frustration cool take it as frustration i'll tell you this and you can i continuously try to tell you guys you should take my word for what they are there's no need for me to be frustrated in gaming because I know who I am as a gamer. I know what I'm looking for. I know the experience that I want. I don't have a hard time making choices. And I'm not driven by FOMO. We have been doing this for some time. But yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm going to get riled up and passionate in conversation about things that I care for. And when it comes to gaming, yeah. it is fair for me to say yes, I have a favoritism towards Xbox because mm. of my experience up to this point. Sure. That favoritism doesn't all the all of a sudden mean, like you say all the time, Pong, 
Just because I like pancakes doesn't mean that I hate waffles. <laughs> Nowadays, though, still you can't. It does. Just because, Black just because, man. just because I like sausage patties doesn't mean I don't like sausage links <laughs> or bacon. Like, how many food references? Just because in sports it's harder to make those 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 cross references too. Because most of the time, if you like one team, you like that one team. I've never been that way. I've usually always had no. a few teams that I liked. You know, yep. like shout out to the Steelers, shout out to the Ravens, shout, you know, shout out to the Patriots when <laughs> Brady was with them. You know what I'm saying? I, oh, I've you're had just a, a bandwagon guy. You're just a bandwagon guy. Well, I mean, Steelers was because of my guy Palomalu. Shout out to my boy Palomalu. Yeah, that was my guy. Shout out to uh, one of the best, one of the best safeties of the game. The Ravens was because of my guy Ray Lewis, one of the best linebackers go. in the game. Yeah. Love that dude. Hey, one of the, one um, of the best murderers too. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He played good football. He played good football. Yeah, um, Ray, Ray, Ray was a beast. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, it's just. And then, of course, the Patriots because of Tom Brady. You can say whatever you want, but want to about that. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Jasper says, "Why do you hate the better breakfast food, Steel?" <laughs> um, and for he, that that should be the exact point right there. He says, "Steel likes what he likes, yeah, and I can't yeah. be mad at that." And that should that's the way that it should be with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. You like what you like, and nobody can be mad at that. You can have conversation. You can ask questions. Say, hey, you can say, yo, Steel, you can pull me off to the side. My DMs, my parties, my whatever, it's open. Yo, Steel, why, why don't you like this? Yo, Steel, why don't... I can answer all those questions. Sure. And give you a 100% straight up why. Again, I do it right here. <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to Brady's flat footballs. Hey, flat footballs <laughs> didn't get him all those championships now. Uh, uh, he's still a, he's still one of the better quarterbacks. It, that is that is existing. Go. Can't, go. can't sleep on that. I, I've go. seen hey side tangent. I've seen Brady do some shit that a lot of quarterbacks don't do, right? Uh, but anyway, listen. I grew up with Bradshaw. I grew up with Montana. I grew up yeah. with some of the best of the best of all time. Right? Yeah, I've seen I him live play. Right? So for me, yeah. Brady, Brady for sure is going. He's, he's a bad he man, bro. So especially as long as he's played. Uh, yeah. OC, OCD was popping. How you feeling? Um, but yeah, that's just that's the that's the slight. That's a, that's a little bit of a tangent that uh, the tangent that I wanted to go down. Nixie, <laughs> Nixie says, "What's PlayStation's Lost Crown?" I wanted to make a play off of uh, Prince of Persia because it's called Lost Crown. Um, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what else to call it, but PlayStation's Lost Crown is uh, they don't have any first party games. <laughs> I thought that was a problem. PlayStation got no games. Well, no, they got first party because they're funding second party. So oh, that comes as first party oh, now. So oh, they got first party. But I, but I thought that didn't nah. work. It happened in 2022, but I thought that's that's though that's, that's not how that worked. Oh, but uh, it, that's how it works now, true. though. So okay, okay, okay. Yep. The Lost Crown is the first party. Is is uh their first party crown? Because if uh, again, if Xbox releases more first party games, and again, you could say, oh well, they got they got all these studios now. Yeah. How long has PlayStation been in business in the console market? Um, I, I, I would say it's their diversity is for me is their lost crown. And I've talked about that a lot. Diversity, their diversity, yeah, their diversity lineup, in there. Their diversity of the lineup is uh, their lost crown for me. Because again, like to Steel's to Steel's rant, to Steel's to Steel's point, again, I I've owned every PlayStation device up to this point. 
PlayStation 5 is the first device I haven't owned. And in fact, I own all the other, I own PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, Vita, PSP all day one. <laughs> PS3, I waited because I went Xbox first. PlayStation 4, I own day one. So I've owned PlayStation games because they used to have games and an entire totality of the ecosystem mm-hmm. that was was something I desired, right? Yeah. But as they've gone, and, so, and again, this is no slander on them as far as what they make, but their first-party titles now, the vast majority of them are give or take for me. They don't add anything to what I want out of gaming. Again, Spider-Man, good game. I understand why people love it. Obviously, know what the Spider-Man IP makes, but for me personally, it wasn't a game I had to play. I played, played it, put it down, said, okay, cool. God of War. I like David Jaffe's God of War much better. I love that version of Kratos. Played the newer one. Okay, good game. Beautiful game. Quality absolutely through and through. Is it a game that I absolutely have to own a system for to play new God of War Ragnarok? Nope, it's not, right? There are very few games right now on PlayStation from first party that makes me want to go play or go buy a PS5 instead of just waiting until they eventually come to PC or say, I've got too much other stuff to play. I don't need to play those games. That's the difference in PlayStation now for me than it used to be. It used to be a completely different thing for me that I used to need to play those games, right? And what I found in the PlayStation 4 era, because I went the PlayStation 4 route because of what Xbox's messaging was, and I wasn't on board with Xbox's messaging. I wasn't on board with all the DRM stuff. wasn't on board with all that stuff. Hindsight being 2020, obviously we know that they were just kind of ahead of the curve at the time. But because of all that, I wasn't on board with Xbox and what they were trying to talk about. So I went PS4. But what I found out halfway through the generation was, was I was missing my gears. I was missing my Forza, right? I was never the Halo dude, so Halo wasn't the, the seller for me, but I was missing those Xbox types of experiences and I was missing the ecosystem overall, especially when they introduced Game Pass and I started looking at the value and I started going, that's the type of perfect setup for me as a grazer, as a gamer who enjoys tons of different genres. That is where I want to be. Now, PlayStation still had during the PlayStation four era, some of what I like JRPGs, that kind of stuff that wasn't showing up on Xbox. But when I finally did hop into Xbox one, I was like, it was this feeling of, Oh, this is what I've been missing. And even though Gears isn't the Gears that I wanted to be, when I popped on Gears 4 for the first time, I was like, damn, that's right, man. I miss this. When I hopped into multiplayer matching Gears, I was like, oh, shit. This is what I missed. When I popped in Forza and Forza Horizon, I was like, oh, that's right. That's why I love this. So they just generally make games that are more appealing to me from their first party. Plus now, with all the work that they've done with Game Pass, I've got the diversity of lineup available to me all in one spot, right? And again, the few titles that I'm missing off of PlayStation kind of are now in the same boat as Nintendo. There are Nintendo games I want to play that can only be played if you own a Switch, right? Right? Fire Emblem, etc., Xenogears that I would love to play. But is it enough for me to go invest in the hardware? Is it enough for me to go buy that? No. If I was made of money, if I didn't have a budget, yes. Would I go out and get them because I could care less? 
Absolutely, of course. But is it enough to get me to go do it at this point to invest? No, it's not. That's where I'm at with PlayStation at this point. And again, if they change course, if they certainly get diverse again, if they start making first party titles that I go, wow, it's wow, that looks absolutely maybe down the road i do pick up ps5 now again with pc and with them coming to pc more and more frequently chances are i'll just wait on it so that's just where we're at again it's always about know who you are as a gamer as steel has made a mantra here and we talk about constantly and just sit on it again don't hate playstation don't hate nintendo I don't like some of their decisions talked about that. I've been critical. I don't like some of the Xbox decisions been critical of Xbox to the point where people started questioning whether or not we were actually true Xbox fans. Okay. That's just going to happen, but that's who I am as a game, right? I'm, I'm a gamer in totality. I don't care. I just have a preference this time around because one system is giving me more than the other systems can offer right now. And for me, the value is there and that's where I choose to invest my time and money. That's period. Point blank. And, De- and Def Leppard, and nobody should have to justify anything uh, for reasons why they may not be no. investing into certain platforms or ecosystem or any of that. No. Um, but for the sake of conversations, yeah, I, I, it, it does need to be brought up. Not a justification, but a conversation about, hey, this is why. Hey, unless yeah. my, my biggest thing is always has been, hey, this is my reasoning. Convince me why. Convince me what is your point on why you are in this ecosystem. You know what I get a lot of the time? Instead of the replies that I, I, I see in our chat and whatnot, um, what I would prefer to say see is, hey, well, this is what I'm playing in this ecosystem. Boom, 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 boom. This is why I've invested into the ecosystem. Boom, 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 boom. And this is why I see value in it. What do you say to that, Steele? And then I can say, well, I can say, boom, this this, this doesn't work, this doesn't work, this doesn't work. Well, maybe that does work, and maybe I could consider that. Hey, you just sold me on something. That happens all the time. But it hasn't happened for me yet. If Tekken 8 was only available on PlayStation, I think that would be a crime to humanity because fighting games shouldn't be exclusive to anywhere. But if Tekken 8 was only exclusive to PlayStation... I would probably, I would definitely consider possibly getting a PlayStation because if it never comes to PC, I know that the console market is typically better about that. I know Tekken is also, it's also different this time around because it's also releasing on PC um, and it's going to have cross full cross play and everything too. But if that was the case, then boom, that, that would be a consideration right there. So it would be, there's, there are things that would give me a consideration, but what's, what is your part of it? That, and that's what I always like to hear. So, um, yeah. and the other thing is we don't take any comments. Yeah. As long as they're not personal, we don't take anything personal. As long as they're not personal attacks, yeah. we don't take any, per, we don't take anything personal. I, I, at least I don't, and I don't think steel does either, but I don't, I'm at the point in my life where I could care less. If we disagree or you have a totally different viewpoint, I'm not going to take it personal. Right. At all. Like right. that's just the way it is, man. That's, that's cool with me. You can, you can not care what I'm saying. You can throw everything I say into the trash and say, that's where it belongs. You right. know, nothing pong. Okay. I, I don't, I don't care again. I'm just going to, I'm speaking and steel speaks on the stuff that we care about right. and that we are passionate about And we're going to, yeah, we're going to, and we're going to speculate. We're going to have fun. We're going to talk about the stuff that we want to talk about. So, you know, again, none of this is personal. That's why I love people like Nixie and Fahim and, and others who come in our chat and bring different yeah. perspectives. Because again, as long as you're bringing it in a 
cool, calm, collected manner. It's not getting personal. It's not getting toxic as they call it nowadays. I don't care. Go ahead. Speak on it. We'll talk about it. Chances are if you're on opposite side, Steel and I are going to bring it up more because we like those competing yeah, and the, to talk those, about our perspective as well. And it's not about saying Nixie, you're wrong. It's not talking about Fahim, you're wrong. It's not like that. It's explaining yeah. our side, how we feel about it and why we think differently. And hopefully through that conversation, people are getting good information or good ideas or going, Hmm, I never thought of it that way. That's what drives. That's what's missing nowadays in 2023 from discourse, from having these conversations, even about a fun industry or hobby like video games, which is nowhere near as serious as the other real Mm -hmm. world problems. But we come here to escape, right? We come here to escape the, the real shit that's going on around there. And we keep that in perspective as well. This is just video games, right? This is just entertainment, but damn well, we all here and you guys in the chat certainly have a different level of interest in this hobby than the vast, vast majority of people out there. And that's what differentiates us. And that's why we have these talks and these conversations and these rants. And again, you know, we there's there are going to be those certain people that get that do get pointed out. Because I don't mind mentioning you while you're while you're in chat. And again, mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to feel like we're attacking them or your oh, point God, or no. anything like that. Hell no. But it is. Um, and if, if we need to do better about that, you know, you can definitely say that. Say, hey, uh, Pong, see, I feel like you attacked that point a little bit too hard. It felt like <laughs> it felt a little bit personal. Hopefully that that's not the case, right? Because we never make anything overly. Um, no personable to anybody in particular because there is a lot of the things that are mentioned here have been mentioned in many other spaces again i'm not ignorant i I, i've seen i go through youtube comments i go through twitter i go through reddit i'm looking in between my gaming sessions like i'm also i'm consistently that's why my gaming habits have like fucking changed so much i'm consistently scouring the internet finding out hey what do people feel what do people think what are people saying why do they say that why do they feel this way so it's like when you when that stuff is brought here i want to attack those subjects i want to attack those topics because they end up for good conversation again we're gonna give it energy we're gonna give it energy steel because that's what we are we we are full of energy this is just who we are so we're gonna give it energy because we do care generally speaking like that it is a conversation so I'm just saying, and I mean, and what, I was, it. what I was going to say Go is, fortunately, unfortunately, me and Paul don't disagree on a lot of things. And some people say, <laughs> oh, well, that's what you, you need more disagreements on your podcast to make it good and entertaining. Nah, we and got I, plenty of, we got I plenty in the we, chat. I think we find that, I, I, think, I definitely think we find that in other ways. That's why we greatly appreciate the chat. We greatly appreciate everybody who's been tuning in, um, everybody who's a member now, all of our splitters, everybody who's just been rocking with us and uh, understands where the, the perspective that we're coming from um understands that we're not trying to attack we're not trying to attack anybody um no. personally and just want to come in lock in for some good conversation and uh passionate conversation because regardless yeah. that's what you're gonna that's what you're gonna get here so yep um all right Paul. well i mean where do you, would you like to take well i'll say this i think this has been a interesting topic and one that does uh, pull some interest in for me and we could leave it here we can pull something else up if you find something that you'd like but apparently there are rumors that hi-fi mm. rush may be coming to other platforms well not specifically hi-fi rush right people are leading with that because the rumor from hate the nate or nate the hate um was that a um 
first party Xbox title that was received extremely well uh, and was up for game of the year considerations when it launched could be coming to another console. And obviously Hi-Fi Rush fits that category, right? So that's why a lot of people are leaping to that assumption that it could be Hi-Fi Rush. Now, other people have thrown out Pentiment out there, obviously. Um, you know, uh, Psychonauts 2 uh, was thrown out there as well. Both of those were considered Game of the There's Year. There's a list of games, games. supposedly. There, they, yeah, there are a list of games. But people are just kind of running with Hi-Fi Rush because it does make a lot of sense, especially if we wind up finding out that this is true and that it's going to be Nintendo. Hi-Fi Rush is the perfect game for the Switch. Let's be real. So. Yeah. No, I mean, I 100% agree. I mean, but coming to Nintendo yeah. is one thing just because they have, uh, Nintendo has kind of classified themselves in their own lane. So it's not like you would be directly competing with your competitor at that point. Um, hmm. So I don't necessarily, I, don't, I definitely don't think that that's necessarily an issue. Um, I do think, however, with more games going to more places, and of course, I'm all about that. Phil has made it known that, hey, if people uh, allow us to have it there, then we're going to put it there. Um, and I can also see why some people may... Well, you said that for Game Pass, right? Well, yeah, that for Game, for game, for game not, Pass. Not, right? not, sp- not individual games per se. He said Game yeah. Pass, right? So yeah, yeah. And I get why people may use this as some evidence as a, for the third-party mm-hmm. kind of conversation mm-hmm. that's been going on over the years. And... Look, certain games going multi-platform uh, will go into multiple platforms, Sony, Nintendo. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily a problem for Xbox because I do think that they're going to be very picky and choosy about what games that those are. Regardless of how anybody feels about Hi-Fi Rush, Hi-Fi Rush is not a, it's not a game that I personally feel needs to be console exclusive. Reason being, there's different type of players. It's a game that's kind of niche already. It's, uh, you know, you tell people that it's a kind of a music-based game. Uh, you have a, There's a lot of that, although it's more combat-eccentric than the music. You don't have to be on point um, unless you're like Pong, where it, it, you're not hitting the beats can be annoying. Um, <laughs> no, no matter what difficulty you play it on, which is Very fair. annoying. <laughs> which is which is which is which is fair. Uh, uh, no matter how easy they make it for you, you got to got to find what works for you. But when it comes to other games like Hellblade or anything like that, things that really stand out, things that, of course, cost big ducats to make, I don't necessarily see those going to different platforms. Um, maybe outside of Nintendo, because again, they are in their diff- in their own lane, and I think the relationship between Nintendo and Xbox has become better over the years. So I think there may be some things happening with that. But outside of that, we do need to be careful. I think Xbox, should, I should say, needs to be careful with how they proceed with their strategy. Because you still need a reason for people to invest in your platform. And I have been with been on the side of exclusives still matter to sell your platform. Mm. Though the thing that confu- that I wouldn't say confuses me, but I, I say is more so interesting though, with Xbox's new strategy and how they're treating the console market or how they're treating the, just the gaming market in totality. 
knowing that they want all of their games everywhere, if they can, at least through Game Pass, we know for sure. They have to be careful about how they end up dishing this out. I'm not overly worried because I think one of the pieces that gets forgotten about is that these other publishers would still have to agree to whatever terms to bring these games to that platform. It's not like Xbox just say, hey, PlayStation, we're going to release it and we're going to put it on your platform for free. That's not happening. And I, I don't know what you, what you could be smoking or what you may be going through that makes you think that, oh, PlayStation is just going to get games for free. That's not how this works. If games end up on a PlayStation piece of hardware or in that ecosystem, you better believe that PlayStation paid for it to be there. And that is a deal that they worked out with Xbox or whatever other competitor to get that deal done. So on one side, I'm like, ah, you know, you want to make sure that you have stuff to sell your platform. But on the other side, do you really need to keep everything exclusive to your platform? I mean, of course, you always sell your platform first. You always want things to be tailored for you. They play best on your platform. You want all those things. But maybe some games, you say, hey, Sony, Nintendo, would you guys be interested? And if, they, if we are able to get it over, this is going to be the cost for us to be able to do such. And at that point, do you do you guys think, and Pong, do you think that Sony would be even willing to play ball with that ideology? Paying Microsoft to put their games on their platform. Because now, the other thing too about that, Pong, is that that conversation is not going to be had without a Game Pass conversation. And I get you. Where, where, where you're coming from, Nick, it's a good, it's a good part. Again, that is some good stuff. PlayStation as the market leader should get those games for free. <laughs> That's not how business works, but I know you're being a little funny there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I definitely don't. I definitely get to be funny, but that's you know that's not how business works. So, what do you what do you think about that, bro? Uh, first things first. I don't think this has anything to do with PlayStation. Um, I don't, I don't so think either, there. Right? I don't think there's a deal uh, to be made with PlayStation right now, especially after ABK. Uh, business is business. And obviously, um, if there was a change of heart within Sony, um, would Xbox be willing to open up dialogue? Of course. But I, I don't think this has anything to do with uh, PlayStation. I think this goes back to Brad Smith's um, original tweet after they signed the deal with Nintendo for 10 years on COD. Mm -hmm. And he made that tweet where he said, we're bringing Xbox games and Activision Blizzard games to the Switch. And a lot of people had questions about that quote at the time and whether or not he had just misspoke whether he had actually meant that i think their partnership with nintendo that, yeah. I, I think their partnership with nintendo steel is rock solid and i think that they are forming those bonds and they're becoming closer with nintendo than ever before and a lot of people will say yeah but it's a one-sided relationship xbox That's gives fun. to nintendo um and nintendo doesn't give back I'm pretty sure Nintendo's giving that, back that, That's you, fine to have that perspective, free. but I'm saying this is business, and Nintendo's platform can be very profitable for third-party deals, right? If you hit success because of the install base and because of Nintendo's fans 
propensity to be willing to buy great games. Now, they don't always support third-party titles, as we've seen, yet we still see big publishers doing whatever it takes to get their games onto the Switch, including the latest example of Hogwarts Legacy, which looks completely trash on the Switch, and yet no, they still but- took the time... Not for not for the hardware steal, but I'm saying yeah. comparatively speaking, they still put time and effort to get it on 100%. the switch 100%. because that lure of that fan base and that sizable fan base is too great to ignore. Right. No matter what, no matter what you got to do. And I think that so I think that this is really if this rumor turns out to be true. And again, take this all with a grain of salt. Nate, the hate has been wrong about a lot of stuff. He's yeah. also hit on a couple things. He doesn't have a, you know, what I would classify as a great track great record. Track record yeah. But but he certainly has hit, but he's also missed. So again, take this all with a grain of salt. Um, I think this is a Nintendo deal. Um, I, I to, to your initial question, though, still real quick. Uh, PlayStation, yes. I think business at the end of the day, if PlayStation was willing to talk, if the deal was right, for all parties involved, do I think that Xbox would consider putting their games on PlayStation? Absolutely, I do. Of course, I do. But I just think that at the end of the day, that's not going to happen. What, what is this? This is not ours. What is this? It's ours. I, no, no, no. That is such a beautiful <laughs> puppy. <laughs> Look at it. Who's is this? Oh, we just got some big paws. Yeah. His new name is. Uh, oh, his. It's yeah, his. Yeah. Kong. Yeah. Kong. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No. No. It's not. No. It's not. Hi, baby. Okay. All right. Now back to the. You got some big Sorry, balls. Yeah, yeah. I know he does. Cuteness adorable. Overload. Adorable. Uh, all right, everybody. Sorry about that. Puppy paws. Um. Listen. <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah. Well, literally. Um. So, anyways, I. Uh. Where was it? Oh. So I think that PlayStation would. I think it would be a spot where they would consider putting smaller games on. Now their big first party stuff, and I get, I think this is across the board, even with Nintendo. I think their first their first party games, they're big boys, right? They're 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 Game Pass sellers, right? I don't think ever will show up, at least in the short term through the beginning of next year. I don't think those will start showing up anywhere else, but on Xbox, I think they're still committed to game pass. Obviously they're still committed to the growth everywhere, but I don't think the smaller games steal like a hi-fi rush, like a pentiment, like those types of games are off the board. And I don't have a problem with it because do they add value to game pass? Yes, of course. They're a part of the catalog overall. So yes, when people look at investing in game pass, could a hi-fi rush stand out where somebody's like, Oh God, I want to play Starfield. I want to play. Oh, look, that's right. They got Hi-Fi Rush too. Hi-Fi Rush is in there. Could that be an addition? Yes, absolutely. That will add value to the Game Pass proposition. But I don't think that overall they're going to sell Game Pass numbers. Maybe somebody drops into Game Pass for a month to play Hi-Fi Rush, but are they going to stay in there because of Hi-Fi? No, that's not the type of game it is, right? It's your big AAA stuff that's going to be the seller, right? So I think that at the end of the day, I think this is a very big possibility. Now, to your other point that you made while you were speaking about being careful. Okay, this goes back to the mixed messaging stuff that Xbox right. constantly has. Now, right back one. In a perfect world, should Xbox's marketing messaging and their messaging to their consumers 
and to the people that they're trying to get into the ecosystem? Should it be locked tight, airtight, 100% clear? Yeah, absolutely. Of course, In in a perfect world, that's the type of marketing you want. You don't want questions like we have in this community. You don't want questions being written about in articles from the mainstream video game news sites. You don't want that stuff creating confusion amongst your consumers, amongst your possible consumers. You don't want that. Does this, will this potentially add to that? Of course it will, right? Because now we're back to questioning every game. Where does it end? What games are going to be considered to be put elsewhere? You know, is this going to be something that we see increase going forward? This plays into, you know, the circus's narrative of Xbox going full third party very shortly here. I don't believe that's true, obviously, at all. But does it does it add fuel to that fire? Yes, it does. And it's not the way you want things to be. They're going to if they're going to do this. And again, this is an if. Some people are saying this is a big if, but if they are going to start to do this and, and dabble in this third-party publishing realm more with some of their smaller games, then they'd absolutely need to address it. I will say that with the way that Xbox has been moving in this industry and what they're trying to do, and because they are now with the ABK acquisition, I think the ABK acquisition was the game changer that they proposed it to be obviously i don't think they spend 70 billion dollars on something that doesn't change their whole idea about what they can do in the video game industry so once that came to fruition once they got to announce that officially i think that plans can change massively and i think with all the different spaces they're trying to be in and we know that they're going to make a huge mobile push too, possibly dropping their own mobile store this year well are we going to sit back and say we don't think that they're yes i know x cloud exists but we also know the limitations of x cloud right as of this moment in time we know the limitations of x cloud is it the perfect experience no it's not can it be sure depending on your situation but are we going to sit back and think that they're going to open up a mobile store and they're not going to port some of the first party titles to mobile are we honestly thinking that some of the big stuff isn't going to be ported to mobile in some way, shape, or form. Not necessarily like the full game, but as we see with the new iPhones and new Androids, full playable AAA games like Resident Evil 4 Remake are on there. Are we not thinking they're not going to put it in the mobile space too? Of course they are. They're going to do whatever it takes to make their mobile store extremely competitive with Google and Apple. They have to if they're going to compete on that level. So they're going to have exclusives to their mobile store, and that's going to come from their first party. So getting expanding out your reach to, let's say, the switch market, which I believe is their, what, what, what we're talking about here. Again, I could be completely wrong. This could be a deal with PlayStation, but I think that we're talking the switch here. To expand out little by little into the switch market and that fan base by putting some of the smaller titles, especially the titles that are going to be appealing to the Switch player and the Nintendo player, I don't think is out of the realm of possibility. I, I think that this could be real. I'm leaning towards more. I believe this. I think Brad Smith's tweet was correct. I don't think he was making a mistake. So I just think at the end of the day, you know, if you're somebody 
who absolutely despises any thought of any Xbox first party, whether big or small, going elsewhere. I think he might have to start to kind of think of it as Ooh. when they announced that they were going to do PC day and date on their games. And I think you're going to have to realize that there are going to be times when they do this. I think they're going to have to address it. I think they're going to have to, again, plans are constantly changing. Plans are evolving, especially with when they're looking out again, they don't look one, two, five years out. Xbox is a corporation. Microsoft as a corporation is looking 10, 15, 20, 30 years down the road about where this right. industry is going. They're reading that crystal ball. They're in fact leading a lot of the direction for the industry in some ways. And if that's the case, if you're looking that far out, Steve, we've talked about this. Every single company will eventually become a, basically a third-party publisher once tech catches up and we don't need hardware-based tech anymore. Now, right. when, whenever that happens, that's up it's for debate. You can all scream. It, it will be after we die or whatever the case may be. It's going to be a while. I, oh, that, sure. that, that's fine. It's going to be a while. That's fine. I, I believe that too. But they're all going to ditch the hardware at some point. And what's going to happen is all the games are going to be available in the cloud to some degree or whatever we call it at that point, whether or not it's still called the cloud or if it's evolved into something completely new. It's all going to be available. Your content's going to be available. You're going to access that through one server point. And you're going to open up the whatever ecosystem you want to jump into, Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, whoever else is around at that time, and have access to all your content right there, wherever you're at. Right? Whatever you're playing on, if we're playing on AR devices by that point, right? It doesn't you're going to have access to all of it. So technically everybody's going to be a third party publisher, right? But the ecosystems will still semi exist because you're still going to go to a Sony ecosystem. But really at the end of the day, what does that mean? It really doesn't mean anything, right? So I think that this is a slow kind of testing. No, I wouldn't say testing because they already know other games have shown up elsewhere. Ori's shown up elsewhere on Nintendo. There's been other games that have shown up. Um, but do I think that they're going to slowly start giving a little bit more here and there, especially the smaller games? Yeah, I do. I, I really do think they're going to try this out and see where it goes. I think they're going to continue to strengthen that relationship with Nintendo. I think that was that 10, that 10 year deal with Nintendo was, yes. was a, was another peace offering to Nintendo saying, Nope, we believe in you guys, even though Activision Blizzard or Activision didn't want to put call of duty over here. We are going to make that happen one yes. way or the other. And we're also awesome going to offer too, you yeah. some other Xbox games. Yeah. And I think they want to strengthen that relationship with Nintendo because Nintendo let's be real is a great partner to have in your corner. And even if they are not necessarily giving back as much, that doesn't mean down the road. And again, they're looking 10, 15, 20, 30 years down the road. That doesn't mean that that doesn't, isn't going to come into play more when we get to those points where Nintendo all of a sudden, again, is either in a position to be acquired or Nintendo itself continues to remain a powerhouse and they start offering titles back to Xbox in a certain manner. There's a lot of different scenarios you got to play out. And I think that this is... Uh, this is a part of what they're trying to look for down the road potential. And, and I think that the, the smaller titles aren't going to matter at the end of the day, but I do think it's going to be a tough conversation around these parts. Steel, the community is going to have some backlash um, for Xbox. We know what the circus is going to do. They're going to claim victory that this means that Xbox is going third party all the way. 
there's going to be a lot of tough conversations here. Xbox is going to take a lot of flack. Phil's going to hear it. Sarah's going to hear it. A lot of people are going to hear it because there is a contingent of people who believe that you can't do this at all. Right. That the, the, you absolutely have to lock it down. Again, I just don't. Yeah. I I'll say we kind of had. Anymore. We heard. We heard this when they said they were going PC day and date, and now it's just kind of an accepted thing, right? That it's on PC, and it hasn't necessarily like hurt xbox right that it's brought them more revenue and now they're expanding in the pc market i kind of look at it at the high level I, it's business and business don't care about your feelings at all as much as xbox is customer facing as much as phil obviously cares sarah cares these people you know again some people dismiss it and say that they don't really care but i do think they do care about the community at the end of the day the bottom line the number crunchers the accountants the higher ups the way high ups in microsoft they don't yep. care about your feelings. They don't. And this business is getting more and more expensive as we've talked about offsetting some of that cost by putting smaller titles elsewhere. It's business. And I, I think that's something that they're looking at doing for sure. Yeah. I, I don't foresee them going through. I don't foresee anybody, especially Microsoft says that's, been, says that's the one that, or Xbox says that's the one that's more so in the conversation about third party than, than anything, I guess. Um, I don't see that being a possibility unless everybody bends the knee to Xbox and says, yeah, bring all your games over. If that happens, then maybe. But even then, I said there's, there's going to be in the, in, the, in the race for platform. Well, part of the platform conversation uh, for some time. So, um, And yes, fame, I, I do live in Florida. No, don't try to assume <laughs> where I live in Florida. Um, or tell me where you think I live because if you get it that's wrong, getting personal that's getting personal if you get it wrong one i'm gonna take it a certain way and then two it's just that's way that's way too personal and then three don't show up to my house please don't i would rather not have to go through those proceedings anyway um 100 agree i do think that this may be a good time to start winding things down here on living split screen uh, i do want to say a big thanks to everybody who has been tuning in thus far uh let me check a few things here while i get situated um and then we'll get into our this day in gaming we haven't we haven't been able to do that over the last couple of weeks um and being able to bring that back today i think is going to be very special again gaming news uh, has is a little bit on the weaker side of things but we still were able to have plenty of passionate conversation today um, there is conversation about Microsoft getting ARM, um, or being more getting more invested in the ARM and whatnot. I think this will still a smaller conversation. Um, he had Kojima come out and say some things. Uh, he came out and he had Hideo, uh, Hideo Kojima came out and says, "It seems I have been acknowledged by creating games that go against the current." of the time such as hide and seek games where you sneak into a building without being detected by the enemy or delivery games where you enjoy moving around in an open world for me the most experimental game was defeating vampires outside your house using actual sunlight around you it was met with fierce opposition from the staff and even within the company in that sense od is just as different shout out to kojima wanted to be the uh the martyr in our era for sure continuously uh, pushing back against the against the normal people uh and again his games do get that they get the they get the cloud they get the uh the conversations and he continues that you can't help it when a kojima game drops or he thinking about he's making something he's literally on the pulse man it's crazy 
Well, I think that with Kojima, that's kind of what we talked about when, you know, we were going through and kind of even before we knew what game he was going to make for Xbox, when we were talking about this cloud venture that he had with Stadia and that he, you know, that the, he talked about this game in an interview six years ago or whatever it was, or seven years ago now, um, when he talked about this idea for a game, yeah. when he comes out and makes a statement like this um, on that game, and that game is called, I think it's, what is it? Over the, uh Oh no no the, no! The, the okay. vampire game he's talking about was on Game Boy Advance, I believe, ah, and it okay. actually used a sensor where you would actually have to have sunlight to destroy the vampires, real life sunlight. It would oh, sense wow. light. Um, Bataki or something like that. Uh, something, something like that. Anyways, um, when he talks about that type of game, and then he says that OD is going to be on that level, that goes to what we were. Again, it's always hard to imagine because Kojima is thinking on in different ways than most people do especially when it comes to video game making uh, but yeah innovative yeah but but beyond even innovative right he's trying to bring something that's never been seen before right that's That's what he's trying to do he's and i think his suggestion that his od game is going to do something like that that you know on that game that he was talking about people had a problem you know the 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 devs themselves or the the higher ups were like you can't do this you know blah 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 if he's going that route, then that falls in line with what we were talking about, that he is going to be bringing this interconnective experience where I believe, and again, it's my speculation from what he's talked about in the past and what he tried to do in Death Stranding is that he is going to try to connect gamers, the worldwide gamers together in some form or fa- fashion that dictates the outcome of his game. And it's going to be up to the people more so than we've ever seen as a collective, right? As a collective group Mm -hmm. of gamers that he's going to try to interconnect everybody through the cloud. That's going to have direct impact on the game and where the game goes and what actually occurs within the game itself. And I think that, that he's really going to push that boundary seal to a new level and we could see some wild stuff. There might be even integration of, gamers input into the game itself like the gamers themselves find out that they are part of the game right if that made sense whereas you know live like on the spot kind of stuff right uh i think all that's a possibility uh with what he's trying to think about can't wait to see it again whether it winds up being a game for me or not does not matter to me when it comes to kojima people can hate on him I'm glad people like him are in the space trying new things. That's what creativity is about. It's not always going to hit. It's not always going to be successful, but can it in some way push the industry forward or give somebody else a great idea that winds up being the next big thing down the road because they played or saw what Kojima was doing and put their own twist on it or, you know, had a whole nother original idea off of it. I think that that's where this is all valuable at the end of the day. So that's why I'm so excited Kojima's making this game. But yeah, that was a interesting post that he made for sure out of the blue. It definitely was. I mean, again, I think that he's more so speaking to just what he's been able to accomplish over the years, as many as much criticism that he may receive. Uh, he's been an innovator in our, in our scene, man. Like, and that's really special to see. Um, again, my favorite game from him is Metal Gear, is uh, Phantom Pain, the one that a lot of people don't like from Metal Gear, um, because I haven't played the the previous Metal Gear. 
Um, and I'm not going to play them in their current standing. I, if they come out with a true remake, like uh, like they're doing with Snake Eater, um, I'll probably play that because, again, it's a real remake. And because I was able to really enjoy Phantom Pain, it does get me interested on, and I've always been interested in the Metal Gear story, right? You got the different snakes and this, this, this snake got white snakes, this snake, all this, like, which one is the real snake? Oh, well, this snake had a clone made of him. And then this, this snake, oh, this is the real snake. And then the snake that I'm playing is Phantom Pain is a different snake. Like, I'm just confused, but I'm interested. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's kind of why I'm at with it. Um, and if that, I think that speaks, uh, speaks enough for me and just, he's, he's been able to keep his, uh, his name at the top of the board for, for some time. So I think, I think that's, I think that's pretty magical and special in itself. Um, well, Pong, is there anything else that you would like to additionally add on? Um, I don't have anything else on my end that I have lined up. Um, uh, I did get some numbers here though. Uh, Monster Hunter World apparently sold 23 million copies. So you see why uh, Wilds might, is probably coming back here soon. Um, the other thing, too, I think me and you would probably like, and my wife just actually uh, restarted a new playthrough of Cyberpunk um, as she has found out that they, uh, I told her that they essentially changed the game. And uh, so, yeah, she was interested. Uh, so she started a new playthrough of that. She's about nice. six hours into that. Um, so that's true. That was really dope to see. Uh, but Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty has sold 5 million copies. DLC. DLC. Redemption arc is full, baby. It's complete. Not full, it's complete. Uh, CDPR had another redemption arc, much like they did with Witcher um, 3 when it came out, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, people don't remember because it's so long ago and because The Witcher 3 is considered one of the goats by many, 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 many people. People forget how it started. Uh, the same is going to wind up with cyberpunk revisionist history. Uh, a lot of people are going to forget about the bumpy. Well, I should say not even bumpy. I should say actual drive off a cliff type beginning that cyberpunk had uh, to a yeah. lot of people uh, for obviously good. good reasons. Um, but I think at the end of the day, still five, 10 years from now, like the Witcher three, I, people yeah, are going to be talking about how great cyberpunk still is and even- what a great game it was. And it's a goat. Even me sitting back, I mean, because I, I know me and you yeah. both are really high on Cyberpunk. Yeah. But even sitting yeah. back, just watching it play out on the TV, and you know, my wife being yeah. Uh, yeah. on the Series X, and yeah. uh, seeing the visual improvements that the game even looks much improved than it did before. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Like I was watching, I was like, "Hey man, I'm, are you sure she's not on PC?" Like I'm looking over to my computer, like, "Oh, it's on, it's, it's on the Xbox." Uh, man, this is looking pretty damn good, man. I'm, Sitting back watching them, like, yeah. feel like I haven't, I haven't feel like I haven't watched this in a while. <laughs> and what and what's crazy, Steel, is that they've announced that they're going away from the Red Engine, right? Yeah, oh, wow. which was their yeah, which was Maybe their baby. Too many issues, yeah. Maybe too, too many issues. Obviously, it caused production issues, right? That's why we saw what happened to Cyberpunk. Although I would say that they just shot for the moon and forgot that they had the old consoles there and just. <laughs> totally blew that up on the old consoles. Uh, they should have dropped the old consoles and I don't think it would have come out the way it did uh, early in production. But again, they, they did what they did, but the right. fact that they're dropping that engine and moving to unreal is kind of crazy to me because you're absolutely correct. Still, every time I've played cyberpunk after every patch, 
on the Xbox, it looked better and better and better and better and better Mm -hmm. to the point where it was that early PC look. And obviously the PC got better as well. Obviously they did a ton of work over there. Um, But it just is, it's an incredible looking game still. It it really is. It is. Beautiful. I don't need to talk about cyberpunk anymore because I've talked about it nonstop for a long time since day one when it came out. But I, I just think that this is, I wish that CD Projekt Red wouldn't have to have a redemption arc on Cyberpunk. I wish Cyberpunk would have come yeah. out the way it should have. But again, uh, if you're going to be, time. they needed time. And two they years, needed years. Three, three at the end of the day. Two at least. It, yeah, right, right, right. But if you are going mm. to do this, right, if you are going to do this, much like we've given flowers to Arcane for continuing to work on Redfall, if you're right. going to launch a game this is what you're doing. that isn't necessarily what it should be, or nowhere is near close to what it should be. I gave you credit for going back and work on it. And CD Projekt Red put a ton, a ton of time and money because they kept the full team on steel yeah. for nearly two full years. Now they've cut back because they started working on the new yeah. Witcher yeah. and all that kind of, they've cut back that dev team, but for almost full two full years, they kept that full team it, yeah. on making updates and making sure that they got this game in a good spot and I'll never let them forget that they promised us two expansions yeah, plus yeah. a multiplayer, right? Two expansions uh, plus a multiplayer. They promised so us that dope, they were going bro, to do what they bro. did with The Witcher and give away the expansions for free. They took all that back, all that away, canceled the multiplayer, came out with one expansion, right? So I'll never let it's them forget for. that because that was that was promised. But but Phantom Liberty changed the game into an entire new game. And according to everybody who's played Phantom Liberty, it is top tier quality that this is some of the best story writing that CD Projekt Red has done. I can't wait to hop into it when I eventually do, because I want to see if it lives up because I already love cyberpunk as it is. If Phantom Liberty surpasses that with Idris and all the acting involved. And if that storyline, now I heard they made some changes to the, how the game ends, which are not, too excited about but doesn't matter if i play phantom liberty and that surpasses what i thought of cyberpunk already as a story then i gotta you'll see project red did it man i mean they did, did it again they, they are crunch one of the top devs yeah captain crunch i 100 agree with you he said they delivered a great story which is rare nowadays yeah. i 100 percent agree with you i think within the last decade um outside of mass effect and that's just more recency bias because i played it the first time with the legendary edition so i kind of removed that one out of there but if we're talking about brand new ip i definitely think that cyberpunk has had probably one of the better stories within the last decade for sure that at least i would probably put it in the top three there there is there is no better feeling than what they made me feel with jackie early on a character that i thought i well what other how else was i supposed to get connected to this man but the way they made him feel getting into the game up to the point where you get to your first cyberpunk 2077 title screen where you actually get the card come up and it says cyberpunk 2077 is one of the best intros to a game that i've played in a while for sure for sure hands down one of the most memorable and everything Got to Cyberpunk. It's definitely dope to see them put their heads down, get to work, and uh, again, continuously to sell. They made their money, so it's kind of one of those things to where why not keep working on it? And obviously, you're making more money. Five million copies on a $30 DLC. 
is mm. is ducats. I, a lot of people don't come back to play the DLC. Nope. Five million of that, that's 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 super dope. Super dope. And more people are gonna continue to buy it. Again, it's yeah. like the Witcher. People continue to buy the Witcher 3 to this day. So it's gonna be one of those games that lives on. Again, they they are the closest thing to Bethesda. CD Project Red is yeah, right up there as far as those types of studios go for agree. me personally. Uh they also came out too, Steel. I should we should oh. mention this and, and reconfirm that they they are going to remain independent that they don't want to be acquired. Now they get the backing from the Polish government, the Polish government, for those of you that don't know, do, do help finance uh, their gaming companies. It's part of the government uh, funding. Um, They do help finance. They can actually own like technically kind of own a piece of a lot of the gaming companies that are in Poland, like uh, people can fly and stuff um, because of the support that they give. So there is a little bit of, murkiness when it comes to acquiring something like that but there was rumors that sony uh, was talking to them that herman holst made a special trip to poland to meet with cd project red obviously we know that if there was going to be an acquisition yeah techline as well uh that there was an acquisition to be made obviously with xbox and their dominance as far as first party goes with uh western rpgs cd project red would be a natural acquisition for playstation if they wanted to make sure that they yeah it would it would be a great acquisition i've said that all along but cd project red came out and said nope we have zero interest we're going to remain independent we're going to continue to do what we do um and they're now with cyberpunk coming back on this redemption arc they're in a position to say that steel they they have got themselves back they haven't fully recovered stock price wise value wise but they are in a strong enough position with now a roadmap that they laid clearly out steel, which means that Witcher, the next Witcher is coming, which is going to be one of the most hype games. They can't do the same uh, thing though. They can't, we they can't, can't keep having the same process. No, 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 oh, no, no. Release the game broken. No, this, this is three games in a row. Cause I think Witcher two had its issues when it first released. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But those were, they were had... double a at that point. They were double a at that point though. But, they then, really but then Witcher three was, Pretty yes. much broken from that was yes what yes, I remember, and then Cyberpunk shouldn't have released on console, at least not on the series or on previous gen. It should have been a PC and Xbox Series PlayStation Five exclusive. <laughs> Four three years in when they saw three years in when they saw where they were in production on Cyberpunk, they should have cut Shout off the last gen and said we're shooting for next gen, and they yeah. should have just gone full next gen. And yeah. I think a lot of the issues would have been gone. I think they would have had much more time and resources <laughs> and manpower to work on it. And I think they would have they should it was just different. But you're right, Steel. We we CD Projekt Red can't yeah, make this a staple this. where they come out. I mean. Are they getting to the point where they get the Beth- Bethesda forgiveness for bugs just because their games uh, are so ambitious? Like maybe, maybe we're getting to that point where CD Projekt Red, but I think that's why they switched to Unreal was to hopefully streamline to, yeah. their process and to have better uh, pipeline when it comes to that and working out bugs and, and being able to work through that stuff no. and making sure that they've got the most polished product. I think maybe that's part of the reason. Now, how that translates into their games, though, Steel, is another question. We know Unreal doesn't do everything great, Right, we know Unreal oh, has right. a lot of problems. Right. How do their open world games translate to Unreal? Unreal uh, has its limitations, so we're gonna find Unreal that out. Been better, but yeah, it's been better, but yeah, and who knows by the time you know, as because Unreal yeah. continues to improve too and everything else. But we've got The Witcher, next Witcher game, which is gonna be massively hyped. Obviously, people are gonna be. <laughs> People are going to be waiting sleeplessly for The Witcher once they announce it officially and once we start seeing it. 
And then they've already got that second team. They opened the second studio steel to work simultaneously to start work on cyberpunk. The next cyberpunk, which is, you know, was a blessing to my ears when it came out last year, that they were actually going to do another cyberpunk because if they can now take everything they learned from the first cyberpunk and they can actually go after the vision that they had when they originally announced cyberpunk I think they will. And from day See, one out the gate, it has everything cyberpunk two. Yeah. Cyberpunk 2 is going to be that that game, bro. When they announce think, that for me, I'm going to be whole because it'll be it'll probably be mid next gen. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe three three years sure. into next gen, somewhere around there, somewhere maybe maybe they get it out sooner. Maybe they have it ready for current. Yeah, you know, next I think it's going to be 2030. It'll be 2030. Yeah, um, <laughs> if that's the case, I'm cool. Yeah, uh, but, it, but even even with that. Um, yeah, hopefully Unreal definitely makes it easier for them to streamline their processes. And again, since they already have a game, um, it's not like they were working with a brand new IP and, and like they were with Cyberpunk right. and have to right. create everything from nothing and take things out and make things work. And now we're moving ahead. Now hardware is continuously getting better. Um, so with the new baseline that we have uh, and the lessons that they have learned, um, and not having to start with a brand new idea, I think they I, they'll definitely be able to. From what I have seen from the DLC and the updates they've released at this point, I think they've proven that they they know what they're doing. They just needed time, especially with a new IP. But again, that's why I want to reiterate. I also don't want this to be a consistent thing because Dicado. Uh, correct me. He says, "Still incorrect." Every game CDPR has released has been broken, <laughs> yes. starting with yeah. the original Witcher on PC. Correct, correct. And because yeah. it, it was double A like that. And that's yeah. my thing. If you're going to make the transition and become a bigger studio, get better over time. The part of getting better over time is not repeating the same things over and over again, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. No matter how good the game is, right? I again, Cyberpunk I was a nine out of ten for me. <laughs> on release as a bethesda fan i know that's just not the case deal because say the same thing about bethesda so i mean again that starfield was the most polished game that they've had come out by a long shot uh but it still had a lot of the same issues that they've had for decades so i guess we'll know? see hopefully it switched to unreal i mean the difference is yeah. todd didn't switch to unreal so i guess we'll see no what happens. no he stayed he stayed on creation <laughs> he stayed on creation engine, so right? so which we'll, is part we'll of the what issue. happens by that but time, no, again, I do imagine yeah. UE5 will have things looking and running pretty damn good. You know what's going to happen is UE6 is going to come out by then, and then CD, CDPR is going to come out. I don't out know, Paul, because we're still getting UE6. UE4 games. We're still getting games. True, but UE4. I'm saying, but it, it, but the the but a lot of the latest games did switch over to UE5 once it was announced, right? So and that also depends see, on if yeah. Epic is able to streamline that process right. even more. Because that's something right. else that I know Epic is looking at. Um, is yeah. making it easier for devs to access their engine and make it easy, especially for those transitions, because they make a dumb amount of money off of it. So it's like, mm. <laughs> you got excuse me, you got to make sure you have that, those fair trade off. Um, yep. le the legendary Yobi, I got my hiccups back. God damn it! Whoa! He says, wouldn't be surprised if the next one is named Cyberpunk twenty seventy nine or twenty eighty. Check out those new endings upon completion of the DLC. I'll, I'll mm. definitely look into it. Mm. I've been I've been mm. holding off on it just because I like the ending that I got from Cyberpunk. Um, mm. Hearing that they did change them, I, I'm definitely might have to watch those videos just to see how much it has changed. Um, because if it's changed uh, yeah. dramatically, yeah, 
I know for I know for a fact from what I've read that Judy has changed dramatically, which sucks for me because I was a Judy. Like in a bad way? For me, in a bad way. For me, in a bad not like not her in totality, but your ending. You're so, ending with her. Yeah. So, you know, again, I, that's just what I've read. Again, I haven't played it. I'll find out for myself at some point for sure this year. Because I'm going to go back and play through it. But yeah, I want to I want to check it out. But the biggest question for me for cyber, the next cyberpunk is how do you replace Johnny Silverhand? Right. What do you do to replace that persona that was so dominating throughout it? You're going to have to have another big personality kind of fill those shoes or a couple personalities fill that shoe. And, and unless you're taking the game in a new, totally new direction, it's going to be interesting how they replace Johnny Silverhand. For me personally, again, some people didn't enjoy Johnny. But I enjoyed I like the him, hell out of Johnny. A, and I, I like I Keanu too. Yeah, 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 I love maybe I'm so, Maybe I'm biased. <laughs> by the way, did you ever see the movie Knock Knock with him? Knock knock. That sounds familiar. Yeah, where the two girls show up at his door during a rainy night when he's home alone, and his family's gone. I, th- I think I did. I think I did see that. Bro, that came out some time I, ago, didn't it? No, no, like 20, it was recent. 2018. Maybe maybe even newer than twenty nineteen. Hmm. That uh, sounds anyways, extremely familiar. I think I did, I, I I couldn't finish it. It got it was. Got <laughs> Anybody in the chat see knock knock? Because I don't know if it's just me, but it got so uncomfortable and so strange for like it was came out 2015. Was, yeah, 2015. Okay, so it was 10 had a ten million dollar budget. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I would just I couldn't finish it. I had to I I fast forwarded through a lot of it just to see Damn. the ending, and the ending was even like, yo, what the fuck? So. Anyways, just had to throw that out because we're talking about. I, I and I agree with you, Dakado. I do think that if they do another cyberpunk, well, when they do another cyberpunk, they should change cities. It should be fo- yes. it should be a different part of the world, so we can see what their what the take is over there. I can't imagine that that during that time, this this is the only place that's like this or similar. You know what I mean? Maybe more of that city feel. Again, Tokyo taking it to Japan wouldn't be bad because of how much there is to do there. Um, and how much you could take advantage of that nightlife, especially in a futuristic setting. I would love to see CDPR's take on uh, a cyberpunk version of like a Japan or something like that, or Tokyo or something like that. I think that would be super dope. Making every all the all the buildings accessible, like all that, like it, like it's just super intrinsic and super lifelike. I think that would be dope. All right. All right. I see where our chat's at. A lot of our chat's at. Yes. Okay. Obviously, obviously, right? Obviously. But you can see that anywhere nowadays. Okay. That's not like some, you're not sneaking into the theater at age 13 anymore, right? Try to, and yeah, in some ways it is. But I, I, but like I, I get, let me explain it this way. And Gogo Poe, you're not wrong either in your statement right that's that's semi true what you're saying there to me at this point in my life it was frustrating because he you know he's in his uh what do you say he's he's in his 40s i think in the movie frustrating to me as a 40 year old guy it was one of those movies steel where you're you're yelling at the character going what the fuck are you thinking I was one of this those. is not okay. right 
This is not one of those. What the? Why are you? Why are you continuing this? You know that there's something wrong here, and you are so. Fr- that's what I, I got. I got so Paul. frustrated, bro. I got. There so are some. There are some people who are who yeah. are in their forties that I've looked at who. No, 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 no. I agree. I uh, I agree. It's weird. I agree. I get. But, but I I'm saying for me personally, more. like like like. It was so obvious that things were wrong that even if I was like uh, I was so the movie didn't even good I, do a good job hiding. It. I don't know for all you guys. Some you know some people don't watch movies this way, but a lot of times, even if it's cheesy B shit, like a lot of times, yes, I just watch to watch entertainment. And again, I'm easily entertained, but I do try to put myself in positions, especially if the movie's presenting something serious. I will try to put my posi- myself in that position and be uh, like, okay. realistically, That's what would sense. you do, right? And obviously, there's points in that that movie where i'd be extremely conflicted but at the same point now in this point in my life i was more yelling at the tv going there is so much wrong with this what the fuck are you doing Keanu? why the fuck are you just why are you sitting back and allowing this to happen and then like i said when shit really ramped up then it got really weird and it got really uncomfortable. I was like, what the fuck is going on with this movie? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just one of those movies I, I could not finish. I was like, yo, I'm done with this. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. Fun. Yeah. It was knock, 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 knock with uh, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, that's crazy. Damn. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, well, I don't have much else to add on for the conversation today, ladies and gentlemen. So that might be the perfect chance for us to get into our this day in gaming segment uh pong was there anything else that you'd like to like to add on to the back end before we jump on in no no we can we can uh certainly jump out of here and get get going get everybody out of here this day in gaming coming up hey uh guys uh gals uh starfield fans out there i don't know if you saw uh earlier this week as well but uh somebody's already created a playable mech for starfield Yes. So the modding community, as much as people say, all oh, this is a dead game, it's abandoned. Not even the modding community wants to work with it. The official mod stuff has not even the creation mod stuff has not even come out yet from Bethesda. That comes out this year. But no, somebody's already created a full playable mech in there. So go check that out. Rebs Gaming, Mr. Rebs, uh, Mr. Underscore Rebs underscore on X, formerly known as Twitter. He posts a lot of great content from this stuff. Uh, he posted a video of the mech actually in action in game. This is what we're going to get. Starfield is going to be a different game as well down the road. It's going to be incredible. Can't wait. Uh, yeah, say what you want, but uh, the Cyberpunk mod uh, page currently has 327 pages. And that's just on the popular download side of things um, as far as uh, what covers mods. So, yep. um, there's anything from proportions to the different characters to jetpack overhauls to compact ship builders, health bars, UI overhauls, field of views, power limits. There's just so much that has been put into this damn game. Inventory, upscaler. Like at this point, again, my only regret about Starfield is that I didn't wait to play it. Yep. Do I, is that I truly a regret? Mm, not mm. really, because uh, yeah. I enjoyed what I got out of it. But seeing yeah. what I'm getting from it, um, more of the mods that are coming out, it, it's, just, it's just crazy to see how much content. So I wasn't expecting this much content to come this quickly yep. for 
Uh, Cyberpunk, man. I mean, for us, uh, they'll give you reasons to jump back into still. I know you don't we'll generally see. do that, but with DLC we'll and I mean, stuff, yeah, with you, the DLC, you, yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. You jump back in, you'll be able to add some of those mods and then and, and check it out and see where you're at. Um, so I think you'll have plenty of chances to jump back into it at some point. So yeah, the DLC, the DLC adds on, and then the uh, some yeah. mods bring in that really change yeah. the experience up for yeah. me. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. probably jump back in as long as I ain't got the yeah. story or nothing like that again. Because uh, <laughs> again, the story is the weakest part of the damn game. But Nixie, Nixie, Cat Williams already didn't give a fuck, but now he's getting to the age where he really don't give a fuck. And to and be real, to, I don't. He was speaking some facts. I don't. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think that he was. <laughs> I watched the entire thing, and I, I don't didn't watch the entire thing. But he, I don't think even in the clips that are going out there, they're not being taken out of. Even when I think back yeah. about some of that stuff, yeah, it. Makes sense. I'm not saying that he's completely right either, but I do think it's one of the better interviews that we've had in a while. And yeah, and Cat's always that's the thing. Uh, we're a quick side tangent. Cat Williams has always been that way, and there is this with celebrities. There's always been a gray area that we aren't privy to, or either of get course. skipped over a lot. Um, of course, people that, refuse to talk about it. That is extremely shady. Protect themselves, right? Yes, and. And it's also difficult to talk about it because typically you'll see exactly what's happening now. You have people like, again, no flack to him. I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. I never, th I didn't think Kevin Hart was funny past his first, his first standup. And outside of being a dad and the dad mm. stuff that he speaks to, yeah, he's not funny to me. Not like Bernie Mac was, as an example. You know what I mean? No, like there's not like there, Eddie, not like Richard. Not there's like any of those there are blatant there. differences. Not even Chris Tucker, right? Um, Tucker had a long run. Tucker was freaking hilarious. There are blatant differences, right? So, uh, but nonetheless, yeah, I, I felt like he he spent he spent a lot of truth. There's a lot of gray area that we'll never be privy to. Um, but even again, my point was, even when the gray area does get spoken to. You're going to have those people that were spoken on come out and say, you're crazy. You're just mad. You're bitter. You're sad. Oh, you, your, your name isn't in the, in the ethos. So that's why you're doing all of this stuff. And sure. If you want to take it that way, but there is some truth to be had in there too. So. There's a lot of crazy in that world anyways, in the world oh, of yeah. celebrity, 100%. there's a lot of real crazy out 100%. there. But when somebody does come speaking truth, right when they come speaking facts because we don't get that at all. Like you were saying, steel, it can appear, Oh, this, this person's lost it. Right. When in fact they are speaking real stuff, right. That they've just gotten to the point where either they don't give a fuck or they've gotten to the point where they can't hold it back anymore because right. of who they are as a person and they right. need to get it out. But it looks crazy because that's not the appearance. That's not the talk that we normally get from people in that position, in that celebrity position. That's why celebrities are all fake. That's why I hate when they all come trying to tell us See, what to do. It's all fake. It's all Nixie, bullshit. It's that's, all that is the perfect point. He says, yeah. interesting, though, no one called him yep. out on supposed Correct. lies. And that Correct. says a lot. You know what? It has come out, Nix. People saying, hey, I had this interaction with him in he's a fucking great dude or hey i had right. this interaction with him and yeah yeah what he was speaking to hey i don't i don't need to make all of my good deeds no and that's that's supposed to be a thing yeah. for humanity period you sure. don't need to make all your good deeds known to everybody right yeah. you don't need to be out here bragging 
And it says a lot when the people can speak for you versus you having to come out and say, hey, this is why I'm doing things. It's just like the like the whole golden star thing anyway it, yeah. it was it was a really dope conversation that he, he had with shannon mm-hmm. again the fucking interviews it has to be mm-hmm. at 10 million views by now in mm-hmm. less than three days i think yeah bro it is it, the definition of insanity a definition of good content definition of pulling pulling the curtain back and at least hearing a different perspective because uh, things are a bit weird so well, yeah, and I think that I think that that's a, a good thing coming into 2024. If 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 more people start speaking out, and we've right. started to see it a little bit, still, right? People we get crucified people, when they do that, though, bro. Right, like, right. But but happens. people are people are getting more confident, though, still, because a lot of the crucified. Oh my god! What? Twenty three million views on it. That is, bro. Crazy, you, bro. I mean. 20 billion. That's crazy. It's crazy regardless. Because it was just that 3 million. I thought I was impressed when it was at 3, like, um, when it was at, like, uh, right at 9 million. I was like, damn. 20 million. That's just crazy. Because people, 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 as much as people push back against it, a lot of people do. Oh, people love that shit. People are interested. People love it. Whether they think it's crazy or whether they think it's real, right? It all, it has entertainment value to people. Right. That's that's what it's all yes. about. And I, I think and again, if he is speaking truth, if he is coming out saying things that need to be said, then so be it again. I think I think it's important. I think it's important that people get more confident, especially people that are in those positions that have platforms like you said, so. there's a lot of seediness that goes on that people have called conspiracy theories that people have flat out called lies that people have gotten canceled over for speaking out about. If more people in those positions do start speaking out, you got to take it more seriously. You know, again, one of the first to do it from the comedian side was Chappelle, right? Chappelle. Yeah. Shout out to Dave. Bro. Oh shout out to God. Dave. Again, He's when still Chappelle fucking a header. When Chappelle was done. <laughs> Chappelle funny, got man. yeah, but he got burnt, right? And he Oh got no, he got burnt hard. He's talking about it. Yeah. It, yeah. It, but he walked he walked away from what was it, 50 million at the time, Steel? Which yeah, was at the time. He big for 50 it was big million, at the time, 50 million dollars. He walked away from it and people instantly labeled him as just pure crazy. Oh, yeah. he's lost his mind. He's done. Look at him. He's going to South Africa or wherever he went. And he, you know, he's, he's broke, right? He's broke. He wasn't though. He was just trying to speak the truth and he wasn't about to take the 50 million and keep his mouth shut about things right. or to make the, take the 50 million and try to go he up did. and do yeah. what he no longer was ready to do. Right. He was no longer in a mental state to do that stuff, not because he was crazy, but because he was just burnt out and he wasn't was, about to take the 50 million and change yeah, who he was. He wasn't about to take the 50 million and start censoring himself. It and was so that won. and they were trying to get him to yep. do other things yep. that he yep. wasn't comfortable mm. with doing again. Mm. That devil comes. Right, that devil comes and offers you a mm. deal. You got to make a choice. And the obviously, that you know, a lot everybody of says isn't real, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. The one that people yeah. say is make believe, huh? The greatest, uh, greatest deception ever. Mm. Anyways, we're not gonna get into that conversation here. But anyways, it's just interesting. It's interesting because I saw the reaction to Cat, and it was like, I, I take him at face value for what he's saying right now. I think he's just to the point where he's sick and tired of all of it and just wants to get it out and say what he needs to say about everybody yeah. and and about things in general. 
I think Cass is at that point in his life because we do get at that point in life. There was a time and point in my life where I cared what people thought about me. There's a time and point that I think we all go through that. I'm yeah. now at a time and point where I don't give a shit what people think about me, right? To, 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 right? And I just think that Cat is at that breaking point where he's just like, fuck it. I can come out and say what I want to say. Believe me, don't believe me. I don't care. I'm going to say what I need to say. Good for him. Um, uh, says, why would you say that about these people you, uh, you were so-called friends with? I, I think that was the kind of the point of that. The whole thing is yeah. that he didn't necessarily say that, that they were friends like that. I mean, yeah, they work together and not everybody's going to sure. be friends when you do the same thing. But sure. when you have underlying things that are happening behind the scenes <laughs> for years, like, uh, yeah, I was I, just going to say smaller, smaller sample size here, though, still smaller level, but I mean, if if you're in the podcasting, oh yeah, all in this community, what happens behind the scenes? Okay, I, again. yeah. If if you if if you guys were <laughs> yeah. interested or knew some of the things that happen behind the scenes in the podcasting space, just in our community, oh, um, that that yeah. people go on shows about <laughs> fake pretend, and but then go to other places, hide, run, talk about folks, do all these crazy things. It's only you can only imagine what's possible in real life when millions of of dollars are on the line or being talked about, discussed, thrown around people, material being taken. That's always been a thing, man. So it's like, you know, even on this small level. <laughs> so imagine blowing that up when there's millions of dollars on the line and people are, have nothing, nothing to worry about financially. And think about what happens behind the scenes. Cutthroat industry. The other okay. thing too, I uh, will add on to that for him. Friends. Is comedy cool, has cool. comedy has always been competitive though. Like that's yeah, the other thing. That like, too, sure, sure they too. they had people that, that you might have had certain people that were cool with each other, but at the end of the day, they were trying to outperform each other. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't know. It's weird. And yeah, both Mister Mister Hart for all lacks of purposes, he says a lot of interesting things. Um, but nonetheless, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, yeah, we definitely need the inside the YouTube gaming podcast uh, <laughs> <doc> <laughs> for sure. Oh, God, no. We do. We definitely. We definitely need that. Need that documentary. You know what the documentary is going to be? A bunch of people lying. That's what it's going to be. A bunch of people bunch lying. Of drama. Not. It's, not it's basically Keemstar. It's basically Keemstar. It is. It, 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 That's it, basically it. what it is. <laughs> even even in smaller scope, it really is. It's crazy. <laughs> Yobi says, "Hell, uh, <laughs> a group of folks made a rumor up about me, and I didn't even talk to them every day. Shit is foul." <laughs> yeah. Uh, shout out to Tim uh, Sorcerer for uh, giving us that two that two euro. He says, "I just want to hear authentic Japanese from Steve." Oh my god! Here we go. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, that's enough of that. Let's get into back into our gaming universe and get into our this day in gaming section where we go with thirty years, maybe sometimes plus, maybe a little less, uh, depending. We go back thirty years of gaming history so that you can either. Bring up some fond memories, but mostly because gaming is art and should be treated as such. So let's see what we got on this list this time around and go from there. Um, and Fuzzy said there was beef between Bill Cosby, Richard Pryor, and Eddie Murphy. Well, I, I think we know why Bill Cosby was probably beefing with them. <laughs> you know, if I was out here drugging women too, I'd probably be mad. I'd probably be mad if I was if I was your homie. <laughs> yeah. I'd probably be like, hey man, you probably shouldn't do that. Uh although I mean again, that was a thing back in the day. Uh again, not saying it's okay. Because it wasn't. 
Uh, you gotta, you gotta kind of put that stipulation out there just in case, just in case. All right. This day in gaming, we're starting in 1980. We're starting with the Apple II. Lord Jesus. The Apple II released B1 nuclear bomber. Okay, shout out to, the, shout out to B1. B1, let's go. Then in 1988, on the NES, you got Family Circuit. Made by Namco. Shout out they to Family die. Circuit. Uh, then in 89, you had NES released Casino Kid. Shout out to NES. Then in 1990, on the NES, you had Adventures of Lolo 2. Okay. Shout out to that. Lolo 2, let's go. Then in 2000, on the PlayStation, you had Seabass 123 Destiny Unmeo Kairusha. <laughs> Here we go. Let's go. Let's um, go. Then in 2000 on PlayStation, you had Summon Night. Summon Night. Okay. After that. Then yep. in 2005 in Japan, you had on GameCube, PlayStation 2, and Xbox, Digimon World 4. Not the Digimon World. It's a good game. Then in 2009, the DS released Elibits, The Adventures of Kai and Zero. Okay. So shout out to the Elibits. Then in 2009 on the Wii, we got Fishing Master World Tour. Oh, that was pretty fun. Shout out to device. fishing games. I love fishing games, man. They were fun on they were fun on those devices for sure. Uh, then in 2011, iOS released Inosha 3, Children of Carnia. Man, All right. iOS getting it done early. I have never heard of Inosha, and this was the third one. Oh, on yeah. iOS. No one yeah, it's on okay. iOS. Got it. Then in 2011 on the DS, you got Saga 3, Jiku no Hasha, Shadow of Light. <laughs> hey, we got a couple. We got a, we got a couple Eastern flavors for uh, Steel this week. Let's go. Bit. Yeah, I got a few. Uh, then in 2011 on Macintosh and PC, you got Virtual Villagers 5, New Believers. Just in case you were an old that? believer. Is that like Sims? I'd imagine so. Let's see. Let's see what they got. Uh, explore the center of Asola in this new, innovative new chapter in the Virtual Villagers series. While you reckon with a band of mysterious masked heathens who do not believe in you, guide your tribe as they attempt to convert the savages by dismantling their precious totems and removing their scary masks. Make them believe. It is a <laughs> simulation virtual, virtual life. 2011. 2011 mm -hmm. i was gonna say that description probably would not fly these days <laughs> the, um, the screams of colonization would be quite loud Steve. probably probably hey, dude, read, read. again it's yeah hey, i'm just <laughs> not saying i agree with it at all i'm just saying like that would not fly these days hey, that's the description yeah. um i know <laughs> then in 2014 oh yeah released Bosses Forever 2 dot bro. We actually had an Ouya release. Let's go. Exclusive. Has that been ported anywhere? Uh, let's see. No. Nope. Bosses Forever. Only no. on Ouya. Who's the developer? At least from what it said there. Uh, 2DX. Okay. I've never heard of them. Never heard of them. They should probably get that game somewhere else. It's a free online game. 
They should they should oh, have wow. got that ported over. I wonder what I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Online on the ooh yeah, interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> then in 2015, PC released Fire Ung's Quest. Okay. Then in 2016, Xbox One released G Prime. Nice. Then in 2016, iOS released Pixel Starships, 8-bit space sim strategy MMORPG. Okay. 2016, PC released Suits, a business RPG. Okay. Uh, what then the 20- fuck was that? Suits, a business RPG? It's Japanese oh. style. Oh, is it? Yep, it's made okay. by uh, Technomancy hey, Studios. Nix, if I beat this game, can I talk about the video game industry? Would this give me enough credibility? If I beat Suits a Business RPG, would I know enough? <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> uh, then in 2022, uh, PC release Electric. <laughs> Can't even fucking say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I love you, Paul. Uh, uh, then in 2022, uh, PC release Electrician Simulator. There you go, another sim game. Uh, then it's 2022, Nintendo Switch released uh, and PC, Heaven Dust 2. Oh, excuse me. Heaven Dust 2, shout out to that. Then it's 2022, Android released Spin a Spell. Spin a Spell, let's go. Then it's 2022, uh, PC released Venus Blood, Hollow International. Hmm. Okay. Fan service? Uh, it seems Sounds to be. like a fan service. Sounds it's a strategy like a turn-based service. tactics game. Oh, might have to put on the wish list. Description Let's says, go. war hangs like the sword of Demolikis over Helvetia, a land ruled by four dark lords in this age of blood and strife. Leonhart Arknoa, a war hero and leader of the Vargarnian Empire, secret task force, steps onto the battlefield once more. The flames of ambition burning brightly within him. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just pulled this up on Steam and I got the uh, content warning. Oh! <laughs> hey, I'm just telling you it's a tactical RPG, man. Hey, you say you're into those. That's what I'm saying. You know. yeah, I'm, like, I'm into tactical RPGs, baby. Hey, man, you like, you like Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball? It might be a good one. Oh, I, hey, I like it for the volleyball. Oh, oh man, this oh. has got some. This has got some dope ass animation to it. Oh, it's I got bet big it head. It's got big head animation. Oh Pause. wow, not nice. that kind of big head though. Nice, nice. Oh, oh no, they're not showing a whole lot. It's got cool animation though. All right, okay. interesting. I might have to wish list that sucker. Give you all very positive reviews. Two hundred twenty-five. Two hundred twenty-five reviews. Steel released January twenty twenty-two. Yep, very positive. It's pretty dope. See, I like yeah. I like hearing things like that. See, again, games oh, you bro, typically wouldn't expect. Good. Yeah, no, the battle the battle screens look freaking amazing, man. I got a freaking really awesome looking shit. That's pretty dope. All right, Damn. I'm gonna put it on the wish list. There you go. Gonna, see how much see? is it? Uh, it's forty five bucks. Do you see what this day of gaming can do for you? <laughs> oh. <laughs> then it's twenty twenty three on PC. We got Dawn of Grisio. Shout out to that. I don't know if I need to add the flavor to it, but it felt like it needed. No. Um, yeah, no, but you can. You can. You're Steel Rain. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> then go. in 2023 on PC, we got Garten of Bon Ban Ban. Bam Ban. Bon Bon Ban Ban. I I mean, I know what a Bon Bon is. That's a very German thing. 
I don't know about Band Band. I don't know what that is. Um, then in 2023, PC released Love and War Hero by Chance 2. Maybe there's some uh, sexy time you could have in there. Maybe. Um, and then in 2024, on Nintendo Switch, this released zero years ago. I didn't, maybe it's releasing soon. You got Isolated coming to the Switch. Hmm, okay. And ladies and gentlemen, that is your This Day in Gaming segment. Hopefully this you found some things blood, in there. This Venus Blood Hollow International actually ended up being legit. It actually good? looks pretty dope. It looks deep tactics. You should see some of the skill screenshots and stuff. It looks like a deep, deep tactics game. Like, pause, but, like, seriously. Like, they're not showing any of the fan service and the screenshots here at all. It does give a warning that there's a ton of it. <laughs> but it actually looks like a really complex tactical RPG. Interesting. I'm definitely going to have that on the wish list for sure. Anyways, sorry. Yeah, for an I anime love finding based game. Yeah, this is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not going to find much of it on YouTube because if it does have that, then of course yes. YouTube's not going to allow that. Can't so. have it. Yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. I've been like, I've been holding off on doing Skyrim Novus because it can randomly sure. happen. Because um, mm, there is nudity yeah. in that, so it's like right, right, right. I, I, I get you. You got to be kind of careful with it. Um, so that could be why. Well, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you have enjoyed episode 132 of Living Split Screen. This is our first time. Well, man, I think we've done it a couple times here of us multi-streaming to multiple platforms. Um, it looks like things leveled out. Uh, we stopped having issues for three hours at least. Uh, I don't know yeah. what was happening. I guess it was maybe the chat box or whatever. That's the only other thing that I did differently was pull the chat box out of OBS. Um and OBS is the streaming software that we use to bring this content to you all. So that's dope to see. Uh, hopefully it all carries over pretty well on the YouTube. So, so again, appreciate, uh, sorry and uh, greatly apologize to the audio listeners when you hear this on the back end. Again, audio is probably going to be about a day behind. This is what I'm going to do, start doing for the audio listeners. Because uh, it used to say, hey, about an hour after, I'm going to start doing this. I am going to start guaranteeing Sunday, the audio will definitely definitely be up for living split screen um, if you're waiting for it to hit audio platforms. What I would try to do, though, is Saturday evening, Saturday night, because, uh, again, I do like to get my gaming in and also like to spend some spend time with the family, whatever. But Saturday night, I would try to get it done uh, so it's up, so it's uploaded and, and everything. I typically aren't, haven't been bad about it. Um, I put a tweet, a tweet up on uh, on X every time that I do. So, but I just kind of wanted to say that up front because uh, I am, I do want things to be a little bit more concise. Another thing too, be on the lookout for more additional content, the living split screen. When I got some free time, I've changed my free moments to trying to stream if I can um, in my free moments. So just stay on the lookout for that. It may only be in 90 minutes, two hours sometimes because those are usually the spurts that I end up having. Um, if it ends up being longer than that, cool. But again, it's just a way to bring additional content to Living Split Screen. I want Living Split Screen, and maybe Paul, you agree, you can let me know, different, we can talk about it behind the scenes. Um, but like what I was telling the people when I was streaming this week is that I do, I want Living Split Screen to kind of be like that Saturday morning cartoons where it could be Pong streaming, me streaming, uh, it could be both of us streaming, it doesn't matter, different platforms, it, does, it doesn't matter. We want us to, for you guys to come in and literally treat it like Saturday morning cartoons or Thursday evening, whatever the case may be. Whenever you're able to tune in, catch it, we want you to sit back, relax, 
taking the content for what it is, maybe get some interest for a game that we're playing at the time, uh, maybe chop up and chat, maybe do some, you know, talk in the comments or whatever. But we would just want to create a space that's very welcoming. Um, so definitely check us out uh, when I when I go live on streams or if Pong ends up going live on streams in the future or whatever the case. Uh, just keep that in mind because, again, I also like to be very upfront with people. I don't talk a lot when, when I game. I just don't. Not all the time. Uh, sometimes I do force myself like Elden Ring. If I continue the gameplay with Elden Ring, there's a lot more conversation that will probably be had in this because I've already beaten the game once. Right. So I could be a little bit more open with that. Uh, but yeah, just look out for that. Again, it's the content push. We I do want to try to hit 5K this year. I'm not going to be able to start it this week with uh, the issues that we had today because uh, I wanted to do some playbacks and whatnot. Uh, I may still mess with it a little bit. But again, just give me a little bit of behind the curtain for Living Split Screen as we move forward. Another thing, um, you can find me, Steel Rain. The T is a seven everywhere. Google's probably the easiest place. Um, and other than that, uh, Tuesday, 11 a.m. Central. I go live with Mr. Boomstick XL and crew with the Xbox Factor podcast. Yes, it is a more Xbox-centric show. Um, talk everything going on within the Xbox ecosystem. And overall, again, we still have that same passionate conversation. Uh, the, my energy is consistently being there. Um, so if you guys like what you're getting here, come check out Mr. Boomstick XL. Don't have to speak much more on that other than say, shout out to Boom for just being a pillar, no matter what anybody else says, uh, for just being a pillar of the community, being one of the harder working people within our community, uh, just being consistent, man. Uh, again, nobody's expecting perfection. But I do expect you for the. Uh, I do expect for you to just be you, and that's always what we get there. Um, there, uh, then every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. UK time, Living Split Screen goes live again. We are non-console centric. We touch on everything happening within the gaming industry, and not only that, we take that RTS approach where we pull ourselves out of the world, look at the darker crevices of the map. Pull our resources together so we can build up that foundation for those 3 billion gamers that Phil always talks about. And not only that, we are also the home of that ECP, Educated Consumer Perspective. Because again, we're not in the gaming industry, but we are two gamers who have an extreme passion for this hobby. And, uh, you know, our professional customer service, sales, our people, dealings, um, and for lack of how other people may feel, business dealings, because uh, not everybody knows what you've uh, what people go through on a day to day. Um, I feel pretty much sh shape out our topics and our conversations pretty well for that ECP side of things. So, with that being said, uh, there's also one additional thing that's happening behind the scenes. Ooh. So stay on the lookout for that. Uh, shout out to a brother in yeah. in the chat. I uh, will let that be as it may but definitely look out for something happening all over the weekend uh i think it's the current cool. plan um that is i think it's also going to be another dope place to tune into um it's gonna be it's gonna be tight for timing it's gonna be tight for timing because again i don't know how much i'm gonna be able to invest um time-wise into some other ventures because again full of many different directions but we'll see no promises here or there but stay on the lookout but pong the uncanny gentleman himself the x-men that is not cyclops or Iceman. Get the beautiful people right. out of here. Tell them where they can find you, bro. Well, first of all, first of all, Chad, listen up. Couldn't end the show on some outros Ooh. without Dakato coming through and saying, I heard we were at a Mach 3.25. I can't end the show 
at a Mach 3.25. Maybe we're at a 3.5. I think we might have actually gotten a 3.5, but I want to push it a little bit further as we roll out a Saturday on the living split screen. I want to make sure the hype train is rolling down the tracks to the next town in the right way. So he comes in with a dunk. That's right. An easy $10 dunk. The 10 bomb, the 10 sack of coal just got thrown into the furnace and we hit a Mach 4.0 to end the show with a $10 super chat. And he says choo choo motherfuckers thank for another great start to my work week thank you Dakato, and thanks to everybody else in the chat for tuning in today to living split screen appreciate it so much never expected but always appreciate it but Absolutely. that's how it's done around here again the goal remains at 69 keep that in the back of your head it's going to be 69 for the entire year of 2024 so get used to it everybody get ready for it because living split screen hype train does not end today it just keeps rolling on through like steel said all right everybody xbox x formerly known as twitter you know how to find me it's pong soul you guys got that down pat right and then of course tonight we are back on the shop podcast p t k blams channel be there because tonight it's going to be blam. It's going to be fuzzy. It's going to be me. And tonight we have the one and only insipid ghost, otherwise known by his real name, Luke Lore on. And he always comes through with absolutely awesome takes. So be there tonight on the shop podcast. The best way to end your Saturday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 o'clock Central Time. Get your seats early, buckle up, because we are definitely going to have some great combos tonight. So be there for that. And then, of course, next week it starts all over again. As Steele already said, he is now a part of the Xbox Factor podcast, Double Barrel Gaming Channel, Mr. Boomstick, the man, Mr. 14K. He hit it before the end of 2023. Shout out to him. But Steele being on Xbox Factor gives it a little bit of a cherry on top. So be there every Tuesday, 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central Time for the Xbox Factor. And then we did not have... Have a show this week. It was not my fault this week on PM to PM. This was Mav's call. Okay. So for once, I didn't cause us to be late or not have a show. Mav actually did this week, but we will be back next Thursday, PM in the PM, Fun Speculation Network, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 o'clock Central Time. Be there for that. Of course, we talk a lot of the same talk. Again, it's a great conversations catching up with Mav every Thursday night. Be there for that. And then Friday nights, nope, we didn't have an Xbox Ultimate either. But next week, we're back to normal. So Xbox Ultimate every Friday night where the fam gets together. Lots of laughs, lots of talk. Always a good time. Be there for Friday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time. And then, of course, God willing, episode 133 next week, the living split screen right here. Same bad channel, same bad time for all of you. I can't wait to see you all again. Thank you all for showing up today. Really fantastic conversations yet again on another Saturday as we continue to grow out this community. I want to keep this energy. I want to keep you guys having a part of the conversation, adding to the conversation and just conversating amongst yourselves. Again, discourse is welcome here. As long as it's intelligent, as long as it's cool, calm and collected, which our chat is, that's what this is all about. Different perspectives are welcome. Just Stand on your hill. Don't get personal about it. That's all we ask for. So thank you all for being here. Great show. Nothing but love and respect to each and every single one of you for all the support, all the shares, all the likes, all the different comments, the DMs that I get from time to time. People telling me how much they enjoy this. Thank you all. Again, as we enter 2024, this is going to be a kick-ass year. A lot of us got a lot of uphill battles, but we're going to battle together. 
And you're going to see it right here on Saturday mornings with me and steel as one of the places where you can kind of escape from it. So golden age of gaming is here. People get out there, play what you love, love what you play. And I'll talk to you all real, real soon. Have a great rest of your weekend, everybody. Steel, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Again, thank you for joining us on episode 132 on Living Split Screen. We'll be back for 133 and multi-streaming across the universe, as you can see, as we are available on YouTube, Twitch, X, and Kick. And I appreciate everybody for coming through. Much love, stay safe, and we'll catch you in the next one. Audio listeners, stay tuned. Peace! Later, splitters! <laughs>